Well, you hip shakers and love makers, we're back with another episode of Naysaying and Nonsense as we strive to bring you all there is in DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 216 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. You going classic there? Is that what, what you're you going about? with? Classic. <laughs> uh, the hip. I, I actually have wrong turn. If we, if I knew this was coming up, <laughs> I would be able to have something quite like this. I don't know if I could find it. No, uh, I wish I could. But I hey, like welcome to sprinkle to in the hip shakers and love makers every you. once in a while. Segregreshi. No, no like that's that not too. it. Welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official and official podcast of the Weird Science DC Comics.com website and the number one podcast in Eric Shea's heart. That's right. Uh, we have we're also on Twitter at WSD. What is it? Weird Science DC. <laughs> I get it all mixed up. We have too many podcasts, Eric. Weird Science DC. Uh, we also have an email address that you can email us in at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. And we have a Patreon account sure at patreon.com slash weird science. And that is where you can go one. and support this podcast, the Marvel podcast, maybe a football podcast that's out there somewhere, Eric. Uh, somewhere. As well as, as well as get a lot of shows. We don't want you to just go there and say, hey, throw money at us and we'll do nothing. That's Eric Shea's way. That, that ain't Jim amazing. Way. I'm forcing him into my way. Uh, but one of the big things to go and subscribe to that is to get the Patreon spotlight that comes out every Thursday where the badasses pick two books. And that's where we feature them that they will not be on this podcast. And this True. week, they picked two big ones and one really good one. Uh, Aquaman number 45 and Teen Titans number 27. Which one's which? So if you want to listen to those, you would have to go over to the Patreon to listen to them, Eric. Uh, any comments on that? You were about to do your peanut gallery stuff. I <laughs> Me? I hear no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you were going to say something. I'm but about yeah, to go over to Patreon books. to listen to them right now. Oh, my. Are you? While yes. we're doing this, uh, you'll well, just yes. disappear and listen. But, yeah. <laughs> so you could go over to there. But, uh, like I said, they're picked by the badasses. That's the highest level of the Patreon deal. So if you want to be involved in picking these books each week amongst other shows that we do, you become a badass. But we're not going to force you to go that high right away. But I think that it is something cool. We have a new badass this week, which got me all fired up. As it uh, does. But, yeah, this is now... The badass roll call, Eric. You All ready? Right. You ready for the badass roll call? Are you ready, Eric? Now I'm My trying to get to the darn bad. thing. I, I, I can't yeah, dance as well as I usually do All during right. the badass roll well, call. We're going to start off with Lady Abby, Matches Balone, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager. He's a bass player, Eric. He's a damn good bass player, too. T Funk, uh, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D Man, Batman Beyond Mark, David Fink, Man Ship. B. Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, D-Man 3000, All-New Dave, Ryan Reading, Carlos, Ian, Leonard, Chester McJerk. I have to yell through I know. Thing. Why is it so loud? <laughs> he from, my man, MIC, I'm telling you now I lost my spot. It's because it's the old file. Brian uh. King, Charlie True, P from MIC, Molly P, Fred Reed's comments, Eric G, Seller it's cracking me up there. <laughs> Danny the Street. Hey. Louise. Ulysses Jones. Hakeem. Double A run. Monty. Simon Swanee. Anthony G. <laughs> Mrs. T. <laughs> Our man Rob Lewis. Loam of Marvin. Ruben. 
<laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I, you almost I, I'm didn't gonna, make it. I, I'm going to tell you, I may have to leave a, a space here. I may have to redo that. Later on, we talk about, we, we go from this being the loudest version of that song to put the lowest version or the, you know, the quietest version of the review song coming up because my computer crashed and I had to send it away and we're using old files. That just is probably just the original one I just downloaded. Then I altered Oh, my. I knew right away when that didn't go down. I'm like, I am screwed. And again, like I'm going to say when we get to the review section, I thought it was just me. I'm turning down my own personal thing. Like, Uh, man, I must have put this up pretty loud earlier. I I hope I didn't skip people. I I really hope because I got thrown (laughs) off at that one point. Uh, If I did. Even if you uh, didn't, they're never going to hear it. Well, Swanee was mad because uh, you had Wrong Turn missed him on the deal. And I don't think he missed him. I think when I went to edit because Wrong Turn was a complete and utter wreck. Wrong Turn misses a lot of things, though telling you 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 tell him to say you know john jack that that seems pretty standard right and he'll say like ozzy franklin and yet when you you say brandy murray brandon murray he doesn't mess around with brandon i don't know what he 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 ain't playing that brandon's gotten to him (laughs) he's it's like i'm doing that i didn't realize brandon was outside the window with his fist going in his hand you better you mess it up i'll kill you Oh my! But yeah, there you go, Eric. I really hope I didn't skip anybody because that that is really big. (laughs) Two hundred and sixteen episodes. It's It's a mess. I mean, this isn't this what keeps us young? (laughs) This nonsense. I I don't know. It's not working. I see both of us every day. It ain't working. We need a better elixir. Yes, we do. But a brand new drug. We we do. We're gonna go off now to the books. Yes, here we are, Eric. And before you uh, say anything, yes, that was a little low in the mix. I had uh, turned up my song. computer. Now you're blowing no, no. me. I'm like, oh, and it must just be me. People, people won't realize this because it will be leveled out. But this is a problem I'm having as we go. My computer broke. Things are a little low. Away. No, no. These are the original files that I had saved years ago. Right. Uh, they have been fixed since. In fact, I did the news show on Patreon this morning and didn't realize it continued with the, oh, and Eric's there too. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> this is old school. So, yeah, some of I these. Was I, in fact, there? 
No, oh. you weren't. But you were in you that's were fair. in soundboard. <laughs> you were. Uh, and and actually said, hey, that sounds awesome when I talked about the Transformers Ghostbusters comic. So it you were there in awesome. spirit and in soundboard. But yeah, I'll have to uh, get a hold of Dancing Mike to resend me the revamped version of that song. <laughs> I start, I'm like, oh, no, it's one of these again. But we are here for the it's time for me and cheese. It is. But Eric, Carnivores. we have a conundrum. We have a conundrum. Uh, we had pete from myc say what are we going to start calling it the tofu and the veggies and i said no way (laughs) and you told me earlier this week and every day since that meat is murder that's Uh what you've told me it's time for meat and cheese now i I agree with you i've actually come to agree with you because right now i'd kill for some ribs eric oh (laughs) i I was working on that material all day and here we are with the reviews there's not a lot of books this week uh this is part of again what dan didio kind of told all the comic shop owners and things like that is that dc was going to cut back on their titles now it did come out today that that kind of is a after the fact deal they've already done it and we see that they've already done it so what you're telling me though is that dc is cutting back on quantity but they're upping the quality well, I would love to say that, and that's kind of my spin on it, uh, while Dan DiDio does claim also that DC pays more per page to their creative teams. That must mean that they get better product. That's not the case. Uh, you know, I know I know one guy that I work with, uh, Eric Shea, and it's not you. I'm not setting up a joke to make fun of you. Uh, pretty much the most... But the highest paid guy in our whole work is a guy who shits his pants on the reg. So, you know, paying somebody more does not mean they're going to give you quality at all. Also, the fact that you're trying to, you know, grab people from other places. Say you're going to grab a uh, Donny Cates, actually. Say you're going to try to grab him from Marvel. You're going to have to overpay. It's like it happens in sports, too. You have, you know, uh, and you have free agents that come out. You're not really paying them what they're actually worth. You're paying them because the market is, you know, bidding against everything. So you're always going to overpay. So don't give me that, that you pay more. That means it's quality. We're here on the front lines, Eric. We're in the shit. It's like I want to say. And I'm I'm saying what I look over out of the foxhole and with you in there, it's a foxy hole. I look out (laughs) and what I see there. It's a, a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble going on, a lot of, you know, delays, a lot of treading water, a lot of things like that. So if you're going to come out and say that you are better, you know, put your money where your mouth is and start doing better. And that's what I hope this all is a start of. But yeah, tonight we don't have a lot of books there. No, that's how it's really started. And, and, and if you want to go back to when we started the podcast, even uh, one of the first episodes we talked, I think we had 22 to 24 books that week. We didn't talk and about I any of those books you, on that podcast, but we had them. No, well, I said <laughs> to you at that point, we're never going to be able to do all these books. If we did that, we'd have a three-hour podcast. And you said, I'll never do that. Kill me now. Not on my watch. <laughs> three hours. Oh, my. Uh, but yeah, we so we were going to do feature books, but that just shows you since then. And that was during the New 52. So I, I can't say that it's, you know, Apple for oranges but we have delicious you know, a couple books tonight and uh, that's just how it's going to be i think from now on but because of that like i said uh, a couple weeks ago we're going to start to try to review every book it's going to be easy now 
I mean, we've actually put in the work before where we were up until 4 a.m. Man, we're not going to have to do that. This is going to seem like a vacation. But if you want to go and read our written reviews of all these books, we do have a website. Uh, Eric, you hear that? We have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. We also have an email. I'm just going to tell. I don't know why I'm going with the email now. We're, we're recording out of uh, sequence and it's messing we up. We always tonight, do, though. Aaron. I know, but it's just messing me up now because we only have a couple books tonight, and we're going to start. I'm not even going to the give idea the that we don't have That's much to be do a secret. is throwing you off. <laughs> it is because we're almost done All for right. the night. Oh my! Uh, but we're going to start with two books, Eric. Poop, poop. Oh, they are poop, poop. I, 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 I kind it's of agree. And, and these are big books, but do they, did they feel big to you before I'm we get into do, do these? Feel when, big when we get past Batman here and go into Justice League. I'm going to rely heavy on you because I read it, and I oh. felt like the biggest goddamn dummy in the world reading no, Justice no, League because they're saying dummy. stuff, and I'm like. I, I don't know what's I going on. I don't know on. how you could be a dummy. When you hear my my uh, little blurb, I think, first off, you're going to say that might be a Harvey-winning blurb when I mm-hmm. get to that one. Uh, but really, to me, it was a director's cut. So, uh, But I also think that my Batman blurb it is quite the award-winning blurb as well. Right I, I'm going to rely on you to see if you agree, Eric. And the first one we're going to talk about is Batman number 65, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Gilliam March, which I heard a pronunciation of his name this week and it blew my mind and i can't remember it was like i'm not saying i have no idea what they were saying but we heard it on the thing and we just laughed because we were like oh my we have really been saying it wrong (laughs) and and it was so wacky uh, a way that there's no way that it can't be right there's no way you'd come up with this idea of a name on your own. So it has to be right. We say it wrong. Oh, well. Colors by Tomei Moray and letters by Steve Wands. You ready for this? Oh, ready. Are you ready? Are you sitting back? Suck it you, to you me. Might wanna, you might even get ready to smoke afterwards. Where's my cigarettes? This is going to be so fulfilling. What is the price? That's it. That's all I put. Uh, what no. is well, it the seems, price indeed? That best. What is the price? Well, it seems like the price of this crossover is to change up Gotham Girl so that she is no longer one of my favorite parts of Rebirth and also to somehow make me hate Barry just a little bit more than I do in Williamson's normal run of The the Flash. I have given him a bit of a pass so far, meaning Williamson, since he was picking up the pieces and filling in the blanks of Tom King's Batman run. But at this point, it's his story, Eric, and it's not good. There you go. At this point, it it will not be history. It'll be his story. It is his story. <laughs> and yeah, the the thing about this is as we were going on, we noticed that they were trying to kind of retroactively change some things about Gotham Girl. And it's not exactly to me changing her history because really we didn't know that anyway. No. We knew some things. We knew kind of that Hank was a Batman fan. Uh, the family was saved. We see this at the beginning of this issue as well. But it's just the tone and the idea of what Gotham Girl is upset at and where we went from where we last saw her to now really doesn't jive with me. Well, not, and, and you, you say about but, Gotham uh, Girl, but the whole thing is too, we have Gotham actually show up in this issue, resurrected from some manner. I don't know if he He's a clone, or if it's the actual Gotham just resurrected. It seems to be him. It seems to be resurrected with that serum. And she even says, because he's been dead so long, it didn't work. And so I'm going full out. All still insane. I'm like, is the whole thing with the Medusa mask still, or is this still not a resolved thing? Well, and and why is Gotham Girl? 
Exactly. Why is Gotham Girl? I'm very There's confused no about what the motivations of these characters are from where we left them way back. And, in the and the of weird Rebirth. thing about this is, is as we start this, the idea that Gotham Girl is insane again pretty much wipes out the whole thing with the you know going and getting the Medusa mask and things, but also then wipes out what happened after that. Unfortunately, that's a huge cog in the hundred issue run of Tom King. She was completely sane as far as we can tell. He might retroactively say she wasn't. She was under control of people, but Batman saved her. They ended up getting the Medusa mask. It was a whole thing. And then she said to Batman, you know what? Why aren't you happy? Why don't you want to be happy? You should marry Selena Kyle. You should be happy. He did. She didn't go full out, say Selena, but it was the idea of Batman not being able to answer her about why he shouldn't be happy that led him down the road. This was the beginning. It was the actual start of the journey of this whole nonsense that, you know, the 50th issue with the wedding not happening and things like that. That was the start. And she was not crazy. She was not insane. Batman didn't think so. And then he said, listen, I'm going to send you off for training because your powers kill you. We're going to teach you how to use, you know, be a hero yeah, without You're going to be in this life. We're not going to have you send you out there ill-prepared when you do it without powers because they are indeed yeah. killing you. And then she shows up here crazy again. Crazy without crazy. any even... Using powers even any, nonstop. Yeah, using powers nonstop. And no even thing of Batman saying, Claire... What happened? I mean, I sent you off. What did Ducard do to you? Because we figured she was going to Ducard. Uh, what, what, what did they do to you in Europe? I know Europe's fancy and stuff, but you came back crazy. I mean, I could see her going off and coming back, smoking cigarettes a little weird and wearing a beret. But, well, but this is you? back to this is back to Medusa mask nonsense, crazy Claire, and that is not where we left her. So you're going with this, but that fits better to what the story has become after issue 50 where at the end of 50 we saw gotham girl there with bane so where well, you the had idea King of the say, medusa mask we, what, what happened to that thing even like I don't, have we seen it since the Who button knows? where it reacted no. with the button which they bring no. up here oh it's just like when i found that button it was just somebody leading us something that's not what happened in the button batman what no, the hell are no. you talking about yeah. what's going on what's what's going on with that all of this is being it's counting on and Tom King and now Joshua Williamson's in on it. There's a conspiracy going on there in this where they are counting on people not remembering what happened before and, and just go with what you want to do now. And it doesn't make sense because to me, the whole idea of Claire and it kind of is hinted at at the beginning. She's making up an idea in her head that the story of her origin was that she stopped the robber in the alley. And I want to just go and say one more time, if you live in Gotham, don't go the alleyway. It's always trouble, but you know, that was the deal. Yeah, it was the deal though, that Hank had, you know, been there and Batman saved them. Hank got obsessed with Batman. Now with all of this, they kind of hint at not what they should have. And I think Joshua Williamson is not, he's like missing the mark a little because Claire's whole thing here should have been, I always followed Hank. I didn't have my own origin story and not the idea of I have to have a, a, yeah, I have to have a great, why can't the origin story now be that she brings back, she saves Hank. They can all be centered on just Hank. Instead, the origin story seems to let's bring back Hank and beat the crap out of Batman. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense in the whole scheme of things. Now, the other thing before we go in the tit for tat here is the idea. Why is Claire? angry at batman batman helped her batman consoled her after gotham went crazy and was dead he didn't kill he he didn't kill him 
He killed. He he died by burning out. Yeah. We we know this. I actually thought Claire killed him at one point. Batman was trying to save him, trying to stop him. Yes, but he didn't kill him. What is killing? Uh, you know, Hank Gotham, and what kills him here is whoever sold them those powers. And also, if that's going to wrap around that it was always tied into Bane, why is she against Batman? Why is she Batman's big villain here? Because she's conveniently crazy Claire. And she has no more character development other than, hey, hey, I'm crazy, but I blame Batman for things. This is not where we picked up left off last time. Oh, it's Batman. It was Batman. And the, the weirdest thing is Dancing you can tell me, you. yeah, yeah, you can tell me all that and say, okay, well, she's crazy and all that. But even when she was crazy, she wasn't necessarily like fully like anti-Batman. Well, the thing is when she was crazy, she was fearful. She was afraid. The whole idea yeah. that we had to lock her up and so Alfred could do five, I think, sessions with her to get her un-medusa yeah. yep. The whole thing leading up to that, that's like we got to keep Bane away so we can do this and get the job done. Okay, we did it. We're good. Send Claire yeah. off. Oh, wait, she's crazy yeah, even- and she's in a weird cast. Yeah. Lab having possible clones of her and her brother and yeah, resurrecting. And he, yeah, like, even even during up. and after that, we even had uh, where in Monster Men when she was kind of getting therapy, she was trying. She wasn't supposed to use her powers and ended up saving everyone by just. Remember, it was the one point where they're like, "No, Claire, you're going to die if you use her powers." And she went ballistic and flew out, crashed oh, through yeah. walls to stop the Monster Men. But again, she was a hero. Like and, when, and like weird- when that man virus happened in Birds of Prey, and she was helping out. Remember that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Nobody I mean, what, cares about I that. I do. Nobody <laughs> remembers this, though, that this whole idea of her being – we better see the idea of how she was turned crazy again. And is it, again, that the Medusa mask has disappeared? Look, got we're, we're worried like, about these- why she's crazy. We've never gotten an answer about her goddamn powers. We have a thing now called Super Venom that may or may not be the catalyst to their powers or just the thing that brings back, you know, Hank from the dead. I yeah. don't well, know. Yeah. They're just like, and, and very, here, like, you know – like uh, easy on this whole thing like well we got some things here let's people can put that together if they want we're gonna move on over here throw something out yeah. there a name and, all right, and let's uh, move i'm on. going like i said i'm going fully uh that it's hank only because when he comes back they don't say anything about cloning and before they even say these it's weird too because they go with these copycats they're not alive we can kill them but then they kind of want to pull it back a little to get you to the feels of like <laughs> These people just wanted to be heroes. What? You said they were just copycats and they weren't and, alive. And they, right? alive. they didn't and want For anything. some reason, their powers are going to burn out immediately then, yeah, once they start using immediately. them. But then with Hank, you end up with a little bit more, but not much. No, and that's much my biggest all. problem, too, is Hank comes back for Gotham no Girl's reason. Fine, only, only to upset Gotham Girl. But you do start with this, you know, kind of her version of the origin. And it could have been better, you know, played out of her, like, well, no, that wouldn't be. And I would have liked to have seen these others where she's like, man, that wasn't really what happened. I wasn't there the day that Hank ended up and my family got saved by Batman, but I need an origin story. And I would have liked to have seen these visually. Just I, I thought it would have been cool. Like I landed here on a rocket from planet Gotham. No, I was bitten by a radioactive gargoyle. Just her saying it with just, these, I was hit by just the Gotham pictures force. of her. Now, I would have liked to have seen that in that would have been some pretty cool panels to show her even as almost like a uh, a Spider-Man yeah. character and things like that. But no, it's just there. And it's like there's so many parts of this that seem to just miss the mark. Well, as not we only go, that, but I, we, I don't know what our connection is to the Flash for this whole Batman Flash team up of why whoever's behind manipulating Claire into helping, you know, and Hank. Why do we go to the CCPD? What is our point besides for having to push this whole flash yeah. connection and, 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 and going they over make there? it 
And that's the thing. Batman tries to explain it by saying, listen, this is set up like the button. This is supposed to make a divide between me and you. But the problem well, that's with why the that sanctuary is, mask is here. Just now to make us we're all talking. Wiggy. Yeah. And now we're talking about heroes in crisis. Yeah. Now we're starting to get a little wonky within stories and things like that. And I don't mind the continuation of Barry saying to Batman, like, hey, I don't trust you. You did this. You were the one who told me that Wally would be safe. Bad the whole idea. Shit. Was she in sanctuary? That that's bullcrap. I don't need that. I need Barry to be centering basically on you told me that he'd be safe and Wally died. I don't trust you right now. I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad. I got to work out some things. Instead, it's the over the top thing to fit the story here, and it is like a round peg in a square hole. It was she in sanctuary. I, I just want him to say, "What the hell does it matter right now? It matters no bit right now. Let's get on with it." Look, you had that master. Naomi's parents, you know, Flash is going to ask him a question. He's going to tiptoe around that and never really yeah. answer it. Yeah, he never does answer. That's the problem because I don't think he knows or doesn't want it's, – it's just weird. Uh, but they, they're not getting along and somehow this is going to lead to that Batman who's no longer happy because Flash doesn't like to, to you know, to have Detective Worth with him. And the problem <laughs> I have with this is – we haven't seen much of that no. in the past bunch of years. So it really falls flat for me. Say something along the lines of Flash is going to quit the uh, Justice League, you know, something like right. that, or Batman is. And then we're talking, but this whole idea of, I'm not going to detect with you anymore. I don't Our trust detective you. Oh, my. over. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, we, we barely knew ye. <laughs> Uh, but I thought actually the one thing I thought that they were getting together again, because do you, if, if me and you are fighting her, the one thing that probably would get us back together, I'd say, listen, we've had a lot of problems here. We're fighting on the podcast. We're not you know, going well at work. Give me a piggyback ride, buddy. Let's go. And My I thought that, that, that's me. what they're going to do. The it. fuck off. Yeah, well, see, but at least how about when uh, you walk around the corner and I, I tickle you? You do that to me all the time. I and it always makes how me dare tingle. You. It always, you know, <laughs> that's, you work, that's work. That's work, Eric. You don't want them to know. Why are you so nice tickle to be fight. at work, Eric? Tickle, tickle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're doing all this. And that they do spell out because they're fighting these copycats, clones, clones? whatever they are. We don't know. I don't they're know. Just there Random volunteer dead people who are Isn't resurrected. Isn't it funny, too? It, it, it's the funniest thing to me she that they're hair? fighting these. Right, they're fighting these. I know they're fighting these to be a distraction, to you know, to kind of uh, hold them back yep. while Claire does what she has to do. But then Barry what? just runs off and, and beats her there anyway. The almost, is, you know what, what I mean? Does the, she have to do? I, I don't know. I don't and know and then Barry gets there anyway. It's And then it's just to get Batman not there, but he wouldn't have been anyway because he's got to fly the Batwing. And, and it makes no sense. And because we have to really for, force some stuff for the Flash to hold back or, you know, just be not in the game as much as he can. When he does get there, right as, you know, Gotham Girl shows up and Hank is there, he gets – uh overpowered because he realizes that Iris is there for some yeah, reason. Well, Going even, through, I'll even go – his desk yeah. and his stuff, though, even though he doesn't yeah. work at the CCPD no. anymore, the last no, he thing doesn't we work saw, there he's anymore. supposed to work at Iron Heights. Yep. And before that, when they are fighting the, the copycats, there is one reason why you have that. You have to show them burning out. That's the only reason. You have to show that but they will burn out. But we don't know what the so rules when, are besides well, that, Well, I know, though. but I'm saying the, you see it so that Joshua Wilson thinks that's the setup. So when Hank does later, people aren't like, oh, man, what is that? Yeah, you just have to have that. Now, Batman should be dead. 
uh, Flash possibly too. These people are burning out because they're using powers. Their powers are, again, the big thing, the big sentence at one point by Hank during the beginning, during the I am Gotham and Batman, uh, was the idea that I could be a normal person with slight powers for a lifetime or I can be a god for an hour. Whichever way, they will eventually burn me out and I will die. We don't know about this sort of whatever serum, what that serum is. Is it the same stuff that they had before? Is it a re-tooled you know, tooled thing? Is it something to... But they burn out, I'm assuming, because they are overusing their powers. They are are chasing Flash and or Batman around, but at one point, clones. I don't know. Yeah, and at one point they're they're fighting them. Batman should be dead. Yeah, uh, Flash should be yeah. dead after Hank freaking yeah, I, I know. into him. Yeah, well, him then like they go. You go to Central. Yeah, you go to Central City, uh, and Iris is sneaking through Barry's files in his office, which he shouldn't have anymore. Joshua Williamson should know this yeah. clearly. Now you do see things packed up. That's the thing; it's they, they are in boxes. boxes. And Mike, is he just an asshole who didn't take his stuff? When he left? Now, maybe it is just that uh, during this thing in Iron Heights, they left this office there and he just was in the middle of packing. I don't know. But the idea of her with the lights out, it's nighttime. She's going through. The, she walks out the door and it's, it's full out, you know, work day here with everybody else. Well, she is I- sneaking into the GCPD and going through files. Nobody notices. Well, what the was idea she, the invisible too, woman? That she's going there because she knows that Barry has a picture, has a picture. of, of uh, Wally and her and him. Why? Yeah. Because I'm telling Why? you, Barry essentially with Iris, they, they've had an on-again, off-again thing. But for <laughs> the most part, they have just gotten together. Wally has been away from this world to the point where the world didn't even know about him. Why is there a picture yep. of a and younger legitimately- Wally? Yeah, at his work. Le- I, I don't understand. Le- legitimately with this too, where I'll call BS is the idea that it is a physical photograph. Exactly. And and if it was now it would be it would be on a phone or you know you'd print it up. So this is kind of in my mind through that is saying that this is from years and years before. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Not at all. She wants to write the obituary, she says. If anybody's going to write the obituary it'll be me. Yeah, you sure Gotham them, girl Iris. comes. Yeah, Gotham girl comes flying through the window, smashing up everything, says that man, this is really great. I get to cut loose. Uh and Iris is there. And again, I think Barry should so Barry's the one who stops and goes, Iris, where did, when did everybody else? These are actual police detectives, and they can't see a woman walking out of an office that has the lights out. I to see get a nothing. I'm telling you, this is why the rogues are always out and about. That's why we need superheroes in this universe. But yeah, yeah, really, it's Schultz. And she's there, and she's like, all right. I get to cut loose. Here I am in Central Oh, man, Flash, why are you here? What was she going to do? She's like, all right, I can't believe you got here. You must have left Batman behind. There's a strange idea that whoever is behind this whole thing wants to get after Flash as well. Like we had the whole thing where you got at the first issue. If you go at the the Flash Museum, you'll get part of what you need to bring Hank back. It seemed like I I, I never really understood it, but whoever's behind this – Wants to hit Batman hard and wants to hit Flash hard. 
I just don't know why. And this whole idea yeah. of like, all right, the Flash Museum, the CCPD. I'm like, what is the list of things that you need to run down here? Know. And like, you know, stick it to the Flash, Gotham Girl. And yeah, why? Stick it, to, stick it to the Flash. That's what they say. Uh, and and why don't – like if they do this, why – I know that they're doing this to try to somehow put a wedge between Flash and Batman. But I don't know. In my mind, these heroes would kind of team up together more. I mean we're seeing more Batman and Flash now than we have in Seriously. 10 years. Uh, the other thing about this is there's a little line here that kind of got me thinking about another route that I might have went with. What about a route? She's like, you know – well, a rude as well. Uh, she's like, oh, man, you must have left Batman behind to fend up for himself. That's not very heroic. <laughs> I wish that if she came back like this, and I'm telling you, that's what it looks like. Uh, when she came back like this, I wish that that would have been the angle where Hank died trying to be a hero. And now she has decided these heroes aren't quite heroic and the things that they do aren't heroic. And that would be a reason like, man, the Flash, he never does this. Batman never kills his villain. He never stops the villains. You can go that route. Flash is too nice, maybe. And she even kind of says that. Hank says it there. But that would be a reason to go and kind of vandalize the Flash Museum and stuff. Because, uh, Or even if you know about Sanctuary, oh, man, Flash, you think you're so great. And then your sidekick died, you know, and all that. I think that would have been a better angle for, for her. And especially to bring back Hank because they were super fans of heroes. Oh, yeah. That's why they, if anybody paid the price, Eric, it was them because they ended up the buying their high. powers and they ended up having Hank die because of that. But I would have liked the idea of Hank died trying to be a hero. And look at you guys. You have these powers. You're not going to die. He did the ultimate sacrifice and you just sit here and do shit. And and I wish that that would have been the angle. Then I could go, don't give me this, you know, crazy ass Claire that we don't have anymore. Oh, not give only that, but something we're also that means getting something. Hank, who was returned from the dead and either this, like, returned from the dead deformed brain of the Medusa mask is still yeah. angry like it was. I before, don't know. He's coming in. He's right with his sister, who he was fighting before, who essentially pretty much fought him to yeah. the point where he died. Well, he's just there, yeah. like... Hey, the last time it's we saw each other, Flash, I kicked Justice League's ass. You know, here I'm going to do and, it again. And the other like, thing with that what, is, why? in my mind, yeah, and then Hank also, when you bring in Hank, there's that other little thing behind the scenes, too, is that Claire always followed Hank. Claire would do anything Hank did. Hank's back. And if you're telling me he's fully back for his three pages here, um, him coming back, I think, would start running the show again. And, say, and also be like... Claire, what, what the hell are you doing? These these guys are our heroes. And he kind of does throw it in Flash's face. They try to make the connection where he's going to fight Flash and says, oh, really? I fought your whole Justice League before. And, you know, you think, yeah. And I want Flash to go, yeah, but you died. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I can, I can kill you. And you know what, Flash? We liked you as well. It wasn't just Batman. That, and it's all just goobly gook nonsense. It, it really is. We, we fought, which was better, flight or super speed. You know what won? Both. We're everything. Yeah. In the meantime, Batman's trying to get there. And this is the most, I'm telling you, the progression of this scene and trying to somehow, I guess, get some feels. You're trying to create some tension here while Batman's trying to get there before Flash is killed? Yeah, that. And also, I have never seen anything that fell as flat as, hey, Flash, you know what? I'm going to punch you right in your sexy face. You know what? You know why we liked you? Your optimism. And when everything was down, you always would smile. And then he just starts melding. 
And I'm like, really? What, what is going on? He didn't even use so anything. Long, He's just Hank. there. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, when he said smile and he's starting to, you know, I'm dissipate. It, I, I, I thought somebody attacked Me him. Me too. I thought I somebody thought shot that him those from were behind. Lasers. Me too. I thought Batman had shown up with lasers. Well, I'm like, like Batman, you're really sides out of up. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's just and then then he's melding and then he's like, "What's wrong with me?" Well, I think that maybe you could guess that. I, I know you'd be dead for a while, but then you go all Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. What did you do to me, Claire? I was happy where I was, and now I'm scared. So was he in heaven? Whatever. He, but now he's like, <laughs> "Why did you bring me heaven. back?" This is all in one page. Yeah. That all of a sudden, this oh, whole build-up, this no. whole deal, we barely, me and you are still debating if this is Hank, a clone, whatever. We're still wondering why all this was was nonsense. This points out to me that this whole arc was just complete, utter nonsense just to try to tie in something that and retroactively make people believe another bit of a story that you're going to go forward with. Hank didn't need to come back. No. There's no reason to have this. Just for her to get upset then, for Barry to say, you know what, I've lost somebody close to you know it's it's never easy whatever for her then to get all pissed off because batman shows up and then she injects the serum i don't even know why she needs to do that i don't know why she already has powers uh and And is this the serum that gives them powers or is this the serum that resurrects people from the dead yeah i don't know because then it just makes her go you know pretty much nuclear she's and that's where batman shows up yeah, Batman shows up and says, "Listen, I'm t- I know I'm too late. A long time ago, I couldn't save you. I know that I've hurt you. Well, we've dealt with this in a better way. And, and now wh- basically what you've done now is in this story, like I said last week, you have ripped up the letter from Flashpoint already, nonsense, and now you've you've ruined this <laughs> character that I love. One of my favorite characters. One of the best things that I I I get the idea now because Tom King will talk and go on and on. He hates that first I Am Gotham arc. It's my favorite. I gave one. I gave the issue that Hank died a 10 out of 10. You know, everybody who listens now and says, oh, you look at you, Tom King hater. 10 out of 10. That was my last perfect score I've given. That was because I loved the setup. I loved Gotham Girl. I loved Gotham. I loved the whole idea that it's ruined now. And yeah, Tom King can get out of it by, hey, it wasn't me. But it is you. It's you and Joshua Williamson. And just to try to make things fit better because you fucked up the wedding and didn't have it and now had to tell people was halfway through the story. And there were always hints and you always had this in mind. You basically, the one thing that I could grab onto that I love that you did, it's gone now. It it seems to be gone because everything is not what it was. And now it's this push deal of sanctuary and who's lying and all this Fucking bullshit. Well, what, what, what were you saying, Eric? I'm just looking at him melding. No, You're I was just looking at the that. point because it's weird because right as she injects herself, I don't know what happened to the arc because I really thought for a second that Riley Rossmo took over for just that one panel of Claire injecting herself in the I'm neck. I'm now. I'm like, the neck's not quite as long oh, as it yeah. should yeah, be for yeah, Riley Rossmo, like but all of a sudden, the no. arc seemed to change. And even the when you eyes. look at the Batman there, when who's reacting, like, no. There. I'm like, it looks it, weird. It, 
Go back and look at Riley Rossum on the the uh, Monster Man. That's what he looks like. That is those two pad like two paddles. It's there. weird. They're very odd. Uh, but yeah. But no, this is very nuclear. disappointing for a character like you said. I have looked forward to the return of Gotham Girl, the the continuation of where this arc, where, like the story, would go for these characters. And what we're getting here, it's very lackluster because it doesn't seem to be thought out. It's just happening. Like we saw Claire at the end of Batman number fifty, standing with Bane, knowing that oh my god, yeah. she might be a baddie. But now when we see Ooh, the she she baddie. But now that we're seeing the progression of that, there's no real background. It's just super venom, resurrection, and crazy Claire. And I'm like, why? You, you could have done so yeah. much with these characters. And, and you know what's funny is you're, you're saying that. And a lot of times we get mad because say say old Eric Shea, he gets a job uh, uh-huh. at, at DC. Right. And you're going to do a firestorm wait, wait, wait. story. Old Eric Shea like in the past or an old man Eric? No, now old man, okay. Eric. old okay. old man right. Eric with his gray beard, gray okay. beard Eric. You're gonna you're gonna go, and they they hear you on the podcast, and they're like, you know what? We want to bring back Firestorm, and we're gonna go a different route. We're gonna get a super fan to do it. You come on, and you're Mister, you know, continuity uh-huh. deal. Uh-huh. But you want to tell a story and something from you know the nineties, ninety three. Okay. Something didn't That's go well the way. Well, whatever. I'm saying, just in your mind, <laughs> something of a past I Firestorm, and by this time they've opened up all the continuity all right, so all right. it isn't co- and there's something that always bother you i know there's some things with different characters like you're like oh man why did they do this why uh, you know even say a mr freeze we'll just go that that whole you know that the way that that was spelled out as new origin but you you go to change something because it's something nobody liked right, right. you're going to change it some people will still complain oh that's not continuity why is he doing this whatever this is what's happening in this book but it's still in the same run and that's what bothers me. We have times where they'll change an origin. Oh, yeah. They'll change some things, but not in the same run. This is in this run. You can't go and just say, well, you know, I don't like the way Gotham Girl was presented at the end because that doesn't fit my story going forward. No, no, that's your character that you did. Do it in a clever way that we see stuff that we're like an M. Night Shyamalan twist that comes up and you're like, oh, man, I that does make sense. She was doing this all along. And da, da, da. No, this is just I hope people don't remember because here we go. Here go. you. Ah, nobody likes Gotham Girl anyway, so we'll just change it up because it has to fit my deal. No, it, it's ridiculous. And I said when we first started this crossover earlier in the month that I was very upset at that first issue of Batman because I thought that, you know, oh, man, Gotham Girl, this. And I said, you know, I, I was hard on Joshua Williamson. We talked about it on the podcast. And I said, you know what? By the end, maybe they are going to do her good and they are going to show. And no, no, it's falling apart now. So and and my score. We always have that part on, four to look forward to, though. The optimism yeah, can still be yeah. there. Maybe you can pull it all it together and it's make just the price the, just worth the it. Tone. <laughs> it's just the tone. It's just the tone. And the idea of how they're forcing oh, what's you. going on. But I um, I give it a six on the site, I believe. Six or a five, five. I'm going to go down to a five, five if I did go six. And most six. of it, I love the art. The art's great. Oh, I yeah. like, you know, you pointed out that Riley Rossum Yeah, for the most part, and, though, the art is amazing. Besides that oh, one I thing that it. caught my eye out of nowhere. And Gilliam March was a guy who we really liked. Uh, yeah. His art on Talon back Talon. in the day was one of my favorite things. And we have had him since... And if you remember when he would come up, we're like, boy, it's not him anymore. It doesn't seem right. 
this this is right on and I really really like the art so I'm going to go down to a 5-5 five, five, just because of the forced nature of all this and then Hank just showing up to go nuclear dead in, in basically three panels I, I mean this and was like the most three, three lackluster you know, deal yeah, and then I love it, too, because you get the three panels in my mind. Smile. What's wrong with me? I'm melting. And then it's just his burned-out carcass. Looks like, you know, Aunt Beru. And then he's gone. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> Uncle Owen, where are you? Uh, but, yeah, I, I wish that she would have said, I got to go home, and then went off. But, hey, there you go. What would you give I up? love the art in this issue, besides for those two panels that I just talked about. But everything about this issue was very lackluster to the point where – Everything is forced to make what it needs to do for this one issue. The idea, like Hank coming back. All right, Hank's coming back. All right, Hank's dead. All right, Iris is over here. And just because Gotham Girl needs to attack the CCPD for some reason, things are just happening. And it's such an odd thing because this is a Flash issue in a Batman book. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing. Like, you think you might want to, you know, even those out a little bit better. But overall, yeah, sometimes when we do have this, you will. And maybe it's because it's Joshua Williamson yeah. writing them all. But you're right. Usually you'll still get the tone towards the character that the book the issues is. About, like yeah, this issue would have been, yeah, this would have been more of a flash tone, but it's not. And, and maybe that might serve better later that it's one maybe. continuous story. But I would have liked a little more. But the thing is, you really get nothing out of this. You know, Hank shows up and dies, like we talked about. Gotham Girl's still crazy, and Flash and Batman aren't getting along. The end, five out of ten. Not a fuck you five because of how much I like the Just art, a regular. But just a regular five because it's a very underwhelming crossover at this point. We we, we must be getting uh, a little more positive because we all we keep giving fives, but they're not the FU variety a lot well, of times lately. That there are things you can get like from this. It's just overall yeah. the story is nonsense, especially when you you look at a picture that Barry has in his office that's not his office anymore of a young Wally West who shouldn't have been there. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know it does. I know it does, Eric. Next up is Justice League number 18. <laughs> Am I going to guide you? Do I need to hold your hand? Oh my Can God. I come over Can to you your house right now? And hand? Would, I, would I hold your hand? Would you let me? You don't like me touching you. No, no, I'm going to wear gloves. to annoy you. Oh, are you going to wear like uh, snow gloves? Or are they going to be like rubber gloves? Like, you know, surgical be gloves. Because if, if you wear surgical gloves, I'll smack you. They're going to be you... those weird gloves that have the, like the fingers cut off, but that weird mitten part that folds back with that. So Velcro. what you're saying is cool ass gloves. <laughs> so you're going to be in a wham video later. I, in my mind, if you wear snow gloves, you might be cold, but you also might not want to touch me. You wear surgical gloves. It's because you think I have the gonorrhea, Eric, and I, I don't need that nonsense, right? This is <laughs> Justice so League number 18. Don't take this yeah, away. Yeah, really, but please, please, yeah, don't, don't do that. Please wear these snow gloves uh, or the Madonna gloves, which is the gloves I would wear with the fingers there, cut That off, is Eric. not enough protection. No, no, no glove, yeah, no love, Dr. Well, now Jones. you're going back to the gonorrhea. <laughs> we got Justice League number 18, ripped by James Tyne in the fourth, art by Pasquale Ferry, uh-huh. colors by Hi-Fi, letters by Tom Napolitano. Here we go, Eric. I want to see if you like this one. This issue is basically a recap director's cut clip show of what we've gotten in the past couple weeks, Justice League. It fills in the blanks that weren't there and even changes up things slightly. The worst thing is that it is giving us recap that it we don't really need and doesn't really give us the 
information that we want or need to know. I like Lex and Brainiac, but this issue made me think Tynan and Snyder have run out of reasons for these Legion of Doom interludes and are now just forcing the issue. And that is how I stand with it. The thing is, the major point of this issue, here I am, Eric, take my hand. Take my no. hand, Eric, and here Let we me go. Is basically somehow trying to show that the only way that you could possibly wake Perpetua and control the totality again, everything's confusing. Faith. Is uh, uh, you have to have, have faith. faith, but you gotta have faith and a little belief, and you gotta like humanity, even though this thing is going through the universe. Doom, 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> this is basically that you have to be open-minded and not want to control Perpetua the totality because of your single-minded nature, but can be used to. You know, make the universe and humanity and, then and you everybody can take else that doorknob that for throughout this issue that just seems to be like an orb and not a doorknob. You can take that doorknob yeah. and you can take that faith and you can turn it in air and unlock the yeah. mind of Perpetua. Exactly. While all I'm doing is sitting there wondering because I keep talking about the sixth energy. Sixth that's energy. Gonna, where's the fifth? I know. Well, to me, the sixth energy seems to be the sixth dimension no, no, no. that what is you the get fifth? through. I'm telling you, they're talking about going to the fifth dimension. To get to the then. sixth? Yeah, I think that's oh what it is. And is the fifth dimension creativity? The fifth dimension must be creativity. And they, because even, I mean, they Fuck don't want to come me. out fully and say mixoplex, but it's like the imps and the leprechauns. It could also be magic. I don't know. I'm telling you, they said talking, talking about, about the hobgoblins and the fucking, what was it, the boggards or whatever it is. Like, oh my God. They used to yeah, talk yeah. about these things and like, is this is this where we're really going with the whole thing? Like, what are we doing? And, and, but the the whole idea of this whole issue, though, is the funniest thing to me because but we talk about issues. Dimension could open yeah. doors to the uh, sixth. I'm like, but, but you gotta have faith. But, but, I just want to sing some more energy. Songs. Gotta have faith. No, I'm telling you now. We're we're pretty much that. I I like to at one point they're like, all right, you know the the they're going to give you some energies and then give you the anti versions of them. You know the still force. Oh, the yeah, anti of the yeah. speed force. Oh man, the, I like to where they they jump the things where somebody's just sitting there and goes, you know what? We saw these Green Lanterns. I guess they have an emotional spectrum, but they don't know about the invisible one. Dun, I'm dun, like, well, what? And so you get that. Then you go to the tier of extinction, and now we're I starting to kind of get Arian, weird. The dead Atlanteans. I love he it actually too. did it. The did, tier of extinction. Did you see though, or did, do you recall that they do mention? what that is against and that is against the ocean life energy the the life Um, force of the oceans because as we're saying all life stems from the ocean remember we just read this in aquaman this week yes yes we did (laughs) so there you have that so it's a we got it and then it's like the extinction of my mind just pretty much seems like it's supposed to be the anti-life equation no, as you as you're going down, it's like one of those where if I'm telling you, I'm I'm teaching you all of this, and I'm like, hey, this still force, and I, I'm booming with my my you know oratory skills. Hey, the still force, that's the opposite of the speed force. Yeah, you're clapping, yay! And then I'm like, eh, by the way. The emotional spectrum is countered by Umbrex, the invisible spectrum. You're like, yeah. Now I start going, 
yeah, no, the tier of extinction, the ocean life. And then you're like, what'd you say? And then I'm like, yeah, and the, the graveyard of the gods. All right, let's move on. Because it, it, it starts to peter out. And you don't we, know what they're talking also, about. Also, when they get the key to the graveyard of the gods, they say, we have to hope this is the only key to the mythical graveyard of the gods. <laughs> we, like, we need the two others. And the thing is, I, I saw I like 17 tiers of extinction got over in the freaking yeah. drowned earth story. I, I don't know what the hell you're playing at anymore, Lionel Luther. Yeah. They were crying us a river. And speaking and, of Lionel with, Luther, where we get the background of the mad genius who was putting like, this all together. You love his luck? Do you like oh, his yeah. luck? Oh, yeah. I really do like his luck. But the whole thing is <laughs> we too. knew that he was connected to this Legionnaires Club that were putting all yeah. the stuff together. Because we saw in yeah. the flashback they were, you know, had grabbed Martian Manhunter out of space and time when he was a boy to help make the universe that existed before our own white Martian army of such, such nonsense. Yep. Yeah. They were like the the Blackhawks. Oh, my God. They're hot on their trail. They're going to stop them from doing yep. all these abominations that they're making. But it's all now Vandal it's, Savage's yep. Legionnaires yeah, now Club. It's and Savage. there's no Blackhawks yep. involved. And it's always been yeah. Vandal Savage. Like, yeah. And it was what? always that he, you know, he got mad because Lionel went behind him. And Lionel and then even the says, idea, you know. That Lionel Luther took the, uh, he took the doorknob, which is fucked up. I don't know, like yeah. I know Vandal wants people to look into this and research this whole thing throughout the the ages. He has had people do this. The idea that he would let somebody take this thing home with them yep. when they left the lab or yeah. something, but well, you the know, idea that the lab, he would take this doorknob and go back to his hometown of Smallville, Kansas, and hide it in a secret room in a basement of a bar, which he would then. End up going to all the time and, after and Vandal Savage where took he his mind there was away. A door. Yeah. What? Yeah. And and even that with this, he expected we to already be knew we already saw stuff with Vandal. You know, nothing that you're gonna get here. This is again, like I said, it's a director's cut. You're filling in some flavor, but at this point I need info, not flavor. Then you have Lionel, which we just saw, you change it up a little, and then it doesn't quite jive, like you said, letting him go home with it, you know. As long as he doesn't take it to the bar, Eric. But he did. And the he thing is, he took but it even back then, to his what? hometown and yeah, to the basement Why wouldn't of Vandal a bar? Savage just go and rip apart the world to find this too? But with all of this going on on it's funny to me because this starts out we we make fun of some issues being what we say clip shows this is the most accurate of an old sitcom clip show because it even starts with a wacky way to start the clip oh my show God, yeah the idea you, yeah, you don't is have enter his yeah. mind to help make a connection so both of them can understand what the other knows and oh, yeah. betrayal! But I mean, oh no, you're going to take over my body. Hold on, let me show you these let memories. Let me tell you I a story that will, like yeah. you know, save my I'm life. Look you, at this. Is it? You didn't know Justice League 19 starts with Carlton. He's in the in the hospital, <laughs> and Will's going to get a gun. Oh, He's no. going to go shoot somebody. It's it's so ridiculous. Where Brainiac, it's a trap. Uh, you end up where they're going to combine minds so that they can combine their info that they have. And also, in my mind, the way that Brainiac processes it so that Lex and them can kind of have a, a communal mind to figure out how to wake up Perpetua and all this stuff. Well, they go in right away. Brainiac says, ha ha, this was a trap. Now, at the end, you find out that Lex kind of knew that. But in the meantime, you, you have Lex go, oh, no, it's a trap. Well, let me spin a yarn for you. You know these. Look into my brain because I got some memories downloaded from uh, Vandal Savage. So let's watch a clip show. And, and at points, they are just there. Watching. You know, watching yeah. it. They're, they're there watching this. And the, there's my dad, but that's not the one I remember. I remember the drunken, abusive dad. Oh, there he is. And yeah, you see that one of the neat things this is, is that you This is the man that I see, knew, the sad, angry yeah. drunk who beat his children for being smarter than he was. The yeah, man who could I like not that. make anything I of like himself. I like that part. 
But I also like the part that Vandal did go through time trying to figure out Perpetua, trying to figure out the totality, and he didn't want anybody to get the power. So he always only he sectioned it off like you're doing this, you're doing that. Nobody could combine them all until he lets Lionel do it later, which is ridiculous. But the idea of that he just didn't want this. He figured, oh, it's bad. Oh, no, I want it for myself. If I can't understand it fully, then nobody will. I'm going to rip out part of the crust of the earth so that we go out of, you know, where we are. So it misses. I'm like, well, you're really going to the lengths here, buddy boy. But uh, yeah, even that, it's just to show you. It's like a recap issue when each issue we've been complaining that we don't get enough info. And the whole it's thing, too, recap issue. where you have the, like, you know, Lionel Luther talking about trying to find all these different things and harness all these energies so he can, you know, like have perpetual and stuff like that. And the idea that he he can expand on what mankind was supposed to be if this God was not locked away, but like going through, like you have him working with the turtle here, which I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. You got the turtle. kind of working, but that you don't get anything. The whole idea is yes. When the moment comes, we should be able to harness the still force with this tower. I've designed. We just need a high pressure yep. environment, perhaps at the bottom of the Pacific. So we we've seen that lab that's going on. I had no yep. idea. That's what was harnessing the, uh, the, uh, the still force. No. I thought that was a baby and a papoose on Gorilla Grodd. And I thought it had to come from behind the speed force barrier, which might have yeah. been weakened by the source wall barrier. I'm like, yeah, I don't I know. know what you're doing here. All of a sudden, we can just harness the yeah. still force with a goddamn underwater tower. Well, in an underwater tower that seems in the past that probably shouldn't have had that then there anyway and things like that. No I just force everything yet. now, everything is yeah, exactly. So everything is just wacky. But as we uh, find out from Joshua Williamson's run, do you have always had these different forces and they've been competing yeah. for the forever force, Jim? Yeah, they have been, but Wally broke the barrier to let some of them out, so I I don't know what's going on, but yeah, as you're going on, you even see a little of, you know, recap of the whole Lionel working on the Martians, Martian Manhunter, all this stuff kind of thrown in again. I don't know. He he looks fancy, though. He seems like a helper gorilla. That gorilla is cool. I like the gorilla earlier who looks like the, you know, the scholar gorilla oh, that was working humanite. for. Yeah, I like him going there. But even so, you're getting these. They're not really doing much. It might not be. I don't more. know. And why do we have the lead? Why do we have this Legion of Doom issue when you're going to just do recap? I, I don't need this. These used to be well, the thing fun is, issues we're, we're that, have recap that advance the story. To make sure that everybody knows what's going on. It's just that but you're not giving you're us everything. Uh, hoping that people know about you've never told us and you're not doing it here. You're just no, saying the you're same names us. that you've like said over and over said, again without any we explanation. We had said at one point that we wanted to have like, man, it wouldn't you know be the greatest of issues to read, but it would serve the the whole purpose where they would come out and say, hey, by the way, this are, these are the forces, these are the, and you could have done that here, and you would have been just as you know good as this. The art in this is great, but at the end, you basically are left wondering again, like. What's going on? This actually reminds me of when we finished up when we were in the totality and they were going towards the, you know, the sphere. Right. And me and you were like, okay. And they what all seemed this? to know what the sphere yeah. was. And we had these theories and we're like, well, I think it's the multiversal map and they're going to go in to get these things. And you're like, I don't know what it is. And we're going to do this, this. At the end of this, with the mention of imps, the fifth and the then sixth dimension and, and all that stuff. And then next journey to the sixth dimension. And they're there again with a communal mind. They have joined together. Uh, they're there, and the rest of the faith. Legion of Doom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Brainiac faith. even said basically doom, his doom, plan doom. was: I'm going to take over Lex. 
Uh, I will take over your body. I'm going to play out th- this whole thing. We're going to wake Perpetual. And when it, it happens, you know then what? I'm going to kill. He says, I'm going to kill all yeah. the Legion of Doom. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know what, Brainy you here? You can do that. But because you don't have the capacity to have the faith and the belief that you would need to unlock this. Or the creativity. Exactly. You'll never and succeed. It, it, it reminds me a lot. I don't know if it was the same as you, but it reminds me of JLD last week where you had Bat, uh, you know, uh, Man Bat going and going through the idea of using science but having to come a magical spell. It's almost that whole deal again where, where you have Lex saying, listen, you can do the calculations. You'll know one plus one equals two, but you don't know huh. what to do two with that because you don't have creativity or you don't have, you know, like you said, faith or, you know, the imagination. You're just a computer. You need me for the imagination. Now, in the meantime, I also think that they're trying to give you a little more of this out with Lex because we had last issue where he was the one who saved Martian Manhunter. Now you're getting the idea that he does seem to really be I'm humanity's you know, only hope. I'm doing it for the doom part, but... He doesn't like he ended up killed Vandal Savage because he says Vandal Savage could have helped humanity and didn't. He pushed him aside. And so he killed him. And then the same with Brainiac. You can't do this. I'm going to be the one. But it's not sticking with me. It's not. So Lex is caught in this weird deal now of is he fully bad? Is he trying to be good? And while that plays well, man when Lex is just hopes- sitting. Hopes that the world in like the th- I think it's like the 30th century I can't remember anymore yeah. but the idea that they all worship him for coming and like oh, creating yeah. this doom culture so yeah I'm saying he's pretty evil yeah but the thing is here they're trying to make you think that he isn't that he is trying to help because without him humanity is just going to die he he says that all these like you know he's mad at Vandal Savage because with arithmetic oh, that yeah. they had in geometry and algebra earlier we would have had uh, you know a paradise in, in the whole universe we would have been the smartest and he's angry about that because he said that Vandal Savage didn't he's not on the side of humanity but I'm telling you this whole deal is starting to be like i need lex to be full out evil with this for me I to really enjoy that. this i i don't need i don't and need I it would in like between to, to spell out how all these things work and let's talk yeah. about the four other energies of the universe so you know like the, like the wisdom and the mystery and the wonder i'm like and, yeah. the, and the entropy i'm like there, we have these energies and then we have these energies and I don't know and anything weird, about too, anything. Because a lot of times at one point we thought that the story was like, oh, man, you're you're putting new information on top of old mysteries. And, you're, you know, at this point, I've just forgotten about half the stuff. And I think they've passed it on by to the trees, all these things like everything you like that. At, you know, Brainiac and Lex, like, you know, that the, the orb or the doorknob, whatever it is, is glowing. They're going to unlock the mind of perpetual here with their creativity on yeah i don't i don't know this it doesn't even look like a doorknob anymore i don't even know like the art is fine but yeah. like they have this orb I that i art. think ends up being the doorknob with those symbols on it here it's just a weird orb sometimes an oval i don't know what it's playing at then the I idea know. we're going to unlock to the sixth dimension and that's going to be the fifth energy yeah, and like, again this no when they say like no. they come out and they say Stop can it. you see Alexis, like can you see it now brainiac's like yes it is beautiful then we're ready. I think that this orb is supposed to be something that when they combined all this info, they could, that is the thing that seems to be ready to wake up Perpetua to open up a portal, but it's not explained well. Uh, and even I, I even like, like I said, I like some of the stuff. I actually like when Lex says to Brainiac, 
You got to open up your, you know, you open up your love receptors, please, you know, break to take away your things that are keeping your emotions out and all these. That's what we need. We need you not to be the supercomputer. We need you to be a full thing here. And I do think that that's set up for Lex to kind of screw him in the end. But and even at the end, he says, hey, by the way, if you're going to take me over. I have this virus that was just going to destroy you anyway. So basically what you told me is all the recap you just gave, it meant nothing. You were just trying to convince Brainiac to to go on humanity's side and not to go rogue. That's fine. But, you know, you don't need a whole issue for that when we already pretty much at the end of this were more confused than we were before. And the character moments would say a, a and, and the character moments with like Alex or Lionel earlier thing. You're only getting just a little bit more. Well, like I said, it's kind of like a director's that Vandal cut. has been like, you know, studying this thing and having all these people over the century study this thing. That part's interesting, but it does not further what we've we been doing. But we already knew that. I'm just saying, yeah, though, They it just showed us a little more. I'm saying, though, it, it doesn't, doesn't further it. any yeah. of the story. No. It's the problem where they could he's have done dead. all of these things. And yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. dead. But he's I dead. like the idea that Vandal is one. If it was, like, you know, from the start, Vandal's Legionnaires Club or whatever the hell it is, he's the man behind that. I like the idea that it was, like, even though we saw before, it seemed like Lionel was in charge. But maybe yeah, that but was that's just the thing, though. It, it just was he was the – because we saw that he was the one who found the totality when yeah. it landed. We knew this before. Four. That was the big thing. That was that was spelled out in like issue one. Yeah. That he was the you know he found that crater that originally uh, you know he saw it. He thought, oh man, I already am immortal. Let's go. This is new stuff and all that crap and whatever. And it was involved in his immortality and all that. And now we just get like I said. I like the art. Uh, it fills in. The flavor parts, like I said, it doesn't really fill in a blank that I thought, oh, man, I needed to know that. No. I, I, I'm left with the same questions that I had before. I, I'm left and, with and even more because we have p- bypassing all the other energies without explaining it, moving right on to the fifth energy, which is apparently the sixth dimension. And it's I, not I'm explained to me either. <laughs> I love that. It's the fifth dimension to the sixth dimension. To, uh, you uh, best. I gave this a six on the site again. I, I have a trend now. I'm going down to a five point five now and uh i like the art a lot and i actually do like the the interactions with lex i love the art i i really really like especially at the beginning i love the part with vandal savage like that stuff really i i liked a lot it's just the style Uh, seems to change up every couple of pages yeah yeah yeah, hey, he he likes to mash it up. Well, you're also going through different memories and things. I think he's trying to play with that to show you different things. But it is but, uh, nice and colorful. I like that. Yeah, I like it. I liked it. Uh, I like the interactions with Lex and Brainiac. I thought that that's a pretty cool deal of them kind of talking. But it's it's a clip show, and I yeah. I can't really love it. Uh, and I'm more confused, and we'll see how it goes. But go to page seven, now, Jim. As of now, uh, I guess we're the only ones who uh, are having problems with this really? because everybody else is reviewing. Yeah, there's tons of great reviews for this. What do you want from page seven? What do you want? This you awesome art where Lex Luthor looks like a Bogota. Yeah, he does a little, but that's you know he's in the, of <laughs> the mind. That's not him. That's not him. He's in the mind. He's there. in his so mind. There. Yeah, well, he's in. Well, he's in a combined mind. It seems I, I through the totality. A combined mind is that like a, a no. farmer's mind? At a one combine? point, he looks like Michael Jordan. So I, I'm not going. I don't care about a pagoda. At one point, I'm like, what happened? I'm telling you, it's like page nine or ten. I'm like, who, who's that guy? <laughs> he looks like Michael Jordan. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So what are you giving? It? I'm giving this a five out of ten, and that is mostly for. 
the backstory to Vandal, which I'm telling you, you can take it or leave it. I happen to like the bit of it. I'm not as big a fan of the art as you, but I thought it was a serviceable style yeah, that worked pretty well for it. It's just not something I thought was great. But overall, I'm just kind of left behind again, and I'm tired of a Justice League title doing this. I'm like, all right, time to move along and give you nothing to show well, for it. I'm like, fuck And, and remember, these Legion of Doom stories used to be fun, sure did. number one. And number two, it used to fill in some blanks. And this one just, I, I, like I said, maybe they'll be better served. Just get rid of these things now and just tell a story, please. And the idea I, that I mean, Brainiac and Luther, I think, like, you know, being more like one another at this point, like almost like a Wonder Twin aspect. I like that idea going forward where Brainiac's going to be yeah, more like Lex and Lex could be more like Brainiac. I think that's a cool yeah, thing like where that. they're, they're yeah. kind of like have a – a mental comp like a lock on each other right now. I think that's yep. cool. So I want I look forward to yeah, seeing we'll, that going we'll on more. It. It's just we'll that see how that goes. This issue did not do it for me. It, like as Ron Turner would say, it didn't press me. Oh yeah, it didn't press you. Uh, he doesn't want to exaggerate though, uh, because that might be troubles, Eric. But uh, I actually, it's weird because I also do like now that you say that about Lex and uh, Brainiac, I also do like this behind the scenes. They're not doing it enough. I like the idea that Sinestro, Cheetah, and Grodd are like in the oh, background, no. like what the hell is going on? Like I, I want to see them more with their doubts and things like that. You only get them to like yell stuff. Like I don't think this is great. And then you kind of go against them and and not show them anymore. But we're going to move on now, Eric, to what you like to call the mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. It's Mel with Jim and Eric. Right. He's here with me. And if you want to be part of the podcast and be part of the mail Why sections, just you? email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Craig did. And Craig, Craig says, Dear Jim, oh. <laughs> in some unexplained scenario, Big Juan calls you in a state of nervous excitement, and you have to license a TV property and write a comic. However, it's like the film Speed. If your book sells more than 150th ranked book or less than 250th ranked book, then Juan's drawing board will explode. Assuming Manimal is off limits, which <laughs> available property are you licensing? And I could say some things because I did look. The... The range of 150 to 250 in the rankings of the sales would be between 5,000 and 10,000. Now, I, okay. I do think that you're going to have to worry about going under that 5,000, though. <laughs> if you're talking Juan Ferreira, which I think that he is, I, so. I would hope that Juan himself could sell 5,000. But a TV property, I, I thought right away, and I know you'll laugh, Mantis. Um, nobody's buying Mantis (laughs) but nobody's doing that I actually told you what I would probably go with nobody bought Mantis when it was on TV I might go American Dad and just hope that there's enough people to sell 5,000 copies now in my other deal I might think, okay, I got to go between 10,000 and 5,000. Yeah, well, that was came uh, in mind but I also thought of they even have a new Bionic Man comic that would be another one I might do but I will tell you where I the would 18. go. That it, seriously, where I would Night go. Rider. No, it'd be Thundar. 
is what I would go, but I'd Thunder. really hope that I sell 5,000. I love Thunder. But what I really would do is you got to get between five and 10,000, right? So I right. get on the phone. I call up Mark Russell. Ask what he would do. Boom. Five to 10,000, Eric. Now, That's all you're getting. So I'd ask ob- him. Maybe Steve I- Orlando. Obviously, I don't expect you to know this. I'm just hoping that you have an inkling around. But what was Masters of the Universe selling at DC Comics when it was coming out? Do you remember? Oh, I I think it was in the teens. I I don't think it was that low. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have to get five (laughs) to ten. I think Thundar could. I don't know that Thundar would hit five, though, right? How about I do The Masked Singer, the comic book? That might be too popular. Uh, How about all that? Actually, just seriously, seriously, though, I would probably go times. sliders. I might uh-huh. go thunder. I, I'm talking now. I, well, yeah, I think that you that would a be along those each time. Yeah. I would go. I would go thunder. I would try to think that. Would, one would you could do quantum wait for me up. so Sam Beckett would finally become home? No, he would never get home. He would never, but he would jump into your body. There you go. You'd have that. <laughs> and he could I don't jump mean into in, my body whenever I don't he mean wants. in the comics. Come I, on I over, just met in Pat, general. You'll... And then he says, a, a question doctor. for Mr. Shea, if I oh, no. may. Jess has eloped with Dan Stransky. Dan Stransky? Right here on Weird oh, Science. my. One day, I, I, I had that by accident. One day, you receive a letter signed by Prince Adam saying that any of the masters of the universe are interested in a flat share with you. So they're going to share your apartment. Which one would you choose? Reliability (laughs) of paying rent, doing the dishes, all being a factor. I I love the idea that the way that you have to get Jess out of this is that she elopes with Dan Stransky. All you need to do is let her not pay one more bill. And Eric's out. So you have to get somebody from Eternia. Who would it be, Eric? Well, I'm looking at all my He-Man set up on my big dresser top over here, and I'm like, I don't want stink work, so it would remind me too much of having sharing an apartment with Jim. Oh, I know, I it reminds me of sharing an apartment with oh, you. That's I'm just trying to joke, throw shade. Huh? Now, the thing is, Strato seems like a no-nonsense kind of a guy, but along the lines, you. I think man-at-arms, because I think he'd be reliable, he could pay all his bills, and plus, plus I think he could fix stuff around the house. Plus, the guy has 17 arms. He, he can do the works. dishes no, good, right? You gotta find out Many things arms. about He-Man. He's got so many arms that he's Manny doing arms. the dishes and stuff like that. I, I I'd probably go Manny faces just because then you can Absolutely charge him not. three three rents, Eric. You don't <laughs> you want that him. monster persona coming out. Well, that's what happens, you know. Sometimes that's like living with Jess. So you still have Jess there, but you also have the robot and whatever the hell alien. Well, what, the you man. Tell me that's the man. Oh, no. Oh, the man. The man behind the mask, is he? Uh, if you were going to pick a classic uh, monster, uh, one of the universal monsters, who would you pick to live with? Who? Oh, that is a good <laughs> question. Wait, wait, you are, you are a mummy's boy. So I am not that. a mummy's boy. You, God, you, you want to have the mummy that? all that? Mm. I don't know if I want the – well, the werewolf living you, things could get a little hairy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't then, want Dracula either because, like, hey, Dracula, you want to have some wine? And be like, I never drink wine. I'm like, I'm tired of hearing this joke. You say well, this every fucking yeah. night. Oh, well, that's the thing too with with, with Dracula. There might be too much at stake. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a million of them. Uh, the fan of the opera would just be annoying you with that fucking beginning of that I song that constantly. <laughs> I don't. I wish I had that sound effect. Like, hey there, uh, Phantom. Do you have the rent? You're like the, the Invisible just Man. The, does that work? Uh, the Invisible Man. He might get a little sexy with you, right? Uh, I know. How, uh, what, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. He'd just be in the bathroom all the time. You, you can go with that, right? Fishy. Something fishy going on there. 
Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you, oh, yeah. oh, man, I got a, this one on the hook. I, I don't know. What happened if he's like, man, that's off the hook. Would you like that? This this is going nowhere. Eric. Uh, any other? What are the other monsters that we forgot? I'm desperately trying Dr. to Jekyll, get my, my sound effect, Eric. And you really? know what? I, <sighs> I don't think I have the fandom reviewer side effect. Either. This is ridiculous. This podcast sucks, Eric. I need these sound effects. You get damn you, back. Geek Squad. This Geek Squad is killing me. what happens when you download me. too much porn. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I didn't did download enough. Who downloads porn anymore? I really. I this is a streaming world we're living in. Eric, download. Streamlined. Criminy. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. I don't even have the Phantom Reviewer. Thanks, sound Craig. I, I, yeah, really. You know, I'm sad. Jay always picks me up, though. He's the next male. Jay says, "What up, Jim and Eric?" Jay from Canada up, says, Jay? "Another buzzer beater." Hopefully, this still makes it in what is your favorite buzzer beater of all time is it michael jordan against the cleveland cavaliers is that it Aaron? is that i'm glad you actually your, gave me an example i'm sitting here the fuck is a buzzer that beater one is now is that you, like a fly swatter you didn't even know what a buzzer beater was it's like a fly swatter right no it's not is that your best buzzer beater is that it is that the deal? Is that or is it sure. Christian Leitner uh, while he was at Duke? Stop was making that your up best? Names. Was that your best buzzer beater? <laughs> How are y'all feeling this week, Jim? Did these breathing exercises work? No, Eric. Did you? Well, damn, you're usually pretty chill. So I guess you keep That's doing right. what you're doing. I will. That's why you're America's sweetheart. That's because he's got Mwah. a cold heart. He's like cold as ice, like vanilla ice. I've been good. I'm reveling in my boy Kawhi steel last night. You see, Jim, the raps are for real. They are. They are for real. Uh, I don't know what how you're about saying. the Raptors? Are they a real team? Which is which is more real to you? The Pelicans or the Raptors, Eric? The Raptors, obviously. There? All right. But the Coyotes, they ain't allowed, right? That's not a real thing. The Golden Knights. Now that. The- I'll tell I'll tell you in a little bit what I did last night to kind of cheer myself up. It did involve uh, you don't, hockey. This is a clean podcast. Don't do this. Well, it involved <laughs> hockey and YouTube, and you'll see. It didn't cheer me up. Oh, I and guess still uh, went comics came out somehow. this week, too. No, it did not. No, it did not. I love Team Titans. If you guys didn't love it, you're wrong. Guess what? We loved it because it was so fun. A lot of people didn't, though. Uh, So fun and filled with great character moments. I'm officially demoting JL Dark from my top five and putting it on there. Yeah, that's the Patreon spotlight. And in a little bit of spoilers, man, damn, my book of the week. JL was good. Just League was good. Hey, what are we playing here? Really? (laughs) You got this like now people are going to be so upset by the end of the podcast that I pick a book that they're not going to hear on this podcast. Just League was good, but I see what you mean. There can be a lot of yakety yak. I do love Tynan as a writer, though. So it got hyped. He's saying in general, though, I made a point, even though I hadn't read fully Jay's uh, deal, I didn't say anything about yakety yak, this issue, because uh, while there was some at the beginning, it, there was there was more problems there. It, oh, more yeah. problems came to roost. I haven't read Naomi yet, but I'm excited to do so. It's actually the only book my girlfriend wants to read with me each month. So it's special for me. Fun fact, we both got drunk watching the game last night and almost made an email together with some explicit stories. But we decided to be family friendly. So here is your nice, innocent, sober mail. That would have been a mail. That's the After Dark podcast. Batman was meh. Remember that After Dark channel? Oh, yeah. Remember G's After Dark channel? Holy moly. <laughs> I ended up getting the boot from that channel, and, and gladly, because if Tanya saw me in that channel, I was dead. Batman was meh. I think this shows how much better King is than Williamson. Don't, don't agree? I'll fight you. 
I think they're both equally frustrating yeah, as how go I get would them, go. Jim. And I feel Gotham Girl is going to die without much development. That'd be a shame. Oh, and I binged Talon. It definitely petered out by the end. I told him to read Talon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it did peter out by the end. But, the beginning but damn, was if very that enjoyable. first arc wasn't one of the best in the new 52, I told you. I told you so. It was so good. Also, Gillian March's art, or however you pronounce his name. Okay, so here's my question for you. What are some series you want right now? I know Eric will love this one, a Robin's series we really do about that yeah we've been talking about that forever that we want that robin's book with all of them we thought robin war was going to lead to that kind of and it didn't then we thought batman and robin eternal remember batman and robin eternal was pushed to be kind of that at first and then it didn't come out either harper Rowe involved then well that's my pick yeah harper Rowe book harper and cullen together again it's called just give me a cool book with the former and present robins teaming up to do cool shit this is the most requested book he says um what would you want you want you still actually still want your old firestorm i i would actually rather have a good blue beetle comic really I'm going to go with a lot of others, even though I think that the original run might have been a little tinged of overrated, but I would like a Gotham Central type book. I want something with those kind of characters. We don't get Gordon enough, and when we do, it's just kind of like for Batman to hit. And things and like also, that. Harvey Bullock has disappeared. We don't get Renee Montoya. I really want that book. I think that that would be awesome. Uh, what else? What also, you, what I know people saying? are going to say this is a bullshit pick, but for some reason, ever since I saw them redone for that Titans TV show, I would like to see a Hawk and Dove book. Yeah, that that wouldn't sell, but that's, that's I know. I'd like a, to see one. That's though. not something you'd like. Then you know, bullshit. That's what I say. <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. I uh, I I really like the Jonah Hex book. You know, get that. You know, get that going there. Dragonstein that work for you? I, I wouldn't mind that. Again, it's not going to sell. But we'll, we'll go with that if we had a you know some craziness. Uh, follow that up. Where's Batman and Robin? Eric, where it's over is? There. Yeah, it is. It's so. It was so good. At least you still have that, right? Why is it not around? Uh, yeah, it's just not around because it's not around, and Damien's doing other things. Where's and Batman like and the Signal? That is shenanigans, he says. Yeah, I, well, Signal would be in that Robin's book with you, right? Yeah. I also really want Swamp Thing back in Nightwing 2. I refuse to read Rick, maybe Nightwing. later oh. when it's all said and done, but I just need my monthly dose of dick right now. Shit, this I hear is supposed that. to be family friendly. I know. Uh, yeah, I'd like I, I want this Rick stuff to kind of end and get back to a Nightwing book that I would enjoy. Uh, I as always, I'm telling you, I was so bored with Nightwing the way it was that this is different. I'm getting bored with this now too. No, just again, doing, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get back over to over something again, else. Make him move to I, this, LA and become an actor. Right? That'd be good. He could be an that actor. Sounds like a could be 90s plot. <laughs> Yeah, damn right it does. That's what we want. I was arguing with a guy on Twitter today that he says that people don't like Rebirth because they want to go back to the 90s and the 80s dark comics. I'm like, what are you looking at? That's what, what? we got now. That's why people are complaining. And he, was, he was, you know, we were also, having some I, I jabs see, at each other. I also want to see a Connor <laughs> Kent Superboy book. Yeah, that would confuse people. There's too many, too much confusion going on. Well, I don't on give a shit here. about people. That's what I want. I, I actually, I've been working up a treatment. I have a thing I'm where just there's. Happy I this, have a Shazam book. There's this uh, mental hospital that the heroes go to, but when they uh-huh. go to, they get slaughtered. And it's this thing I'm, I'm writing. I'll talk to you about it later. Uh, he also says, always, I love to hear your thoughts and comments. I'm still listening to the old podcast and just heard Eric's story about he almost slept with Herpes Girl. Uh, it's funny, too. <laughs> I don't know why that was. And then the thing is, why? 
why did her parents name her that? They should have known where she'd go from there. But yeah. she nailed some stranger in a car. She Damn, did. dodged a bullet. Also, Eric sounds like a real ladies' man. I demand more stories. <laughs> He's got to watch when he tells these stories anymore. He's not quite the ladies' man anymore that he was. I see him with his ladies' man deal. If if that saying you're on chatterbait every three minutes, then yes, you are a ladies' man. I like the uh, female form. What do you want yes, from Yes, you do. That is, you are an admirer, as they yes. say. Uh, but yeah, he says, much love, Jay. And uh, Jay. yeah, there's some stories. I, I, the best is... I'm sitting on some of those stories that I would never tell anybody. And you know that <laughs> we, we, have, we have a little, that, that's the thing. People wonder like, man, how has Eric put up with this shit for 216 episodes? I, I know stories. Oh, that, that is why they, they won't come out unless you start, you know, acting up. Oh, no, but that is the threat. end. <laughs> that, is, we that isn't even a thinly veiled threat. That's a threat. <laughs> Ah, yes, that's the end of mail section number one. We're going to go off to a large section, I believe, of books here. I don't know. I don't know. This this podcast is so uh, patched together. It's a patchwork deal. Uh, But, yeah, we're going off to something here. I want you and all your charms whenever I want you. All I have to do is dream. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have uh, one book, which this, this isn't the end of the arc, we don't think. Maybe we don't know what the hell no. is. Uh, what book yeah. do we have today? <laughs> We've got issue five of Lucifer. The story is called The Man Who Bested the Devil Not Once But Twice. It's by Dan Waters, Sebastian and Max Fiumara, Dave McKegg, and Steve Wands. And, I mean, if you've been following along with us so far, you don't know what way is up, and, and neither do we. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> we do open the story with uh, Stingy Jack. Uh, that's the guy that we kind of, uh, I think we might have called him Jack the Ripper a few times. Just we thought to, he uh, might be Jack the Ripper. I thought he might be Puck. He's the guy in the bowler derby that's been kind of yeah, hanging with, around. Yeah, like, with the Lucifer. raggy hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's drunk, and he's sitting on the side of an old-timey road bragging about how he had just bested the devil uh, we get a feeling that this is in the past because there is a horse-drawn carriage in the road so we're figuring this is probably right. in the long ago at some point yeah uh, his story is that he trapped the devil in an apple tree by surrounding the thing with crosses when the devil climbed up to pick him a fruit and then jack dies like he just keels over dead nothing <laughs> happens to him he just dies and then he even has one of those uh you know out of body ghost looking at its own corpse sort of experiences where he's like oh look i'm dead And uh, at this point, he swears that he hears the call of heaven, but another has different plans because the specter shows up. Yeah. We think. Or it could be a (laughs) earlier specter. You know what I mean? Like a a earlier, uh, what does he call himself? Incarnation. The the vengeance of God or whatever he claims to be. I forget. But but the specter. One of those, yeah. Whatever it is, though, like this was an earlier one. I I did get the impression that it was an emissary, a spectral Spectre-esque oh, emissary of, that, of God. Yeah, part of that lineage. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But it does have a little mask, which looks like when Hal was Spectre. Yeah, yeah that little that, that's why. Too, it's but... got a green tit to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, not quite. <laughs> anyway. Now, uh, Jack introduces himself to this Spectre as Happy Jack. But the Spectre corrects him because it's Stingy Jack. Mm. And guess what? He ain't going to heaven. Nope, Jack heads into hell. Actually, the specter even peels open the ground to show him. Yeah, a, like, that climb on down. Uh, where he finds himself with having an audience with Lucifer, 
you know, the guy that he trapped in an apple tree and uh, tells him he's not wanted or welcome. So it seems like Jack's got nowhere to while away eternity. Uh, Lucifer ain't a total bastard, though. He gives Jack a lantern to guide him out with the flame of hell in it that I guess is eternal is the idea. It's not going to go out. Yeah. Uh, And after trekking through the darkness for a long, long time, uh, he winds up back on Earth in the present day, which was not a bad trade. Uh, Nope. Although the amount of time he had to walk might have not been uh, that great. Uh, so Jack crosses paths with Caliban and follows him to Penny Ewell Decker's apartment. Uh, she tells that awful golem to go away and can't say that I blame her. I would say the same thing. Uh, he just wants to know if she knows where his father Lucifer might have gone to, but only gets a door slammed in his face. And of course, Jack is very interested to hear this development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hop back to the actual present inside wherever the hell that, you know, Lucifer is trapped that town where Jack is chopping Lucifer to bits, and this seems to be rather the routine. This has happened pretty often, happened before. Uh, And as this goes down, we pan out all the way out and finally learn just wherever the hell is, it's inside the skull of Sycorax. Huh. Okay, now back in the mundane world, we rejoin John Decker, and it looks like he has just choked out his former brother-in-law with the phone cord. He notices that his Sycorax pendant has fallen off, and his head begins to pound. And it's at this point that Sycorax herself is able to connect. If you remember, over the past few issues, she's been trying to phone somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, you know, they couldn't get through. We thought Lucifer tur- maybe at one time, you know, we, did, we weren't We didn't sure. know who, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, it turns out that uh, she was trying to get a hold of Decker, and that pendant that he wore around his neck that his brother-in-law gave him was keeping her from connecting. Mm. And uh, now that she can speak to him, she's got a job for him. You see, she needs her skull back. Huh. Mm. Well, she originally wanted Penny to do this job, uh, but to relieve her of her pain, John killed her back in the first issue. Right. Now, the tumor that she had wasn't so much cancer, at least not in the way we know it, uh, which is why it appeared to jump from Penny's head into John's after she passed away. And so uh, he's he's the one test with this gig. And Sycorax reveals that her skull is being kept in Gately House, probably in that room that we peered into I don't remember what issue it was, but yeah, uh, there issues, was that one room. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, was, that was a super, like, uh, messed up room. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, this, this, I thought this was pretty clever. Basically, Sycorax installed a little yeah. telephone booth in their brains, you know, and <laughs> tried to call them. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Gately House, we head there next, <clears throat> excuse me, and meet up with Caliban and the woman with the speech impediment, which is really an annoying woman to read. Yeah. Uh, Caliban tears through some wallpaper revealing a wall full of Sycorax sigils. And, uh, oh, John Decker some, has somehow already reclaimed Sycorax's skull, just like he just picks it up off of a... Yeah, we a don't desk. even see him go just, there. He's just there. Just, he's just holding it. It's like, oh, well, yeah. that, that was not that hard, I guess. Uh, <laughs> looks like he might just destroy the thing, though. He thinks this whole business is too crazy Evil. for him. Uh, back inside Sycorax's skull, Stingy Jack feeds Lucifer's fingers to the ravens, and then he's confronted by Sycorax herself. He sicks some of those ethereal ravens on her, but she reminds him that ravens are not only, uh, they don't only belong to Lucifer. Other people use mm-hmm. ravens too, which actually I thought was a pretty good allusion to dream also. To the dreaming, yeah. Her, yeah. Uh, but she slices up real good with a shard of moonlight. And then she heads over to Lucifer's limp carcass and sheds a bit of light on his plight. And those buried statues uh, that he's been digging up are aspects of her memories. Lucifer wants to excavate him and she's not... Totally thrilled with that idea, as you might imagine, but that's how she, that's what I, 
Mm-hmm. Now we jump back to that room with the frescoes in it, the one that we've been ending each chapter with so far. Uh, and Lucifer talks to his son, Caliban. Uh, Caliban is preoccupied with his little red figurines, and we learn that those were made by his mother. You see, Caliban and his mother were exiled on an island, and she made these just to make sure that her son knew that there was other things in the world than just the two of them and this island. Lucifer spends a couple pages pontificating for a bit uh, before revealing that, in no uncertain terms, he was responsible for their exile. And uh, there's kind of an illusion here uh, in the conversation between Sycorax and Lucifer in the wherever the hell that Caliban might have had something to do with Lucifer's own current exile. Yeah. She says, like, well, what did he do? What did you make him do? So uh, he might have something to do with it. I think I think this is we're going to see a collusion between Stingy Jack and Caliban. Now that things have come into focus, that's what it, that's what it feels like a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Now, Sycorax pulls out her sewing kit and tries to sew Lucifer back together again, which it seems like this is just another one of those routine occurrences, just like Stingy Jack cutting him to pieces. She's right. there to sew him back together. Uh, and then we wrap up with Stingy Jack assembling an army out of the folks that Lucifer has wronged over the years, and uh, it looks like he's whooped up quite an angry mob. Yeah, I can imagine there'd be quite a number of people involved, or, or people and <laughs> beings sure. of all different kinds have been uh, tricked by Lucifer over the years, if the stories are correct. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool, huh, Chris? It was. Yeah, it was. There was a lot in this issue to really like. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of aspects. Um, I really like the idea of living inside the skull. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the idea of Stingy Jack having that that whole back and forth, you know, he tricked the devil, but the devil really tricked him into an eternal yeah. purgatory. But then they trick who's tricking who? It's that old everybody's thing. tricking everybody. Yeah, it's um, great. But there, of course, is one problem with this, Chris. <laughs> there is indeed. It, is that we have uh, spent quite a bit of money to get here. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, you know, we were talking a bit where, like, you have those stories where you where you get the big reveal, the big aha moment, and we, you can go back and reread the first several issues, and it's like, and the tropes just start popping out at right. you. This isn't the case here, because the, the little hints and breadcrumbs here, if we can even call it that, even call them that, is they're only applicable to this story. Mm. It's not like there's nothing that really resonates outside of this story that we can go back to and kind of sink our teeth into. And uh, like you said, we spent $20 so far, $24 counting this issue, mm. and about a half a year. And it's only after this point that it feels like we even have the tiniest bit of solid ground under our feet. Yeah, and it, it, it turned into an actually cool story, but we if we didn't do anything uh, along the way to get there. You know, it, yeah. it didn't didn't give us anything. There was I don't think there was any way we could have guessed that those statues represented Sycorax's no. memory. Am I saying that right? Is it Sycorax or Sycorax? Uh, <laughs> whatever it is, but uh, I don't think there's any way to know that, or even that we, that we, they were, that we were in inside our skull. Uh, I don't think there's any way to really understand that the tumor in Penny and then in uh, Decker was you know, somehow calling? even related yeah. to, to Sycorax. You know, you'd have to make such leaps of logic to make these things fit yeah. that uh, it's just it's not a satisfying no conclusion or not that this is a conclusion, but not a satisfying it's a reveal. Reveal. It's not. There's, there's no reveal here. Exactly. Everything. It's like is, a very lazy detective story. It's more or less contained all in this issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that being the case, this ends up being a singularly pretty great issue. You know? It's true. It's but true. It's this, it's I, you can't deny the money. And, and it really, it does come down to money. Frankly, that's really what it, it is. 
you can't deny the money you've spent to get here and just feel like, well, what was all that about? You know what I mean? That was a lot of dough. I just dropped on this thing <laughs> to get this one issue. Um, I would tell people maybe to get this one issue. I'm not sure if you could follow it perfectly. The, you know, if this were to be the first issue of the series, it would need some sure. tricks. You know what I mean? But it, but it could work. I think it. I think it would be like coming out of the gate. You know, with mm-hmm. rockets. You know what I mean? Like holy cow! For we would have. Sure. This have been the first one. We would have been like, wow, this is yeah, absolutely a crazy book. You know what I mean? Uh, as it is, we're just like, oh wow, what a cool. Vertigo esque story, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, what did what, you give it on, on the site? Well, you know, I, I wanted to give it a higher score than I did because this was singularly a, a fun issue to read, and uh, like you said, not satisfying insofar as the ahas are concerned. But now I finally feel almost comfortable yeah. in this in this world or these worlds, I guess you could say. But you know, we spent an awful lot of time and money uh, getting here, and. Uh, I feel like this only confirms what we've been saying that, you know, this doesn't have much right being a monthly book. Uh, This should be just maybe a semi-annual original graphic novel or maybe a quarterly book where you get you get a story every time you buy the book, you know, where this is just we're getting a story here, but we haven't gotten a story for the past five months. And uh, I still came out ahead, though. I, I gave this an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'll tell you, if you were to double the page count, make this an OGN, and charge 10 bucks, which would be, you know, just double, you know, two comics. Basically, yeah. Uh, I think it would be worth it. I think sure. it could be worth it. I, you know, this, stylistically, uh, you know, art-wise and plotting, everything is, is correct there. And it would make it makes for a good story once revealed. It's just the mm-hmm. crawling there to pay the 20. And because of it, it again... Maybe this is, you know, my New Yorkness or whatever, but uh, it comes down to the money. I, I would come down a full point from you. I think I'd go in at <laughs> 7 out of 10. Uh, if this was the only issue or the first issue, I'd probably go as high as an 8.5 or 9. Sure, even. for but, sure. But yeah. just because essentially what we're looking at is, okay, this is now a 25. Isn't it 499, right, I believe, or is it 399? It's it's one of the two, but, I mean, even either, even either in the lowest case, case it's, it's 24 bucks. A $24 yeah. story. This one issue is not that's worth twenty four twenty four dollars, and that's the only issue that's worth anything. So, uh, if you've been on the fence about this book, wondering should I dip my toe in? Hey, here looks like a good place. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Save yourself, absolutely. save yourself some uh, some money uh, there. But otherwise, yeah, I, I if if this was the uh, alternate world where I reviewed it on the site, I would have given it a seven with a long winded explanation as to why. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next week we we think we're pretty sure we have a book next week. We do. We think we have books of magic where we're going to join Tim Hunter as he finally steps foot into the dreaming himself. Mm-hmm. In, theory. in theory, I wonder if everything's going to happen in that issue too. You know, and and uh, just as sort of an aside, I've seen this on a couple of books lately coming from DC where uh, mm-hmm. I just you know I review Aquaman and uh, sure yeah, that got taken over by Kelly Sue DeConnick and. Uh, Robson Roca, and it looks it looks awesome, and it's been all right. But now, in the third issue of her run, everything got revealed. It was like, and it yep. was actually an awesome issue. But you can't help but think, why did we have those other two issues? Then, like, why are we bothering? That's and, the problem. That's and, the problem uh, for sure. That puts me on my wait, writing for the trade soapbox, which is for a whole other podcast. We don't even talk <laughs> to get into that here. So uh, yeah, so next week, books of magic. We're pretty sure mm-hmm. we just don't actually have the comp now. So. That's not a money-back guarantee. Uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? No, I think that'll do it. 
Well, the next time, folks, I want you to keep it dreamy. Welcome to another edition of The Wild Storm. Uh, today we're looking at issue 20 of the main series, or the only series, in fact. Oh uh, dear, that whole kind of new universe launch imprint thing, that's, uh, that's not happening, is it really? At least it's come out, though. Uh, which is more than you can say about Milestone. So I'm not sure what's going on with Milestone, but at least we get some Wild Storm comics uh, on a regular basis. So, you know, fur dues, I guess. Anywho, we're going to look at issue 20 of the Wild Storm. Uh, before we start, though, um, I'd like just to give uh, a shout-out, uh, not only to my main man, Luke Hollywood, uh, who is uh, Leak Slip's only purchaser of Electric Warriors, uh, but also uh, a chap called Ryan, who contacted me on the Get Fresh Crew, boop, boop, Slack, uh, earlier this week uh, to say that not only does he uh, purchase Electric Warriors, uh, which is great, it's nice to know that there's somebody else out there keeping Luke company, uh, but also that he actually owns uh, one of those <laughs> weird rubbery monsters that you stick on the end of your finger and wiggle about. And he showed me a picture of that uh, via Slack, which is pretty cool. So uh, so thank you for that, Ryan. It's always nice to hear from, uh, uh, from members of the GFC, uh, which I still maintain is the friendliest, most awesome bunch of fans of anything that I've had anything to do with, like ever. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, give yourselves a pat on the back. You get fresh crew people, you. All right, Wildstorm, issue number 20. I go into some length, actually, about the cover uh, on the on the review. I'm not really sure why, actually. It, it, it's just something about it that just kind of uh, caught my imagination, really. Uh, the, the image is of uh, a lorry uh, being kind of suspended in mid-air, uh, an articulated lorry. And uh, it's being kind of pulled up uh, by some kind of tractor beam or whatever towards this uh, very uh, 1950s-looking uh, UFO, which, as we know, is is kind of a Skywatch thing. They 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 have these UFOs that they've retro-engineered or whatever uh, that they use for for missions on earth and so it's just like this random truck in the, and it's out in the middle of nowhere it's it's kind of it re- reminds me very much of kind of like you know you're in kind of stephen king sort of x-files country really in a sense that it's it's sort of wooded and there's a single road you know kind of going down the center of the image it, it's very striking actually a very striking image and um there is a uh there's a reference to the jsa uh on the side of the truck because it uh it has uh, on the side of the truck, uh, Doctor Midnight, um, and um, I, I said in, in my review, it, it, it's almost like uh, the creators of the Wildstorm are kind of trolling the rest of the DC universe by kind of going, "Yeah, 
we can have Dr. Midnight in our comic. <laughs> Even if he appears to be, you know, just purely the, the name of some kind of soft drink, uh, I, I would imagine it's a Dr. Pepper-esque kind of, kind of drink. What's kind of interesting is that you've got, um, you've got cardboard boxes floating up, uh, this beam of light. And I do wonder, actually, I, I, John Davis Hunt does listen to this, this podcast, I, I I don't know. I, I'm 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 reading too much into this probably, but I do wonder whether there is a as a sly homage to our resident cardboard box factory workers. Who knows? Who really knows? Could be all in our heads. I'm sure it probably is. Anyway, the wild storm issue number twenty. Here we go. The clock is ticking, and the sense of an impending conflict between any two or more of the various factions introduced and explored in the first three story arcs of this series is becoming almost unbearable. But there's a UFO on the cover, as well as a sly reference to a Justice Society of America that has yet to exist in the current DC universe. I have a good feeling about this. Uh, it is, of course, written by Warren Ellis. Art is by John Davis Hunt. Colours are by Steve Bucciolato. Letters are by Simon Boland. Cover price is $3.99, and it's published by DC Comics. And I just realised I got those two things completely the wrong way around. You're meant to start with the credits first. Oh, dear. Oh, well, never mind. Right. It's going to be one of those nights, I think. Uh, to be absolutely honest with you, there is very little to say about this issue for reasons... It will become apparent in a moment. We start off uh, with a conversation between a very scarred man who is the head of IO Razor Cats, and uh, he's talking to uh, Miles Craven. Uh, this is Ben Santini, uh, who apparently back in the day led uh, Team Achilles, uh, which is part of the original Wildstorm universe. Um, Anyway, he's here now. He's having a conversation with Miles Craven, and he's trying to give him some um, some advice. Really, well, what's interesting about this is that kind of Miles Craven, I, I, I think here at this point is kind of a spent force. And if I'm being honest, uh, there's there's a couple of things that that are, are worth bearing in mind here. Michael Cray is on his way to. I think kill Miles Craven. Um, that he's certainly on his way to to I.O. in New York. So there's there's a kind of sense that that Craven is cornered here, and I think that comes through here um, because uh, Craven's dialogue is is not the dialogue of a of a strong man, but very much the dialogue of a man who realizes that he's kind of events are spiraling out of his control and he you know he doesn't know what to do about it um and and the thing that that kind of really emphasizes that is this uh casual thing that he drops into santini which is that uh he wants to activate ivana Bayul's and jackie king's pension plans which is obviously a euphemism for for killing them now now king makes sense to a certain extent because we know that King has been doing things outside of Craven's remit, although I would suggest, you know, um, assassinating her is probably a bit much, really. Maybe just give her a, a verbal warning, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, just a kind of tap on the wrist, really, is all she needs there, I think. But Miles Craven is Miles Craven, and he's... The, the whole point here is is that he's kind of... 
in, in turning his attention inward to kind of inward descent, he's he's looking at the wrong thing. The whole reason Jackie King is is kind of working not against Miles Craven, but but not she's not following his orders completely is because she's she thinks that the way Craven handled uh, the assassination uh, of Mitch was just was just not good enough the the response to that was not good enough and um she she wants to do something much more dramatic much more bold and ultimately much more apocalyptic and she's working to that end um so so craven here saying things like i'm under a lot of stress here i have a lot of things going on i need support and if they're not going to do that they need to get their pension plans and and it's like you know he is behaving like a weak man who unfortunately has power and you know we we can all think of people who we probably work with or we know from public life uh who are like that and it tends never to end well and uh there is that sense of that craven is losing it here it's only for a couple of pages in this story but it it, it is it kind of moves him on quite in, in quite an interesting way the bulk of this issue uh in fact i would say the the vast majority of this issue is taken up with an attempt by skywatch to raid an american town a small american town i should say um and uh, attempt gets rebuffed uh, quite dramatically by uh, this version of uh, apollo and midnighter and the reason this is, uh, I'll tell you now, I, I, I gave this issue an, a, a nine. The reason I gave it a nine is just simply because this is perfect. This, this, is, this is flawless storytelling. Uh, everything from the, the approach of the ships uh, at night time uh, into, you know, to, to, as, they, as they land, as they... Uh, disgorge the men and equipment that they're going to use to take these uh, these presumably thereafter operatives um, people like I don't think they're just going after Apollo and Midnight in fact I don't think they even uh, really know that Apollo and Midnight are there and, I, and I'm wondering actually whether there is a sense in which uh, if you remember uh, Apollo and Midnight are kind of hiding out. Uh, this is a few issues back in the previous arc, and uh, Mark Slayton kind of uh, tries to take them on and is sent is sent packing by um, by the pair of them. Well, by Apollo primarily. Um, there's a sense here here in this issue that they're protecting this town they're, they're, they're taking it on uh, as a as as their responsibility and, and it's a it's very noticeable in the way they speak about it and and the way they they act here in any case the um the troops uh start to sort of fan out and what have you and 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 there's there's a there's no hurry to this whatsoever. I, I mean, I mean, Davis Hunt builds up the tension really well. I mean, people talk about, you know, um, it's very cinematic storytelling, and 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 it is. There's there's no two ways about that. The the the, the kind of initial couple of pages of setup are, are very very uh, cinematic, and uh, there's there's just kind of you know you you see midnighter kind of surveying the situation and then going back inside um 
you you see that the tank heading towards the building that he's gone into and then uh, as they go in uh, they uh, meet Apollo, and Apollo looks kind of angry. Apollo look, looks to me, actually, like a guy who... Um, he doesn't want to fight, um, but he's more than happy to kind of to do so in this situation because, obviously, he doesn't have much of a choice. And once he's made that commitment, he's absolutely bloody terrifying. And, and that is essentially what happens. Um, you know, the, the uh, Apollo... Everything about this is just gloriously wonderful and over the top, you know. So, so Apollo kind of launches himself out of the building, destroying most of it in the in the in the process. Uh, he kind of flies up above the the town and then heads back towards the um, uh, towards the soldiers and towards this this tank that they've uh, they've brought out. Uh, Midnighter is kind of left in the. Uh, in the ruins of the house, just kind of <laughs> shaking the debris off himself and watching Apollo fly past him, which is which is kind of cool. I, I mean, one of the only, I, I, and it's not really a a criticism per se, but this first bit, it's all about Apollo, and you almost kind of feel right. Midnighter is is utterly superfluous to requirements here, because. Um, because Apollo just takes out this tank just by flying through it uh, and removing what looks like its drive engine um, from the back of the uh, of the tank. I will just say though, um, the design for the tank is utterly fab, and I would love to have a model of that at some point. I, I it used to have kind of Erfix models as a kid, um, and. Uh, I was trying to do a tank in 172nd scale. Bloody hell, that was hard going. That was really hard going. Because you had all these sort of, you know, because you've got these uh, these tracks, you know, um, and um, and you've got the, the, the wheels that kind of, little kind of wheel cog things that can keep the tracks turning. And and they're, they're all like really fiddly. I found because I used to really like tanks. I was, I was a big sucker for sort of World War Two, and my dad was was into was into planes. So he would get us these um, these these uh, these hardback books. Well, say no, he wouldn't get us. <laughs> he wouldn't get us these hardback books. He would get himself these hardback books, but he would let me kind of leaf through them and read through them uh, with with fantastic kind of you know drawings of aircraft. And cutaways that kind of showed you the intricate workings of Spitfires and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and tanks uh, for a while. For, uh, for what, I do remember at one point for my birthday, um, my parents got me the uh, Jane's Book of of uh, of armored vehicles. I like that book. Challenger tanks, they were good. Right. Anyway, uh, it's a fantastic looking tank. Actually, even when it's being destroyed, it's a fantastic looking tank. So that's that's great. Um, he then goes up into the air and starts taking out these uh, UFOs, which we've seen quite a lot of. We, we, we saw them uh, in the attack on the uh, Soviet uh, science city. Um, we've seen them uh, quite early on, actually, in the series. And now, and now we see him kind of taking these things out. Now, on board one of these uh, ships, there are a pair of Skywatch operatives, and one of them recognises... Um, 
Apollo and realizes that they're in really big trouble and she opens up an emergency channel uh, which is significant because the emergency channel is uh, is open it's a it's a clear uh, channel and it allows uh, thousands of miles away Jenny May Sparks the opportunity to uh, to hitch a lift uh, via that signal into the Skywatch headquarters. And, and we don't see what happens after that, but we see her kind of there. It's kind of an amusing thing, actually, because she's, uh, she's, uh, she's, it's early morning and she's just waking up and Angie's in bed with her. Uh, and uh, very polyamorous is, uh, is Jenny Mae Sparks. She, she, she doesn't, she doesn't mind. She's not, she's not choosy. Mind you, having said that, Having said that, Angie is just great, isn't she? So, you know, fur dues. Can't, can't really argue with her choice in women there. Um, anyway, um, she, she kind of gets up very quickly and uses her power to kind of uh, to transfer into the, uh, into the Skywatch facility. Uh, and then as, as she's kind of digitizing herself away, uh, she realizes she's, she's not wearing any trousers. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's a nice, a nice little line there. Anyway, back to the fight. Uh, we find again Midnighter, uh, and he takes on, um, I think it's five uh, IO operatives. And no, it's not. No, it's not. It's way more than five. It's it's eight actually. And he kind of just literally punches his way through them. And and it's one of the things that that that, that tank two page uh, that tank uh, image was it was a two page spread. This is a two page spread as well, but very very different. The 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 the, the tank two page spread was just a single image of Apollo flying through the, the the tank. Very dramatic. Very bold. Very very kind of exciting. This is different. This is Davis Hunt doing what Davis Hunt does, which is coming up with a new way of showing us somebody beating up a lot of people. Uh, and it's, I would say it's actually probably slightly better, actually, than the John Colt fight we got about 10 issues ago. This is just sort of mid midnighted, going through his the whole kind of repertoire of, of his moves, kicking, punching, jabbing, uh, just breaking people and leaving them kind of completely, um, completely annihilated, really, in, in his wake. And and the the layout of the page and, and, and everything about this is just really, really well done. Uh, so you start at the bottom with, uh, sorry, you start at the top with him kind of on the left-hand side and the soldier's, the uh, Skywatch operatives kind of uh, in front of him, and there's eight of them in a row. The the larger middle section of the of the two page spread is of him kind of you know, close ups of him kind of taking them out in sequence, and then at the at the end they're all lying dead on the ground, and he is, or at least incapacitated. No, I think they are dead. <laughs> I was going to say, and they could just be incapacitated. And I'm like, and I'm looking <laughs> looking at what he's he's actually chopping somebody's head off with his hand at the end. I'm like, no, no, they're not just incapacitated; they're actually dead. Um, 
and, and at the end, at the bottom of the two-page spread, he's at the other end of the page. He's now on the right-hand side of the page, uh, and they're all lying dead behind him. It's just a really nice, and I know it, it kind of goes well. That that sounds pretty obvious, but but and it is. But but you, when you look at it, it's just executed so very well. And uh, Davis Hunt is just great at this. And, I, and I've made this comment many many times before that the Davis Hunt's uh, artwork is um yes it's meticulous yes it's detailed but it but it's also because he's so restrained most of the time with the layouts and and the way the panels are arranged when he breaks that when he breaks that that restraint when he when he kind of uh comes out of that and and, and does something different does something it's really effective um because you're used to kind of to kind of the the the, the sort of you know uh the regular rectangular kind of of uh, geometric shapes of of the panels and uh when he breaks out of that as he does here it's uh, it's just a tremendously effective way of uh of, of getting that kind of impact across of just how uh how violent sort of midnighter is being here it's great it, it really really is great um uh, after that apollo kind of takes uh takes care of the remaining um ufos and you get a glorious kind of page of him sort of ascending into the skies like a, you know, almost sort of volcanic in terms of the power coming off him. And it, it, it's just f- phenomenal, really. Um, and Midnight is kind of stand, standing with his hands in his pockets, kind of looking up at him. And um, they they kind of embrace and uh you know it's all in 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 the dialogue and the body language it's very obvious that they they love each other it's it's very it's very it's almost almost kind of touching romantic um it's it's nicely done Uh, you do get this thing about um you know nobody got through no stray shots sent toward the houses we're good so there is that sense that they're, they're kind of they've they've put themselves set themselves up as protectors of of this town uh, and the ending is of them flying off um with midnighter holding on tight to apollo uh and it's it's pretty cool it, it, it's a, it for, for for a series like wildstorm that is is as good as close as you're going to get to an unadulter- unadulterated feel-good moment it really is great um and then um the, the the final thing is you you see this family wake up uh people are coming out of their houses and they're looking out and uh there's there's sort of burning ufos kind of in the fields around the town and what have you and the girl is just kind of looking out and says what the hell just happened or whatever it is that she says because it's a it's the classic you know you get a percentage sign a dollar sign a hashtag and a, and a uh, an apt sign uh, so she was presumably saying something a little bit stronger than just hell um and and the reason i uh, the reason that's kind of significant is maybe there's something going on with her that she is uh either an operative or 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 maybe an offspring of of one of the uh you know the gen 12 kind of uh characters i don't know i and she could it could be something completely uh, innocuous but it it could just be there for for a laugh so i'm, I'm not really sure how to read that last panel um but it, it's it's a great issue it really really is now i gave it a 9 out of 10 why did i not give it 10 because um 
the one thing that is still niggling away at me with this series is when are we going to get the 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 conflict that i think we want to see and and the answer is, i'm be, i'm beginning to think that the answer is we're not going to get it i th- i think we we might get a um a standoff, a confrontation uh, between the Authority and Skywatch, uh, maybe between the Wildcats and IO. That's always a possibility. Uh, but clearly, you know, what the Wildcat is taking a, a back seat at this point, um, presumably because in the plan, they would have their own series by now, but it's it's not happening. Um, Zealot has disappeared. Cray is coming back to uh to wreak revenge on miles craven i think we will see that um when and how i'm not entirely sure so it 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 feels like you see it it, the way it feels to me is that having set up he set up several things here warren ellis he set up the io skywatch um antagonism okay and that's very good that's very clear he set up an authority team to to take over and to challenge Skywatch and, and possibly take over from them. I don't know. Okay, but 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 that seems to be something that you know Jenny May Sparks is is going certainly going to lead it. You've got Shen already in place. You've got Angie already in place. You've got Hawksmore already in place. You put Apollo and Midnighter in there, and you've pretty much got your authority team. Okay, so so that that's that seems to be coming together then you've got gen 13 which is uh we've had the origin story of of gen 13 in the sense that we've met their parents what we haven't seen is the kids themselves so the question is is right okay are we going to see that probably not not in this series i don't think but they are out there and they have been kind of introduced then you've got the the Jacob Marlowe team uh, with Grifter and with Void and with Kanisha and with John Colt. That's a Wildcat team. Now, presumably in the plan, in the big plan that they had originally, they'd be in their own series by now, doing their own stuff. How they fit into this? Don't know. Will we see them? Don't know. Okay, so you've got different... Um, different things being set up here. You've also got the the, the whole Slayton thing going on. Um, what do I think we're heading towards? I think we're heading towards a battle between IO and Skywatch. I think I think we're heading towards uh, an intervention from the Authority, and I think that's probably it. That's probably what we're going to get. Um, how do I feel about that? Uh, to be honest with you it's great (laughs) because this is great storytelling and this is a great comic book and although yeah there's a part of me that thinks well it'd be nice to have like you know five or six you know wildstorm series out there at the moment i would have to say do you know what from in terms of what we're getting i'm more than happy with this it is just a shame and i and i you know I, i just can't help but feel a little bit of a disappointment, not with Warren Ellis or John Davis Hunt. I, do, I think they're producing a quality product, but I think just in terms with the comic buying market, that it, it, it just, for whatever reason, this comic book hasn't taken off. And I think part of the 
Pastor, the, the the problem with the book is that it's been set up as a as a foundational text for a universe that uh, that we're not going to see fully. Uh, we've seen bits of it in in Michael Cray, uh, and we've had you know twelve reasonably decent issues, and one or two of them were a bit bit iffy. But there's a lot of good stuff in that series. But it's not you know what we haven't had is is sort of two or three. Uh, other other kind of titles being introduced as well, and, and it's just a shame. It's a shame, but at the same time, we're getting some good stuff. So nine out of ten for me. Um, I'd be very interested to hear. And I know there's lots of lots of uh, Wildstorm fans out there, um, and uh, there's, there's quite a few of you have, have gone in touch with me over the last uh, the last year or so. Uh, to talk about it and to and to comment on it on the on the website and that's great um feel free to drop me a line see what you think what 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 would you like to see at the end of this series where, where do you think this series is going how do you think this series is going to end um I'm just interested in, in hearing your thoughts but anyway thank you very much for listening um if you want to follow me uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Door Jeremy. Um, still doing that Brexit thing. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but uh, there'll be plenty of comic stuff on there as well. Uh, ignore the Brexit stuff and just go go for the comics. You should be okay. Um, my website. Uh, I put a few things different things up there the last few weeks trying to catch up really still trying to do that uh it's jddunsani.wordpress.com uh you can check me out there um and of course you can always check out my reviews on uh, the weird science website uh, i've got a review of american carnage up there uh at the moment and that's worth checking out uh the american carnage that is not not the review uh the american carnage is 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 good uh, it's I, mean, I don't know what the other vertigo books are, are like I, I i'm getting mixed uh reports on them but um but i think american carnage is is pretty strong i think it's uh it's one of the one of the better books out there at the moment. So so check that out um and uh it remains for me just to wish you uh, all the best, and I hope that your comics continue to be great uh, and hopefully entertaining. And um, I will see you next week. Thank you very much. Oh, next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, ho, ho. next week. Next week is the Martian Manhunter issue three. Uh, will Hronmir's hot fist be holy? We will have to wait and find out. Will we get more Martian sex, squidgy and weird though it is? Again, we shall have to find out. Uh, perhaps more importantly, will there be a squirting of fear foam? Mm. These questions and more will be answered next week when we approach with great trepidation and no little horror. The... <laughs> The amazing comic that is The Martian Manhunter, issue three. So I'll see you then. You take care, and I will hand you back to Jim and Eric. Bye-bye. Yo, it's Mail Call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. 
Yes, it's Mail with Jim again. Eric, here we are. You, you like this? That's eh? not appropriate because I'm angry about that. He is angry about that. But about what? the first mail about manship. And this is a mail that oh, was not necessarily an email that. for the show, but it's manship. And it made me laugh. So I wanted to share because manship, ha- he's too busy to write in anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, and he gave us such lofts, Eric, throughout the years. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, at points, I just want to tell manship that him rollerblading with a half shirt on comes up many a time so at good. work to cheer us up. Manship wrote to me. I don't even know if that's the truth month. anymore, but we've made up a bunch of stuff about oh, that yeah. story. Yeah. Fuck this month, raw dog style, he says. Driving to pick up Damn parts right. in Flint. Flint, Michigan, for work oh, no. yesterday, and I hit the mother of all potholes, which destroyed my right front tire and rim. He says then, I love my Dodge Dart rims. <laughs> you know, oh, my. Oh, what a manship <laughs> deal to be, have a Dodge Dart. Of course, due to my rims being limited edition, just Obviously. for my car model and Dodge Darts being discontinued in 2016, <laughs> I cannot find where, – where's your Yugo? 2016, I cannot find a replacement rim any cheaper than $300. Once work is over, I'm doing nothing but reading motherfucking comics and I'm watching the season's premiere of Survivor Edge of Extinction. That's a thing. He says, yeah, yeah. Sorry for venting. Like, what is it like? Are these the he last people? That, do they believe that they're the last people left alive on Earth? Yeah, the Edge I of Extinction so. Survivor. I think so. That would be a That's pretty weird. cool twist where if you go in and say, guys, this is fucked up. We're we're here for Survivor. The rest of the world's destroyed. We're done. And see what they do. Uh, and then when somebody kills himself, then they're like, "Oh well, we went too oh, God. far." The first person What's to rape say and murder involved, what, I imagine. He Let's says this too. Uh, yeah, the first person to say what day is it is going to get a kick in the shin with my steel toe work boots. That's what day it is. He says. So, I believe so it's it because Wednesday? he sent it on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, day. I, I've never had anybody ask me that. And if they you, did you, say you, it, they'd be like, what day is it? And I'd say Wednesday. Yeah. What the hell are you talking thing about? Is, you know how annoying that whole thing is when anybody does that? Jess loves it. She loves that camel. She loves the whole thing. It's been overplayed. She could hear it over and over again. She still loves yeah. it and still says it to me. I'm like, yeah. you are Nonsense. the worst. Nonsense. Uh, speaking of the worst, Eric, I'll, I'll tell you what her. I was doing last night. I was on YouTube and I started watching some videos and these videos were like titled uh, uh, Hockey Players Are Great Guys or something like oh, that. And it right. ends up being it's just a bunch of hockey players doing. No, it's just them doing like the make a wish stuff and, and playing hockey with some sick kids and things like that. So I'm watching all of these videos and then going and Are they'll they say their names. Hardcore? Now, no, no. The, the problem is, though, then I'd hear the names and then I'd go on to, to, to Google their names to see if they were alive still. And almost all of them were dead. And I started crying. This one, this one girl oh that hung out with the St. Louis Blues was just the, the nicest. Like she, Did she had have more the blues spirit. herself. This, 
She she did. Uh, she had some sort of disease, but this girl would go around in like these uh, uh, big giant like uh, fur faux fur coats and big sunglasses and stuff. And she seemed like she was fur. so happy. Yeah, well, she she ain't alive there, <laughs> and it made me so sad. And then then I'm watching like the tribute they had for her and all these other kids. There was a kid who was a a big uh, Sidney Crosby fan and hung uh-huh. out with him for a while, and I just. Tears just going down my cheeks saying, why am I doing this? No, I'm just saying. I said earlier that I was going to tell you what I was doing last night uh, on the YouTube. And you, you said were crying that I was and masturbating that. on YouTube? No, I was not masturbating. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not allowed to do that. If, if that was found out around here, I'd be in big <laughs> trouble. The next uh, mail is Dancing Mike. And if you remember, Dancing Mike caused quite the stir on the podcast oh last week. But he wants to uh, kind of shed a light on what he meant by all of the stuff and also say that he is not not awful and i agree with him dancing mike says hi jim greetings eric and hello mother first What's of up, all mike? i need to give a big shout out to get fresh crew beep boop beep beep boop poop poop and now poop, i poop. want to address a bit of misunderstanding regarding my email last week as i have to explain as i've explained to jim privately this week i really prefer the rant and rave line for several reasons and one of the main reasons is that eric shea isn't involved now he says the Aww. rant and rave line allows me to better express myself and one of the biggest ways that the voice can convey more nuance than the written word is tone you see i intended last week's email to be more in the spirit of archie meets batman 66 and and in my mind that means it's like hey archie what are you doing i'm just here with the baddies and the veronicas here see, there I- the batmans yeah i'm gonna kick your ass archie hey uh, do you know reggie I don't think you're getting the tone of either of these characters. Correct. You don't. You don't like that. You don't no. like. Hey there, Batman! I, I I found the Batcave. This is crazy. You're fucking dead, Archie. There you go. Again, that's what this I is get. Batman sixty six. Adam West Batman. Uh, yeah, that's what he'd say. He's in the Batcave. We're, we were what, watching. What two do you want to shows. do? The Watusi. The Batusi here. Not on my watch. I play Sugar Sugar. Yeah, you're gonna get the Sugar Does Sugar up ever. your ass, buddy. There you go. I don't like this show. <laughs> Pure West, Eric. But when Jim read it, he made the mistake of thinking that some of the ridiculous stuff I was spouting was a lot more serious than it tended to be taken, and it came off sounding more in the spirit of the Watchmen. That kind of seemed like I was doing, right? <laughs> How about this? Like, hey there, what's going on, Archie? I don't know. The bookworm's over here with the egghead. There you go. Very dark and so unlike the goofiness that is my stock and trait. But I take full responsibility for that. We'll let everyone know that I'm being serious by turning the chair around and getting serious. So, Jim, I am turning the chair around and getting serious for a bit right now. First of all. I wish to publicly apologize to Jim, publicly apologize to Jim and let him know that I do not wish to harm the podcast or bring him or anyone else down. He just he all just sit back. I'll do it. I'll bring it down eventually. I also wish to apologize to anyone who may have been offended by certain words I've written, such as what some view as a prerogative, uh, uh, per- uh, pejorative term. I want to say my prerogative. I got Bobby uh-huh. Brown on the on the brain. <laughs> Just term for little people and also a certain R word. And I pledge to not use those words again either. And while I do not particularly enjoy what I refer to as the GD word, I will not expect you to quit using that word in the podcast. I actually have made myself try. I used it tonight again. It's just a weird thing that I yell out uh, because I hear that so much in everyday life that hearing on the podcast won't really affect me that much. And because Eric 
doesn't talk enough on the podcast as it is, and we don't need to limit his vocabulary any That's vocabulary right. any further. Also, I was not implying that a certain DC writer was actually accused of a horrible crime yet. <laughs> I was just expressing my desire that this writer would stop ruining a lot of my favorite characters. It's funny because there are certain writers that I have said to Eric, like, what would it take to bring him down? And, and we would talk. And uh, I would bring up scenarios, and Eric's like, "Why would you wish this oh my stuff God, on anyone?" I'm just doing, it. and I was trying to think of a crime heinous enough to make sure you got kicked out of DC Comics. You don't need much anymore. I, I mean, you don't really have to go that dark. Uh, I admit I chose poorly. Maybe I should have suggested this writer may be arrested because he shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Eric, that was what Johnny Cash Hardcore. came up with as a heinous crime. For a song, and that is true. That's a great song, too. One more point before I turn the chair okay back around, song. Jim. You st- how dare you, Jim? You <laughs> stated last week that you received a letter asking you very nicely not to use the R word. That's not exactly how a lot of us remember it. If it had been just a nice letter, I would never have brought it up again. But the letter basically said that you guys can and do say all kinds of offensive things, and all of those are okay with him. But since that one word is offensive to him, uh, he is done with it, and that's das word. It came off as kind of douchey that whatever anyone else gets offended by is okay but the one word is somehow the font of all evil in the world because it's the one word that is offensive to him personally but I respect the fact that others who might not want to get on such a high horse about it also appreciate the absence of the word I will not use that word again unless it comes up in a PSA for fire safety, which was totally a coincidence and not related to that email at all, Eric. And yes, that is true. So hopefully all my sincere apologies can be accepted and we can turn the chair back around. And Jim, remember that about 90% of the time that I am an extremely goofy motherfucker not to be taken seriously. So turn that chair around and turn it upside down. And yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with Mike. And we're talking, we're, you know, exchanging some funny stories. Eric and some videos. Mm. I sent him some. You are having some candor. Just the same. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a bottled city. So another hurtful <laughs> word I hear on the podcast refers to that sweet boy Eric Shea, specifically his weight. I will not ask you to stop using that word more specifically, that sound clip. I I haven't had the sound clip up enough, but I promise you that you will never see that word in Dancing Mike email or hear it in a Dancing Mike rant and rave. And I feel that's a true travesty that a mother would refer to her son that way. That is true. He was a fatty when he grew up. He's not a fatty anymore. He likes to joke. He he also likes to throw shade at me. And if he says I'm a fatty again, I'll kill him. I wish also address the use of Captain Marvel in the books. I don't really think that using the name of the book could confuse anyone with an IQ above wrong turn level and the updated Shazam stories they used to explain him becoming the world's mightiest mortal the original Captain Marvel I just like the name because you know it's his name Eric does too this was a sticking point for him for a while he just basically thought he had to move on and that's you know I'm gonna die in a hell for Captain Marvel again that's the funny thing is you have to go with when I started reading comics so yeah going back I see Captain Marvel but immediately when I started it was already Shazam so it doesn't bother me at all and I'm not skipping the Shazam movie because he's called Shazam and not Captain Marvel I'm skipping it because it looks like they're treating the character as a total joke and I don't think that 
twat waffle Chuck guy is either a good actor or a good fit for the role. I do not like him. I'm going to watch it just because the idea of having a Shazam movie is something that I never thought could happen. So I definitely got to go and see that. What are the chances? What are the chances? I I will see it and see it at home. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pirating it. He's a pirate over there. I, I will never see it. I, I won't see it, so there you go. And You're I'm skipping get on the Aquaman the, soon, though, right? Yeah, I'm not watching that either. I went through a list no. of the movies that I haven't seen. It's it's a longer list. I, I'm not really yeah. that into. It's weird. I'm not really into DC movies at all. Uh, I like a lot of the Marvel stuff, but I'm not even going to go on a limb and watch every Marvel movie either. Let's I'm go watch some the, Doctor Strange, huh? Let's, let's go do, do I that. Said, Doctor Strange, uh, maybe Ant-Man. you could put you could put Ant Man on the list, though it was on. I, I mean, you know. Can I say that I made the, well, I made the effort. I just got bored immediately and walked away and I was cooking. I was actually cooking a meal in the other uh, room, doing some stuff in the kitchen. Well, I I put it on. Ant-Man and Wasp, I never watch. I don't plan on it. And uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, I I want to, but I I don't think I will. And other than that, Uh, that's because you're so into those Netflix Marvel shows. You got to go and watch all those, right? I've never seen a a second of those. I have not seen Batman v Superman. I've not seen Just League, and I'll never see Aquaman. So there you go. There you go, Eric. This is, and people, it's so funny when people, I say that and they're like aghast. How could you? We're a comic book podcast. I'm saying you can still go back and rewatch Batman Mask of the Fan. Phantasm, though, right? No, I know. Then it'd be the you know the first time. I I think I watched a little of that at one point. Uh, yeah, some of the I I do admit that you had suggested some of the animated stuff that I did yeah. go and watch. Then you know, uh, Under the Red Hood, I saw like mm-hmm. a but, uh, that that time frame of stuff I have watched. But other than that, movies, you know, I don't know. I like my cinema to be a little more serious, Eric. A little, you and know, a little like bit more like, compact, like meatballs, or you know, back to or school, something that's twenty two. Like that minutes do, do they have that i need movies that are five minutes long i really do that that's what i need that, that that's called the trailer and, and i'll watch yeah, it yeah. and again he, i said the other day I've i'm like told hey, you, you i've asked you I to said, watch fucking trailers left and right you're yeah, not watching those either. i know i don't i said to you the other day hey do you watch the spider-man the new uh japanese trailer for the new spider-man and you're like oh man i gotta watch that and you said then did you watch the fan no i no. haven't watched it yet uh, I'm skipping the Brie Larson Captain Marvel movie. He I'm says Marvel movie emphasis on the RBH because Miss Larson has made it known that white males are not welcome at her movie, and that is true. Kind of, you know, she kind well, of. I guess wanted I'm just going to gonna say, have to pirate that. I guess. Well, that's the thing. She kind of wanted Thanks to say lot, that Brie she Larson. wanted to expand <laughs> the deal, but it did come off looking, you know. But then again, you listen. I, I to was the looking Fugees. forward to going, but now I just got to stay home and. Pirate. You know, there was always that story lauren hill said the fuji's movie you know music was only for you know not for white people but that was kind of a misnomer as well she didn't really say that either so uh but he she's dancing mike's not going he says he's had enough and i don't want to offend miss larson and have to trust her words to know if she's offended because that face is only capable of one expression constantly i don't even know anything about her i really don't so i think i'll say myself from what looks to be shaping up as three hour woke fest where we learn that this extremely bland white woman is the somehow the key to empowering woman of color
color, although they could have gone with the much more interesting character of Monica Rambeau and actually broken some new ground Rambo. instead of the false woke narrative. That'd be crazy, <laughs> though, that they would shave her without shaving cream. Oh They're trying God. to push with this movie. And I don't they think do you need blood. to worry about featuring a person of color headlining a Marvel movie. I think a little film called Black Panther might have made a buck or two. And I'm fairly positive almost any WOC actress would have been more likability and expression than Miss Larson. Like I said, I know nothing about her. I know nothing. Women of color. Comics. Oh. Get woke, buddy. That's it. Now, I'm gonna that's it. I'm gonna spell that for you now. Whenever I say it to you, it's woke, W O C. I only got two DC comics this week. <laughs> it, it makes sense, right? The first is Catwoman. I think that's I enjoyed I it enough. The first. I'm like, are these woke women? What are we doing? No, no, I think I enjoyed it enough, but I'm a bit confused because it seems to be more setup. But I'm not sure I understand what they're setting up. If it turns out to set up some good things, this is one of those issues that I'm sure will be integral in the tray but i didn't hate it so there's no, that which, which issue are we talking a, about i was too busy thinking about woke cat okay. woman it, it, that's a quick read i also it bought is. teen titans roundhouse is a little bitch he's insecure chatty needy so and much. always looking for approval and we keep finding out more and more things about him that show exactly how much of a little bitch he is eric and i love him <laughs> this issue this series is so good he's the best character and, and this happen? is one of those things this is one of those things that that's when i Actually, uh, this is it seems overblown. It's actually a, a roundhouse character. And when you read him and find out he was a hugger, it actually when I'm done reading that, I actually sit back and say, Just you know, like what? Jim this Werner. is I know I sit there. And I, this is why I read comics. This sort of thing to get so excited about a new smaller character. Than yeah, that's too. I mean, it's, it's like a trailer. <laughs> Sometimes they're too long too. No, I just I love that whole idea of really loving a character or do it. Yeah. And Roundhouse is one of them now. So good. He's, this he's issue, this series, so good. I thought he was a hero. Turns out he's a thief, Jim. He is, he is stolen a thief. my heart. He did. He did. The art in the uh, gin section was excellent. I, I agree. The Mike Tyson rooftop scene was great. I agree. It was so funny. And the, I love that Chris, when we were on the Patreon talking about Chris, had no idea about Mike Tyson being into pigeons. Yeah. It was so good. And the hug that Wally gave Roundhouse gave me the feels big time. I love this series and agree with you guys and Chris on the Patreon spotlight. It's so good. And I, it just upsets me. Like, this is one of those things that when you're reading this, I'm like, boy, you know, a lot of people, then again, you could turn the tide and flip the <gasps> script here and say, how can I turn us, the tide? Well, us liking t- this Teen Titans and other people hating it, I guess that's what they feel when we don't like Batman. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Karma's a bitch, assholes. Because I just sit there and like, how can you not like this? Yikes, the time. I really have to wrap this up and hopefully get it in on episode 116. So patreon.com slash weird science. Keep it weird <laughs> and see you on the 7th. I was having problems reading that one. I, I have my contacts. I really should take everybody's advice, including Polly P, and, and switch them out. I'm yeah. starting to see triple, I think, is what I'm doing. And uh, things get a little Six blurry. Crusties. Things they have really seven crusties. Somehow it's really <laughs> messed up. And I, I sit here and things start to get wavy and things. I don't know How did you like on. that when you like the guy at work, his mother got hurt is one of the supervisors at our work. He's talked yeah. to us about how she's doing and she ended up doing something then where she's got double vision. Because yeah, double of something. vision. And I, I stopped to make a joke that we say to each other, double vision, four crusties. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. no she, idea what was it, going on. It was on. so weird too, because this is the boss that wrong turn pretty much doomed to did we talk hurt. about that? 
I don't think we did on the podcast. We did on Slack, but Wrong Turn ended up having to have our one boss, who's a lady, uh, yeah, do some no work for him because he's lazy and doesn't and do things. He doesn't things know how and, to do anything. Yeah, and she ended up in the hospital almost dead. She cracked five ribs, punctured her lung because Came she fell off, of off a ladder. Pretty yeah. much fell off a ceiling type deal from a ladder, and he walked away and didn't help yeah. out and things like that. So I felt bad because her son has walked by us a couple times, and I'm just like, "Hey, dude, what's up? You know, what's hey, what day is it? You know, stuff yeah. like that." What I say, and uh, <laughs> and then with that, though, so I thought the one time he walked by and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Ah, the ceiling." I don't know what he said, but I'm like, I feel bad because everybody must be talking about his mom getting hurt. And I, no, I don't want to be that so guy. He, no. he walked by, so I'm like, "Hey, how's your mom doing?" Dad, conversation, and then, and then it started getting a little too heavy. Uh, you yeah. know, going on and on about this it. Is and why you don't came ask over. Like that. I even made a couple jokes too. But then at the end, we said, "Please, please, are you going the wrong turn and making him feel bad?" And then that didn't go well. He seemed no, confused. No, he didn't by understand. That. That's the whole yeah, thing. I even told understand. you because this happened last Friday and. All weekend, all I wanted to do was get back to work so I could try to make Wrong Turn feel bad about this. That's the yeah. kind of person I am. That's what I was, too. The minute I heard, because I'd forgotten, I'm like, oh, well, here we go. We're still doing it. He walks yeah. by and he's like, oh, I'm in a bad minute. At least you're not in the hospital like the boss that you put there. And oh, then he I'm goes, so happy. We're going to get that good jo- that new job. You better be happy. I'd get out of here as soon as possible for what you <laughs> yeah, did to like, Liz. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. <laughs> and yeah, he's doing that. He, he did come up and say, like, hey, uh, I took the piss test and said he got the fight doing it. He, he's I, was like, tough, yeah. I hope you studied for it. The worst is you you want to say the joke when, when he said, oh, my mom woke up and she had double vision. I, I wanted to sing Foreigner then, too. <laughs> that, that's all I heard. Your mom's got double vision. That wouldn't have went well either. And then I tried I to like, oh, should've. man. I started trying to like, oh, man, that sucks or whatever. And everything I said ended up being, no, no, that's the good part. I'm bad at the small talk. Why did I get myself I don't know why you this? try. I need an exit strategy and I never have it. I get in these small talk. I need an exit strategy. Basically, all I need then is to have a big banner that goes up, mission accomplished, and walk off the, you know, see you later. I think you need that's to start my dancing exit away. Strategy. Yeah, it'd be good. But that is the end of mail section number two. And we're going to go back to some books. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Level up, wow. level up, wow. level up, level up, level up, level up. All right, I'm here with Pete from NYC, and we're here on the Vertigo side of things. And, yeah, we have two books in a row here because this week we had High Level. And last week, obviously, we did Goddess Mode. And with this, it's kind of – I don't know. It seems like in the same vein. Like if you have the whole Vertigo deal, this does fit well with the whole Goddess Mode. Like you have this. Now, in the meantime, we're also going to be doing Hex Wives. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, that doesn't fit this mold. That no, That's a totally that. <laughs> different thing. But these kind of go in. It's a, you know, what you can tell a post-apocalyptic sci-fi type, right. you know, road movie. I mean, it is like Road Warrior. There's a lot of – well, we'll get into it because there's yeah. a lot of – cliche to this story uh, as we go but it is written by Rob Sheridan pencils by Barnaby Behenda colors by Romalo Fajardo Jr. and letters by Nate Picos of Blambot and uh, with that uh, Barnaby Behenda and Romalo Fajardo Jr. they even pushed it when this was announced they are the guys who did a Mega Man with Tom King and uh, a lot of people really love their art and uh, I like it enough it's it's different it's kind of that weird style yeah it is it is a weird style 
Yep. I usually don't care for it. But I it don't usually okay. either. Okay. I don't mind it here, though. Mm-hmm. I, I said to you before we got on, it mm-hmm. starts off really strong. And then it fades out a little. It actually it starts fading a bit. By the end, it starts to look just kind of like any other comic. You know, at the beginning, I could sit there and say, boy, people are really going to go for this art. Or like when you, you know, the cliche review, like the art's worth the admission alone. <laughs> it may be at first, but then it right. kind of tails off. And I, I did say to you, because we were talking about it, and it, uh-huh. it, when I looked at the credits, I don't know much about Barnaby Behenda. I've never talked to him, but I do talk to Juan Ferreira. And, uh, you know, we're friends with Juan. And I talk to him a little bit every time an issue comes out now it's more marvel stuff that he does he's doing uh killmonger oh, really? now yeah uh-huh. he's doing killmonger now and he actually put us in old man logan uh, over right. at marvel so i, I do always when i read something of his i like to give him a shout out and you know send him a message but at one point uh-huh. i did talk to him and i said boy you're putting everybody out of work you're like the triple threat <laughs> you do you know pencils inks and colors and he said oh uh-huh. i i don't do inks now that has changed a little he actually has mm-hmm. some books have an inker over at marvel but the stuff he did on Green Arrow and stuff at DC, that uh-huh. didn't have inks. And and if you look at the credits, there is no inker called <laughs> out with this. And I do think because a lot of times, Juan, there's points where you get that kind of a little painted look with right. that. And I think that's the case. I think that yeah. that's what you see with Barnaby Behenda with Romalo Fajardo Jr. And right. like you said, it it I like it in this at first because it does kind of uh, – it, it makes it stand out. It makes it, it feel does. different. We're re- Reading a Vertigo book, so at least it's like, okay, we're reading something yeah. different. And I think her character design in the beginning, she's got like that mask on, yeah. she's got like a yep. gas mask on, she looks pretty, you know, and you go from this like looks cool. city in, yeah, you go from the city in the sky where it looks very royal, and then you go to her cleaning out shit. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, legitimately, that's really what cool. she's doing. Yeah, exactly. She's cleaning shit. She is a, uh, a, a, a sewage really girl. good page after, you know, one first page, two page, and, and it, little it's, one, two punch. It's so funny, too, because you do start, it says somewhere else, we're assuming that this is the ascension that they talk right. about throughout this, that if you go, you end up in this, what appears to be a post-apocalyptic, half-blown-up Canada. It actually looks like by the end. But What's wrong with that? Yeah, then nothing. And so with, when you have the, you even have Moose Jaw, which I always would hear Moose Jaw was in the movie Youngblood where they threaten people. If you don't watch yourself, you're going to go to Moose Jaw. Uh, but yeah, you have this whole deal. And it's funny because you have what you would assume because throughout this whole deal, you have these people in this apocalyptic planes and things like that trying to squeak different weird jobs around, you know, bounty scavenger, hunting, scavengers, you know? things like that. Yeah. And But the, the big thing is some people think that there is this ascension to mm-hmm. go to get to that next level it seems you have to go to the city of you know high level and high yeah. level then if you're good there then you ascend and i can only you, you get the idea because anything with these type of books and stories you always get the idea that that people are duped you know there is no and you know you could even yeah. go into and it deeper of people say that in the regular world but right. you know what i, I mean it, it hit that's a little strong in the beginning yes. that 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 uh biblical, biblical and there is a biblical deal because yeah, to it, it starts know? off and and basically but the weird thing is is you have these people that do seem like they ascended so you kind mm-hmm. of see that but you don't really know and there's almost like there's also a a, a clothed uh, a yeah, cloak guy who comes guy, through a yeah. portal 
uh, that seems like that's a monkey pull. To, we don't know. It's yeah. very like cold open. You go in yeah. there, but then you go and you are introduced to the main character whose name is Thirteen, and she legitimately is a sewage girl. She is a she cleans out shit. There's no ands ifs or buts about it. And it's funny because when you first start this up, I'm just looking at it. I don't uh-huh. know the world. I don't know what's going on. So I really, I'm telling you, I didn't make the full connection of okay, she's <laughs> going with shit, but it, that's all she's I, doing. The joke later, then she like starts the going, block. and yeah, then they start <laughs> saying it to her. Oh, there's the shit girl. What's going right. on? How's life? Pretty shitty. Ah, they're laughing it up. You know that it, it's that's it's like funny. A, that's like the the, the your face hurt. Oh, joke. it is. It definitely <laughs> is. Or you know, working hard or hardly working. Yeah, you have this because she gets done. And this, in my mind, is her day job. You know what right. I mean? She's just – she's a shit sucker. She really is. And then she goes off. She gathers her stuff, and she heads off to a bar. You're also introduced to Ezra, who is her little, like, robot drone deal. Yeah. Very Star Wars cantina scene Yeah, you know, like yeah. weird stuff going so on there. She, and she goes – it's funny, too, because she goes off to this bar, but she keeps her – her robot, flying robot deal, Ezra, outside. I wanted to have, like, we don't serve their kind, the guy <laughs> in the cantina. But he he or she, it's a robot, stays outside. Luckily, because it's kind of doing lookout as well. But she goes in. It is a cantina. You have It's very cliche. You go and in, you have the bartender, who's the nice guy. But then you have the, the piece of crap. Hey, baby, <laughs> what's your name? And it, it's basically the yeah. cantina. And, uh, you know, it's we were talking about this before, like this mature thing. And it yeah. seems like they were trying a little too hard for the mature stuff. So there's yes. a lot of f bombs, but even in this bar, like there's a lot of sexual stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, there. it's it's Just, a little they make too her, much. Like, making out with the chick, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, you have that. Everything seems to be there for shock value. Exactly. Like you don't have to have her come into this bar. You know, the shitty joke is pretty good. I right. actually like that. But then just f bombs start flying. Yeah. And they don't really make it more of a story. And I said before we started, even the idea of I like when somebody writes a mature story that doesn't have to be mature just because you're saying the word, you know, the F-bomb. You you don't need to say that to make it mature. You don't have to have this guy, come on, baby. Like, basically, this guy is saying to her, I'm about to rape you, and you're going to enjoy it. And she's like, that's not going to happen, and hits him with a a bottle. Again, that's just to show, oh, she's one tough cookie. She's a baddie. It it does it okay, but yeah. And then she goes, and it looks like she's going to make out with a girl. Again, it seems like for shock value, if if that's your thing, but in the meantime, it's also where she's like – she's getting jobs. She's also right. a scavenger. She also picks up other jobs. Well, while this is going on, she's right. talking so, to yeah, her that's connection. Like she's a scavenger, but what does she do? Like secret uh, – Yeah, it seems like that's what it is. And even then, even when she comes out because – these government agents come and she's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just a shit sucker. Right. I'm just a shit girl. And she's there for her, yeah, that know? seems to be her, you know, kind of her undercover deal, like almost right. her Bruce Wayne deal. But uh, this <laughs> Ezra, this flying robot ends up showing her like beep, beep, boop. And, you know, here comes the the cops, basically. The it's these guys, the Black Helix. And, and this is where, like I said, it's like, oh, shit. Then you go to the next thing and you have this bartender who's like, you know, He's the guy who's everybody's friend. This is his bar. They're all hanging out. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fucking out. I'm like, it's a little too much. It is a little too much. But they are looking for a girl. And it they he does Rob Sheridan does a good good uh yeah, a child, but at first does a pretty good deal that you do think they're 
going for 13. Like, we don't know what's going on. So when they right. go, like, we're looking for a girl. We know that she's been through here. And she's like, oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck. Right. And, exactly. uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they, they're they for her. I think her. you can even see her sweating a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And then fact. she says even later, oh, uh, I thought they were there for me. Uh, but right. they're not. It's a little girl. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's coming through with a, you know, she is seen with a guy. We need to find right. her. In the end, we'll tell you that this ends up being the person that she's going to take care of and try to get to high level and all these things exactly. because it is the pretty much the savior of the planet, almost like a fifth element type deal yeah. as well that yeah. they're after this girl. Um, but yeah, they, they all get out. She skedaddles out and, and in probably the best panel of the whole issue in my mind this ezra this flying robot is in a baby seat in the car it makes and even as has the seat belts on it makes me laugh but she goes off yeah she's almost like in a mystery machine type Uh van with her her shit thing in the back but even then yeah even that fuck fuck, yeah 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 one two three four five six it's it's a it's a fuck fest here see it's a we get it we get that you were upset and you thought you were done and whatever she goes back to her town which seems to be like almost like an old abandoned amusement park it's called right. ordell fair you even see a ferris wheel in the back she goes and talks to this guy jess who mm-hmm. it's like one of those a lot of this i like because a lot of the things are these like things have been going on you just don't show up and you know things are starting now like this right. jazz guy seems to he was out and about he wasn't there he has come back and she's like i didn't expect you back so soon he's like yeah i'm here for a double days i'm leaving though i'm going to high level and she's like why would you do that and he's like you know i you know i'm an old man and i like to she's like well down south there's a lot he says there's nothing left to scavenge i'm gonna right. go to high level i'm gonna have fun there i'm gonna send and she's like, you can go down south. There's lots to scavenge down there, maybe talking the U.S. Right. And uh, he's like, south is a young man's game. I'm right. getting old. I, I want to ascend. And she's like, you don't believe that. But again, F-bombs everywhere. But like, yeah. you don't believe in that, right? But that's I think that's bullshit. Exchange, this exchange is actually pretty. Yeah, I like this. It's pretty good because it yeah. kind of sets up the world. It, it sets like, up kinda, a lot here. Yeah. yeah, it gives you an idea. Okay, what's oh, this, this is my north, favorite part. Like, where they are, what's yeah. south of them. It also uh, gives you the idea that. Down south is dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and even like the point where you get the idea that getting to high level is not so easy anyway. It's like, you know, why would you bother with that? Why would you go that far and go through all that crap just for that? Right. And he does give you the fairy tale of high level as well. Kind of like, right. you know, when you get there, everybody has food and they're all walking around. Everybody's loving it. That's yep. not what 13 thinks is really what's going on. Um, but yeah, and, and with that too, she's also looking for other jobs. She's trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. And you have some other guys in and she, you know, tells the one guy, Hey, Black Helix came in. They were doing this and all. Right. And you get it. Um, but you, you do end up where she does get this new job. And the new job is to head out where these drones, I, I, I'm right. telling you, I don't but necessarily you, understand what this job is. Yeah, uh, me neither. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's shady from the beginning. Yeah, but it I, is. You know, this interaction is actually gives you that other side of the, the, yeah. the other opinion of high yeah. level and too, right? I like that. Yeah. And I can't tell if that's a guy or a girl, but I who think knows? it's a girl, anyway. actually. I do think it's a girl, but yeah, it's, it's tough to tell. And yeah, I think is. that this is played out. A kind of like everybody's just up for you know it's a tough life so yeah, you wouldn't exactly. tell but I, I do think but yeah this is the cynical part of it you know jazz exactly. was there to be like uh hey you know everything's great there well you go to emma who's like no 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 
Yeah. It's not like that. You it's go a scam. in there. Yeah, I heard it's a scam. You end up, you know, pretty much prisoners. I get the idea that, and even says that where I get the idea of like a uh, animal farm. Well, right. oh, the animals are going off to heaven. Yeah, they're going to the <laughs> butcher shop. And, and I think that's what, because she does point out, like, yeah, they keep saying that, but everybody who has ascended, they yep. ain't never come back. Oh, so you don't know. Again, yeah. though, it points up the idea where they are living a hard life here. It yeah. is kind of the same idea of going to heaven. I mean, right. I have not met anybody who legitimately can prove that they went to heaven and came back either. So you are right. getting that. These people have faith. These people exactly. don't. It's whatever you're up for. And again, I, I, you could, I could guess that when you do get to high level, it is a kind of a combo, but there's probably, it's probably not the greatest, but they probably convince you, listen, right. it, it's tough here, but it will be better when you ascend, yeah, you know, yeah. like the whole deal. That, that's kind of the whole, you know, most religions have that concept. So I can exactly. go with it. And, you know, you do then have 13, Head off, and she's in her apartment. She's smoking. She's listening to some music. She's relaxing, drinking. I actually looked up what she was listening to because the second time around, it's uh, something like a it's a it's an opera about an apocalypse. Apocalypse. Okay, so that's cool. So it's legit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I looked at that and I was like, "Eh." and and really, I (laughs) you know the whole deal is like you said, the guy who's writing this has a tie-in with Nine Inch Nails, so I'm surprised it wasn't a Nine Inch Nails deal. Were you a big Nine Inch Nails? I'm telling you, here's the thing: is I knew somebody who knew Trent Reznor before (laughs) Nine Inch Nails when he was in pretty much a dance pop uh, little electronic kind of like you know like early Depeche Mode with a I just can't get enough like he was in a band (laughs) like that and then he kind of changed now I do like a bunch of songs of theirs but I remember when Head Like a Hole came out and yep. everybody it kind of was a joke with everybody that I talked to. Like that mm-hmm. was kind of like kind of people rolled their eyes out and then, yeah. you know, oh, well. And but then then the other songs came out. That next album came out and it pretty yeah. much was everywhere. But really, that's not a huge fan. Not yeah, a huge I wasn't fan. Either. I wasn't either. I feel like stupid saying that because usually now going back, everyone's like, oh, people, yeah, I love it. No, my uh, my wife really liked them. Tanya mm-hmm. loved them. But, yeah, I was not a big deal. And again, at that point, I was more into like Nirvana and stuff like yeah, that going on exactly. and, and Alice in Chains and things and even older stuff. I, I was still like really into Led Zeppelin at that point too. Uh, so. Yeah, we've been talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at Nine Inch Nails was just kind of I don't know. They, uh, it was too I'll electronic even, sounding. It was you know? too electronic. And I'm telling you, like how everybody has their own reasons for liking or hating something. There was a dude that was a friend of my roommates in college. And uh, I made the really bad mistake in this guy's eyes of telling him that I didn't like Nine Inch Nails because it was techno. And I didn't <laughs> like techno. And this guy probably for three straight nights – lectured me on the differences between industrial music techno music all these others and i'm like i don't care what you call it i I, you know and now what you've done is make me hate it more and then also just another side deal uh i was in a band at that point now we would play and that's how i paid for college again we're in college so when we're playing we have two guitarists a bassist and a drummer 
And I, I sang. And we're going, you know, you, I just said, you know, exactly our lineup. And people would come up, hey, man, do you play Nine Inch Nails? I'm like, you see a keyboard or any samplers around it? No, we don't. I'm sorry. And then they get mad. But then, and then they go, okay, well, that's okay. Can you play some Grateful Dead or Rush? And I say, you get out of town. <laughs> You're not welcome here. You get out. You Bouncer. Know- <laughs> See, uh, I went to school in the city, so like it wasn't a big deal. Like that, like that stuff wasn't big. But my friends like went to Albany and stuff. Yeah. All of them rush and and yeah. uh, Floyd. Oh my god! Floyd. I, I'm telling you, at, when West Virginia, when I went, and this was in the early '90s to mid '90s. So uh-huh. you know, you did have grunge hit big and all that stuff. But also the big thing at that point, where I, I have to admit that I like the, him and them more now, is the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Which when when they first, I I. I I wanted no parts because uh-huh. they became too popular too soon. I'm like, I don't yes, want yeah. no, I'm okay with them. But, still. Yeah, but Nine yeah. Inch Nails, back to that. Not a big yep. fan. Not <laughs> a big fan. That. There's some songs. Eric hates them. Eric no, does he? Like, see, oh, yeah. And they, I actually Nails thought fan. he would like them. And right. uh, the one day I asked him, he's like, nah, he doesn't want any parts. Ah. He's like, uh, I'm yes. surprised he didn't know Dinosaur Jr. I was, yeah, he uh, doesn't know anything about it. He gets so upset at that. He's like, he doesn't know anything. I, I tell him one time, you know, well, he's, he's younger just, than us. I know, but right? he's like, I love the 80s. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, um, my wife, like, loves Thompson Twins and Tears for Fears. And at one point, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know who those are. I'm like, how do you like yeah. 80s movies yeah. and don't know, you know, 80s music and not love that? But. But yes, that's an that's aside. Right. We go back. She is listening to music. <laughs> She's right. dancing with this little koopy doll, like robot thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's more. I guess it's, it's supposed right? to be flavor. I I don't know. But she has this job with these drones, mm-hmm. and she goes there. And again, it gets a little confusing to me because you know she heads off to this warehouse district. She's supposed to do something that's supposed to be real quick and easy. Where right. she goes, she ends up reprogramming these drones. Uh, kind of gets money from a guy who maybe wanted the drones to go so he can escape. I, I don't know what exactly was going on, but it was set up. It's a setup to grab her in what appears to be this part. Maybe a techno cybernetic religion. Yeah, that basically, this was really weird. Yeah, this it's is where weird. it kind of took a left turn for me. Yeah, yeah. it did. Like, and did this yeah, I know. And it's like this guy. <laughs> I mean, this guy has an arm that's a buzz saw. He's got a claw. He's got. I don't know what. <laughs> he looks like one of the things from the the movie Toy Story. You know, yeah, and he the does. Kid was making the yeah, yeah, yeah. Toys. It comes out of freaking Sid. <laughs> Sid was making that crap. It's coming out from under the bed. It does. And he's yelling stuff like, we're going to transcend. We depart from the flesh. And you you get the Mm -hmm. idea. Again, this may turn out to be something interesting where you have a lot of these. It's starting to feel like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi warriors even where you're going to have these different gangs and religions and stuff going so these are the all the people in the crowd too have some sort of these are the cybernetic guys these are where shit went wrong and they decided to get implants do all these things well she pretty much gets captured they they it was a trap and they're about to sacrifice her. They're about to cut her flesh off. This guy has the buzz saw there, and he's like, you know, I'm going to – and I'm telling you, this isn't a fancy saw. This is straight <laughs> off a of Black & Decker just attached with, you know, I don't even it know like what. It looks like straps kind yeah, of Yeah, straps <laughs> on it. it. It still has the guard right. on the saw, which <laughs> made me laugh. I mean he, he is an atrocity, yeah, an abomination, yeah. but he's safe. And, mm-hmm. But even then, he has three cybernetic, maybe even more eyes. He he almost yeah. looks like he's Get trying to make himself into a spider. 
yeah uh, you know a kind exactly. of deal but so he's doing that like you said the crowds there they're all cybered up she's about to be sacrificed and all of a sudden these people come in it's black helix people too yeah. the, the war the the guys from before the army guys shooting and the- shooting up the place and then out of nowhere and an okay deal again i the progression of this is not bad the nuts and bolts <laughs> of this issue is pretty good because this is a guy then that's from 13's past right and she's like right. what the? and it's almost like you know again f-bombs but you know what are you yeah. doing here aiken right and he's like well you know i came back you're lucky i was here i was looking for you they told me you were going for this job i knew something would go wrong uh so i saved you and she well no i mean what are you doing here and he's just like I- i'm saving your ass like and yeah. he even says at the one point how's that arm treating you because they you were know, about to cut it off yeah and, you know i just realized he's actually in the background of the bar okay he was she, just hanging yeah, out when he's yeah. going into the when she's going into the bathroom with that other girl well, that's like, cool so he I was, was like, scoping it guy, out yeah i was like why does this guy look familiar yeah, why is he looking familiar yeah, yeah. And she so he found out about this followed her because again though that mm-hmm. makes sense too because he is part of this black helix who did right. come into that bar and started yelling looking and I for guess this they were little looking girl for him, right yeah yeah he's mm-hmm. the guy with the girl <laughs> And mm-hmm. basically, he's like, I have a job for you, a big job. And she's like, well, why don't you do it? He's like, I can't. They're after me. They're on to me, which we did see with the deal. And uh, it's this little girl. Now, I said it's weird because when she first comes out, it looks like she has white hair. Then she has black hair. That's fine. But the whole <laughs> deal is she's the cargo that he wants mm-hmm. her to transport. And he's like, she is like the she's going to save the world. She's right. the big thing to save the world. I need you to take her home. And, you know, you, you get the idea idea she and it says she's from high level i need you to take her home so it's a well set up thing that 13 wants nothing to do with high level she doesn't want to bother now all of a sudden her ex-boyfriend and it does end up being an ex-boyfriend has shown up he's on the run he has Uh this little girl they have to get back to high level now the other thing the the one thing basically that i will say it's a lot of this is cliched a lot of this you've seen bits and pieces of this and a lot of other things you know Mm -hmm. star wars road warrior even like fifth element that i said logan you have all those and the idea of her though not wanting to go to high level and now having to go i think that was well set up there there's some things that are well set up here yeah and there are it's it's funny because before we started i said i don't i'm not as excited about this as say a goddess mode Right. But goddess mode to me is so frustrating because right. I don't it's, know all the characters. Confusing. I don't know what's going on. This I can grasp. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it is know? pretty straightforward. But especially you read it twice, yeah. and now you're going to see some things and stuff like that mm-hmm. going on and all those other things. So, yeah, this this is and it's, easy it's to grasp. It's a quick read, you know. It even is. though there is a lot of talk and yakety yak, it's still a pretty yeah. quick read, you know. It wasn't too bad. I got through and, uh, it the second I'm time. I'm telling quick. you, when, when you have uh, – 13 hit the guy over the head with the the bottle i do see the next page that's where the guy is that's where aiken is he's outside the toilet sitting there and then he looks when the one guy's like you're drawing too much attention he is there with that mask so in the meantime they almost caught him he was there when they went in i don't know where i'm i'm trying to see like possibly where the girl would be the little girl at that point but i don't know but but it's funny too because you do have where i mentioned where it was funny that you had had Ezra the robot in the the mm-hmm. baby car seat 
Right. And it kind of sets up a place for the girl to (laughs) ride. Like that seems very, very set up forced way. (laughs) Um, But like I said, the the nuts and bolts of this of kind of giving you the world, going forward, making a mystery. But by the end of this, like I said, we're we're obviously we're going to keep reading this. We're going to keep reviewing it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't have that spark that I would need that if I was just buying it. I yeah. may try and one other issue, but this would have been on a short lease. Right. It was just me exactly. going because, you know, I'd be like, okay, I like it enough. But I can't yeah. say that I love the character of 13 yet. Mm-hmm. I can't say that this world really means anything that, right. I, you know, the little girl looks cute enough. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that that's going to be something as well. And hopefully it's yeah. one of those where you cut down the F-bombs just because she's with a little girl. Right. Right. I have a feeling this little girl, she doesn't say anything. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I have a feeling she's going to drop F-bomb city. This is going to be like some <laughs> tough girl. Also, I, like a Logan, I think that you're going to end up where they are going to look like, like they're about to. Yeah, I think that they're going to have a deal where it looks like they're about to be killed and she's mm-hmm. just going to go ballistic. Right. Like, again, she turns a power we'll on or something. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see yeah. how it is, what it is, and what's going on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she's heading I, off to a high level. Uh, with uh, She doesn't want to go, but she's going to yeah. kind of be forced in. So and, yeah. It's pretty like, um, you know, like you said, it's pretty straightforward. It's easy yeah. to follow. I, you're right. You hit it right on the head, right? I don't know if I would go and pull, take something off my pull list and, and replace this. this yeah. Plus, there's other similar stories, like for yeah. in, emergence, like uh, like Saga and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah, that's similar way feel, better. That I mean, really geez. better. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see where high level goes, right? What what that's about. We don't know anything about it yet. Interested to see what the girl does, but. Um, you know, you could tell it's a new writer, right? He's yeah. just kind of feeling his way that that cybernetic stuff, uh, that that little cult thing, kind of came out of nowhere and was yeah. a little odd. So the pacing, I think, made it that made it feel a little wonky. I but, agree. You know, all in all, it's uh, I I didn't hate it. Uh, no. It was it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. So I'm I'm sitting on like a six three. Yeah, you're you know? a little it's higher. I'm, I'm at a six. Five, I'm, but yeah. I'm, I'm at a six three. Yeah, I'm at a six, and uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you again. I'll give it this. It feels like a vertigo. It doesn't feel like a normal DC book. It feels like a yeah. vertigo book. This could have been an image book. It could have been, you yep. know, a bunch of different things. That's, it feels that way. Exactly. Uh, yeah, again, maybe a little too many F-bombs just to make it mature. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're prudes or anything. It's just <laughs> no. when you're forcing that to make it mature, that kind of yeah, like, yeah. just and because even... you're allowed to do that is odd. You don't have to take full right. advantage of that. And you may- can maybe... say it. Maybe I am getting a little old. Maybe I she's am like, too. She's like, don't cut off my jerk-off hand. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, really, lady. Have some class there. Yeah, even though you are, you know, a shit sucker. But Jesus, cry to me. But uh, it's funny, too, just uh, before. And like I said, I'd give it a six. And mm-hmm. I did like the art. Again, though, it kind of fades out a little bit by the mm-hmm. end. But uh the one thing that Mark Russell was doing, that second coming, the book with Jesus, and that was boy, canceled. Right? Yeah, he's my boy, all right. <laughs> uh, he ended up saying then, like, it got canceled. They gave him the property to go shop around. Uh But then he came out, and I thought that, again – he was i think he was trying to make it seem like a classy move but it, it didn't seem so he could have just but let it lie that nonsense yeah just but he came out i know but he came <laughs> out then and he's like this is what happened you know they didn't like that there was some nude scenes and mm-hmm. also they were mad because we used a lot of f-bombs right and again you know this book he could point to this book and say 
Well, mm-hmm. why are they allowed to use the F-bombs? So now, again, you have a book with Jesus in it. Right. Maybe that's why they're Mark. But uh <laughs> the other deal is, again, I, I don't need the F-bombs. If, if I wrote a book, if I wrote this, say me and mm-hmm. you, we're on this and we're co-writing okay. high All level. Right. And they came to us and said, listen, you have 22 uh, you know, F-bombs here. How about huh? you go with two? Pick two <laughs> that you really like. Make them count and whatever. And uh, right. There's no way I'd be like, screw you, buddy. I'm right. taking my property. I'm like, okay, because yeah, you don't need that. As you know, <laughs> no, that doesn't no, impress me. Yeah. Uh, again, though, that is I think one it of was, nobody wanted that. And bullshit. it's one of no. I, I don't think. And I said in my mind, just it will even do a little news program now with that. Uh, <laughs> my whole theory is that Mark Russell books really don't sell. They yeah. knew that this was going to cause some waves. And right. it's a uh, benefit, you know, deal, which is the cost, which is the, and it's not worth it. It wasn't nah. worth the whole hassle. And they yeah. probably went to him and just said, listen, you know, why don't we not come out with this? You right. can have the property go shop it around. And, uh, it's funny because he's doing it and I don't, I haven't heard anything announced. No, like you would have thought that if he's really <laughs> excited about this, he'd go right to Kickstarter yeah. and try to kickstart himself and get all the money. And I have not right. seen that. So we'll, we'll Mark see. Russell is just nonsense to begin with. I'm not a big fan. He, what did he write recently though that wasn't terrible? Oh, well, was, the Wonder uh, Twins. Wonder Twins. Yeah, right. I like it. Again, yeah, I said that that proves I I I point to that to prove that yeah I may not like a guy and I I've, I've had kind of fights with Mark Russell on Twitter and <laughs> no, actually you don't say. I come back from that and I always think like this is a guy who's supposed to be a humorist. Right. And, and and a funny guy who everybody thinks hilarious. I got in a couple fights with him on Twitter, and his funny comebacks are basically like, I know what you are, but what am I? Oh, and I'm Jesus like, really? Christ. Like, I got done with this in <laughs> third grade there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, I was ready for, I was ready to really, you know, dig in, and I, I thought I had some zingers, so maybe I should write Snagglepuss next. But yeah, and, and even that, like, the old deal, everybody knows about Snagglepuss, and that mm-hmm. book by the end was selling 6,000. That's yeah. nothing. So why, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and again, really, just to dig in a little more, uh, uh-huh. the idea of Jesus coming back and not liking what he sees and people not wanting to talk to him and not thinking right. he's hip enough. We've seen the story. Is that what that is? Is, Yeah. Is that what that was about? Yeah, it's him coming back and living. Nobody really knows because obviously it didn't come out, but it was him coming back living with a Superman-like character superhero and Uh kind of, you know, hey, what's going on? And I can only imagine that that he would be like, Jesus doesn't like social media, (laughs) you know, something like that or whatever. Uh, But I've seen these stories over and over. Did you ever read, did you ever read, uh, Punk Rock Jesus? No. Uh, by no, Sean Murphy, who did uh, nah. White Knight. It's oh, actually really? really good. Yeah, it's good. It, it's uh, early. It's early Sean Murphy. So, uh, like, Reggie liked it, but Reggie even said, it seems like a guy just kind of telling stories yeah, like yeah. that he always had, uh, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. it's good. I liked it. Yeah. And it's I the same deal. Out. Jesus came back, and he's in a punk uh, rock band. There you go. That's yeah, yeah. pretty cool. You know, you know what? I was just a complete... Uh, non sequitur here. I've been re- I was just reading a lot of Earth Two stuff earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. I- I've never really read that. Uh, like the new Fifty Two Earth Two. Yeah, book? yeah. Oh, that's was, Eric's uh, favorite. That's one of Earth his favorite two. books. And then there's Earth Two Society. Yeah, then then I uh-huh. was so hip. If you, if you want to go back, you can listen to us because we were talking about that when the podcast started. Uh-huh. And uh, are you how far are you in Earth Two Society? Have you uh, gotten to sexy robot I, I, Lois yet? That's that was basically yeah. my deal. Lois oh, is she turns into red tornado. Red tornado. Yeah, she's red tornado. <laughs> and uh, 
She's sexy. Yeah, she ends up, I love the idea, I, and people, Brandon will laugh when he's listening to this, because that uh-huh. was a big thing. Anytime Lo, sexy Red Tornado Lois would show up, she would uh-huh. be, and she'd wear uh, like a, a shirt, a button-up uh-huh. shirt, and have it buttoned real low, even though she's a robot. <laughs> I, oh, it was so good. That was my whole thing for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. During the DCYOU, that was one of my favorite things, was just yeah. robot, sexy robot Lois. <laughs> but yeah, Earth 2 yeah. was good. That was one of Eric's favorites, and then... uh Tom Taylor took over from James right. Robinson, and Eric kind of he he started not liking it as much. Are you reading World's End as well? So because I that read, ends up. Yeah, I just read Earth Two that run. Yeah, and then um and then I just read the there was an Earth Two JLA that Morrison yeah, wrote, yep, yeah, which was okay, and then uh and now and then I saw those other two. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize yeah, how many yeah. more Earth, other Earth Two stuff there was. Yeah, so I was excited Earth, to read Earth it. Earth Two society, yeah, it's not so, great. So it, go at World's End because I was surprised. Go, well, too, World's End then like leads 40, into yeah, just a bunch of issues. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, it was a it weekly was, book. It came out very weekly, but it was out every <laughs> week. At one point. And the DCYOU and like we had three weekly books and, oh, and really? it was it was crazy, including mm. uh, Batman and Robin Eternal and uh-huh. uh, what's it called? Future's End. They, right. And then, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, the World's End as well. Right. They were all coming yeah. out and it killed us because every week we, yeah. the podcast would start with those three books always. And, uh-huh. and they were not great. Actually, yeah. Future's End ended up being. Pretty much the decent one, even though I had a lot of problems. Eric liked it more than me. Yeah, I kind of like it. it was, I read a, a good bunch of that. And no. then uh, did you read uh, – did you guys review 52? No, we, we were not know, around that at that time. point. Yeah, that was before. We, we ended up – the podcast started uh, probably around the issues like 40-some of the regular New 52 books. The podcast – or the uh-huh. website started around issues 20. Of the new 52 is when we started because we took a year almost just to read and catch up with everything before we started. We didn't just like throw ourselves in. We wanted to be fancy. Oh, very know what we, we wanted to know what we were talking about then. <laughs> uh, we don't care about that now. I'm telling you, it makes me laugh. And actually, it bothers me a little on the Marvel podcast. Yeah, I, I know nothing. I, right. I'm like Schultz. I know nothing. <laughs> I go in there and I, I'm just, it's basically, I'm going to learn while we go. We didn't right. do that with the new 52. In fact, I, I begged Eric for so long to start a website and mm-hmm. then I finally just did it to force him into it. Then uh-huh. tried to convince him for about six months, seven months, maybe a year to start uh-huh. a podcast. He would never do it. I finally convinced him to do and it. I'm he wouldn't surprised. do it. He's always so eager to do more work. Yeah. I'm oh yeah. Really <laughs> He's a guy who just loves work. He I can't get enough stuff. of that. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with, with this whole deal with high level. Yeah. Um, Again, I would say that if you look at the cover, if you were at the if you were at the shop and you glanced through it and you're like, oh, this art's okay, give it a shot. Give it yeah. a shot. I mean, it's 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 and a if weird you like deal. Like that sci-fi, you know, yeah. kind of uh, dystopian. Yeah, and you're not getting much of that at at the regular DC deal. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have that and and you want to keep within the DC family or whatever, yeah, yeah, I would go with this. I I don't know how many Vertigo fans there are anymore because Vertigo yeah. is always kind of like a. How- Hit Any or idea miss. how much they sell? Like usually, uh, yeah. Usually, usually six. these are, yeah, yeah. It'll probably be around six to eight mm-hmm. uh, by the end of that. Uh, nothing that crazy. It's usually they. In my mind, every time I would see it, the good Vertigo books like this, uh, you know, will sell as much as the worst 
DC main book sell, right. and that's usually right. around seven or eight. So, gotcha. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah this- I'm enjoying. You know, look, I, these two books, Goddess Mode and this one, are probably books I wouldn't have just decided yeah. to read. Yeah, know, that's what's I cool. Them a shot if I had them. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're, we're. And now, in the meantime, I did see. I looked back after we got done doing Goddess Mode last week. Uh, Goddess Mode number one. I, I I can't remember what the third one that we did, but number one sold like 17. So when it came wow. out, people were pretty hyped to get that first issue. But that a lot of times that's collectors and, and weird stuff. So we'll right. But right. yeah, like I said, we kind of mentioned last week, but we're gonna we are gonna we're planning on doing the last issues of Scooby Apocalypse. Oh, uh, you I've know. been reading. I've yeah. Yeah. Reading my it's not as bad as it's not as bad, right? Nah, it's, it's, it's not I, bad. I'm up to like issue twelve or okay. thirteen right now, and I'm like, shit, I may just skip to the last yeah, six. I, <laughs> I am too, but it's it's one of those where it's not horrible. It started no, no. out pretty decent, but Legal uh, Shen shows up uh, yeah, yep. for a bit. I mean, you know, you got uh, that other guy, JM. What yeah, is it? JM Mateus? Mateus is, is yeah, one of the writers. Mateus. So the guys, it ends up being a bunch of the guys that at one point was the team of the Justice League 3000 book at the end of the New 52, which I really like. So, oh, really? But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I actually really, that's like a weird, like hidden gem that a lot of people don't talk about, but I was, I was a big fan. Uh, but the other deal is Hex Wives. Yep. And, uh, so we'll be doing that. And then we're gonna, we're gonna fill in the spaces as well. We were trying to figure out a couple others and we'll see what's yeah. announced. The only thing that worries me is this whole thing with, uh, Dan DiDio coming out and saying that they're gonna tighten yeah. the ship and not have as many books. I mean, does and that count like Vertigo? I don't know. Books? Because right. if it does, the Vertigo books are in big trouble. Yeah, they're out. You know, they're out. <laughs> Plain and simple. So if that is right. the case, we will still figure out something to do. So we yeah. have stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, hey, we like need that. to get back to those 12-hour podcasts. I yeah, mean, that's what people are upset. <laughs> uh, you know, I said, me I'm and Eric, of those people, for, so for, for the longest time, yeah, I said to Eric, you know, everybody has to have their thing. And right. that was our thing, and then we kind of lost our thing. So yeah, you don't want to yeah. lose your thing. I, I'm going to get that back. And it's funny. I go by that. You know whose advice that was that I follow? John Popper from Blues Traveler. Get out of here. Yeah, he actually said at one point, he lived in Quakertown. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was a neighbor of ours. He lived in a big uh-huh. house and all. But yeah, uh-huh. I heard him one time. He said that basically you have to have your thing and his, you know, Blues Travels thing was his harmonica playing. Right. And right. so they had their deal and all that. Oh, yeah. I, I actually was behind him at Giant uh, uh-huh. when he was buying Duralogs. When and he was still gun magazines. Or after, oh, like, he, he was. Have, like, that no, fat, yeah, uh, he did. No, he was huge. Bypass? He was yeah. huge. He yeah. was buying Duralogs and ammo and gun magazines, <laughs> and he smelled like he had shit his pants seven <laughs> times. He smelled he so bad. He and, dirty. well, imagine. I mean, this isn't a stretch. He smelled like he shit his pants seven times, also smelled like cigarette smoke and pot. That's all he – it was like – and it was the worst. And, right. yeah. He he was known to walk around town and and stink up the joint. I think he's really? since moved away. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he I think that blues traveler money stopped coming in as much, <laughs> and he kind of got out. But he had a huge house. Uh, yeah. I actually just to go along the lines of the you know talking out of school about you know John Popper. I also uh-huh. know a, a lady who uh, is a friend. Her uh, son is a friend of one of my friends, and was a cleaning lady at his house, and said she quit. Oh, really? She quit because this it was, was too so dirty. dirty. He oh, would have shit. chicken bones in bed oh, and shit like that like he would just eat shit and throw it so she had oh, enough too but again allegedly <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's allegedly it, it, she's pretty trustworthy but yeah yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, nice. that's that we're gonna go off i believe right. right now 
uh, we'll be heading off for me and Brandon to talk about uh, Man and Superman. Finally, right. it's taken us a couple of weeks, but yeah, got a I, lot of us now shuffling in well, and this out. This is the thing because these. I said that I promised people when we had a three and a half hour podcast, I promised like that's bullshit. Three and a half right. hours, that's nothing. What that seems Jay's like it's old, a damn. Uh, highfalutin on us now. Yeah, he only really. He's like I know. A, he's like one of those surgeons he, that just comes in. He to shows make up, but he doesn't decision. show up cheap. That's what he is. <laughs> he's Barbara Streisand now of the podcast. He he'll show up eventually. You got to pay him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if Eric even shows up later. But I do believe he will. But we're gonna go off to me and Brandon. All right. In the next book, I'm here with Brandon to talk Yo. about. Uh, we both think that we could possibly review this book, which is Damage Number 14, in, in less than 30 seconds. I, yeah. I said on the Slack, I got in the Slack, and I, my joke was, I don't know if you saw it. I thought I, 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 I thought it was a here. good joke. I said, hey, I, I set 10 minutes aside to read Damage. I don't know what to do with these other eight minutes because <laughs> no. it is it is so quick. I even said to Eric, he actually went after we got done recording tonight. He was going to go off and read it just because I said, you, you have to get a load of this. I mean, you, you didn't. Damage was already a quick read. I know this issue. You, it's almost at one <laughs> point itself. Oh my! And it's almost like at one point you go kind of silent issue esque, and it's just damage fighting dinosaurs and dragons with no dialogue at all, and just going. And I, I, by the end, though, the problem is this series has been intriguing at points because you want to know more about Ethan. You want to learn about the damage program. Well, obviously, this book only has two more issues after that. Right. Uh, you have Venditti basically saying, and I don't have enough time for, for any of this. <laughs> I'm going to put him on Monster Island and let him fight. That's all it is. Yeah. And so you're not getting any more story Almost progression. Like he, he needed an excuse to make him fight, but that's what he's been doing that's the whole series That's what he's been doing. Anyways. And, and like, it's almost like, well, I don't have enough time to tell. Well, you did have enough time to tell a story. You have 14 issues, including this one, and we barely got a story out of I this know. whole deal. This has been the monster of monster or hero of the month club. Every issue would start where, okay, who's the guest star he's going to fight now he's gone through the just league wonder Woman, poison ivy we've had all these things going what on anyone you can think of and then it just resets again and starts yeah. over again and that's what this issue is as well where you start this off we said last last issue i mean batman just a <laughs> jerk i yeah. mean basically he said you know throw that line out of uh, batman's you know a jerk lately he even topped himself oh, he again topped like himself. we said damage tops himself this issue in quickness batman topped himself in terms oh, of my god and even to the point where he even kind of brings it up again in this issue where Batman ditched him. And also the other thing is a roundabout deal. Van Diddy wants to throw out the deal where the Justice League are jerks because it yeah. seems that every monster this on this island are just dumped there. And, and you can only imagine – who who didn't live? Yeah. You know what the, I mean? The like Justice League, they don't kill people, but they'll drop you yeah, on an drop island you and on never an ask island questions full of about what dragons and dinosaurs. <laughs> I can only imagine the characters that we haven't seen that are actually it's because they were dropped on this island. But it yeah. is damage number fourteen. Well, I'll, I'll give you the credits. We're not going to have a blurb or anything. Written by Robert Van Ditty, our team of Aaron Lepresti, Matt Ryan, Hi Fi, and Tom Napolitano. And the big thing about this is this issue, not this issue, this series. Always look good. 
Yeah. There was never a problem with does. the art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron yeah. Lepresti, they should have just started and, and you and know, ended with them. nobody yeah. would have had that uh, initial shock of Tony Daniels leaving in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, no. which he did leave, but his art was great. But no, Aaron Lepresti's is really good, and he seems to be having fun. I don't know if Marvel realizes that Fing Fang Foom is here in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, but it kind of seems like it is. But yeah, basically, damage is there. And again, this is the thing. We they, He got dropped off in this island. Batman dropped them off, ditched them. And the whole idea of it was, oh, no, you know, you have damage. He has the timer going. When the timer runs out, what is he going to do? He's just going to be Ethan. He's going to yeah. be stuck on the island. That was the interesting part. We do find that out, but it's not interesting now. No. And also the well, idea, I, I don't even. Did yeah. end with him having no damage powers? And here we pick up where he's already a half no, hour I think, into I think that damaged. he was already there. He was already going. I, but I it, here's know. the deal, because remember, he was wrecking the plane trying yeah. to keep from going. Batman just, like, kicked him out, and he ended up there. And he even says here, Batman dropped me off without a parachute. Yeah, you, you got more problems there, <laughs> damage. But, yeah, he's there. And, again, we have this timer. Do, have you ever had a point where this timer really meant anything? Have you ever paid no, attention? Because, other than for the next person to possibly kidnap yeah, him or save yeah, him or whatever conveniently been. happens now, to him. Now, this is um, I, I got no idea from the start of it, though, that he was inside this monster's mouth or, or yeah, something I didn't either. at this point. Yeah, he looks like that was he the was, one complaint about the yeah. art I had because he comes flying out. Yeah, he looks his, like Fing Fang Foom has eaten him and he's coming out, but you know, I, I don't know. And, and this timer's there. This should mean something. This should bring tension because if he turns into Ethan here and he's yeah. not damaged, he's on Monster Rock. E. No Remember it was like Monster Rock him. or something before. <laughs> Monster now it's Rock like, is Now right. it's yeah. like called Monster Island. It's all over the place. I, it's more like Dinosaur Island, whatever. But he's fighting these guys and he's doing it. And I also think that maybe – you know, because we had this whole damage timer that never meant anything, maybe they should have done something. I guess it'd be too tough that if he doesn't use his powers, he'd get a little extra time, a little bonus time. Yeah, you know, or he gets stronger. You or, know what I'm yeah, saying? Kind yeah. of like a superpower yeah, in a but video nothing game. Seems, if the bar I was, is not yeah. all the way up. Yep, you're that's not what as, I was thinking. I was yeah. also thinking of like those uh, – like uh, Tokyo Rush or whatever those uh, racing games where at the end you get that bonus time and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, whatever. Or they could have done it like how Spawn started with that Spawn meter. Yeah, corner. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you now we just get a timer that really nobody pays attention yeah, to anymore. Does, He's yeah. fighting this dragon, and and I'm going through on my tablet, and I'm telling you, all I'm doing is swiping up down because nothing happens. This there's fight... a few thoughts of Ethan thrown in there, but I mean they don't slow you yeah. down from turning. No, no, and, and really spot. it's just spread page it's uh you know big panels and basically while this is going on damage and ethan are thinking and it's basically like hey you know all this time we've been trying to hold back but we better not now we better go full damage <laughs> and then even like yeah. the point with the there's like that like you i know need what, you now more than ever yeah, buddy and also like you know what we're here to do damage i'm like oh god and i'm like oh let's not hold back let's the finish it double entendre it, oh my god it just keeps going with this thing and then all of a sudden this big giant king kong, gorilla, shows, up. King kong shows up and this is it, it's basically <laughs> king kong and godzilla Who's- they they kind of yeah. square off at each other. They yell at each other, and that's where damage, you know, heads off. He tries to get away. He passes out. The the timer runs out. So now we're like, oh no, this whole thing of what's going to happen when the timer runs out. Well, what happens is Congo Bill comes and gets you and puts <laughs> you in his cave. And now we're land of the lost is what yeah. we're doing here. And you know he's there and they, hey, my name's Congo Bill. What's going on with you? 
And Ethan's just there, like, and and I don't know about you, Ethan but eat some blue arm, yeah, or some arm. Like, and, and I, that, buddy. I really <laughs> thought through this whole thing, the little bit of dialogue we get with Ethan, I thought was off. It didn't yeah. feel like the rest it, of the. He's just the kind deal. of changed. Okay, since since uh, he's defeated Colonel Jonas, yeah, I don't know. This book has kind of like skipped four or five issues of character development we never saw, and, yeah. and Ethan's kind of okay with being damaged and, and yeah. just a little angry about everything and, and takes no advice from anybody. No, he's and just, yeah. And, and again, total then, loner. you know, maybe he, you could sit there and say, well, Batman kind of screwed them. But in the meantime, I'm, like I said, it doesn't seem like him. It's almost, yeah. again, it's like Van Diddy's like, eh, this is canceled anyway. Let's just yeah. throw some shit he, out no, there. He was much more of a sympathetic and like, at least yeah, relatable. Yeah, I, I hate him now. He seems like a jerk. Yeah. Hey, he's I know, even I don't like, want to read about him he's anymore. There right? on, he's fighting dinosaurs and giant gorillas he wakes up and where there's a guy in a pit helmet who does say hey i'm congo bill but again there's some crazy stuff going on and could be fun and there's ethan what kind of name's congo bill what are you talking about you're a guy who turns into <laughs> you the hole just slit your throat at least yeah, be and thankful. Also, you're on you just fought a dinosaur dragon and a giant well, what that's the your biggest problem yeah, make all the what friends they you can get you right congo now buddy. bill i mean i'm telling you the minute that i woke up and i saw this guy i'm like what are you, some crazy, weird, big game hunter or something? What are you doing? But he's like, oh, what kind of name is that? Where am I? And you do see he's got a radio. He's got a cage. That becomes a big thing. Yeah. And and it's just basically you, like. You got the idea Congo Bill, through this ring or whatever, is controlling that King Kong uh, guy, I, right? I, I, actually, no. Actually, he ends up, you know, putting his consciousness into the King Kong guy. Okay, is what yeah. I think happens by the end. But, yeah. And that's why he puts himself in that cage, just so nobody he harms him while his consciousness is off and switches probably with the gorilla. At one point, I think that the gorilla at that point with the uh, dragon, I think was actually just the gorilla, possibly because it talks later through Congo Bill's yeah. voice. So I think that before that's just the gorilla going around, but he can put his consciousness switch almost like a vice versa, you know, Freaky Friday type deal, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, even that he's like, oh, man, hey, big fella, what's going on? You know, and it's just like, hey, you know, have this blue arm. And he's like, OK, thank you. And they start eating, <laughs> but he's like, you know, I appreciate the help, but I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm not going to be stuck yeah. like you, you jerk. And, and basically, it just the whole thing is Congo Bill saying, "Yeah, this is what the Just League does." If, if yeah. you're, and I again, I want to know what Welcome he did. Welcome to the club, buddy. Yeah, I want to know what he yeah. did to, to get on there. I mean, Congo Bill, really? Like, you have to throw him on Monster Island, but it's like, oh, this is what they do. You're kind of screwed. I have no history with Congo Bill. Is he a good guy or a no, bad I, guy? I, like, I, I don't know. I don't even know either. And with doesn't this, matter. you get so little, it really doesn't matter because yeah, as yeah. they're going, things are going on. They're talking about Batman, kind of all these things. But then Congo Bill just goes into this cage, and there's where Ethan's like, you ain't putting me in no cage. What do you think? I'm dumb. Well, I, you, I, you just ate I've a blue arm that could have been poison. But yeah, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, this cage isn't for you. It's for me. And then he just like uses the ring that has a gorilla on it. And ends up going, and I'm sure that if we knew more about Congo Bill, maybe we'd know the whole deal of it. And again, I would think that it's one of those where you have that combo where if Congo Bill's on this island, it's probably because of the gorilla doing something wrong, and they're doing that. It's it's just to make a symmetry with Damage and Ethan. It's pretty yeah. much the same kind of thing, where then you have the gorilla just come in and start yelling, Come down, Chief! I also hate the idea that Congo Bill just says Chief constantly. 
constantly. I mean, it's way too much. But yeah, and he's just like, your your home is here now. We're all monsters here. Done. That's it. Yeah. And again, it is a pretty good looking issue. We've said that all along. I it takes three issues of this book in my mind to give you the amount that would be content. one issue. Yeah. yeah, and that's tough. And it, it is a two ninety nine book, but you're counting on going through nine dollars to get you know one issue's worth of stuff. Nah, you can't. Nobody cares about this book anymore. No. Uh, you know, it is it announced a, it as being a quick ch- opportunity in the beginning, and it was yeah. already right at the start. You know it. But it never capitalized and never moved forward. It just gave you a lot of the yeah. same thing over and, and over. And the whole deal was the idea of Ethan and and the you know Hulk Bruce Banner type deal. Ethan and Damage kind of fighting to see who would be in control, trying to not to be bad. And at one point, Venditti was just like, "Ah, eh, screw this. This is yeah. getting boring. Let's just have them fight things." <laughs> and and yeah, you even had like me and Eric when we were talking about it. You had paparazzi and they, you know, oh yeah. They, they, I, I I couldn't even remember the those fixer guys. Upper. I, the I don't fake know. suicide I'm squad you, is what I, just, I called I them. I just make up names from Sniffer. Sniffer? Yeah, no, you're not making anything yeah, up. Those were all legitimately yeah, their so, names. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> but uh, what, what did you give this on the uh, site? Yeah, I think I gave this either a 4 or 4.5. Like, uh, I, I don't that know. That has the, to be like all Like we just right? say every single time, the art is, yeah. is worthy of a comic book. You know, it, it's good stuff. But yeah. I don't know. This story is just so dry and, and predictable all the time. Yeah, um, it's just a fight. You know, they, book. they just always echo no matter who the villain is, like what that is within Ethan and damage. And it's just the same thing over and over. Yeah. I, some people, I guess, enjoy it because it reminds them of classic Hulk. But even, even though there was some variety in that, it wasn't 16 issues in a row of the same thing over yeah. and over and over. So Yeah, I'm telling you, I I am not having fun with this. Uh, me and you were talking about it because Eric gave up. He, yeah. he gave up the it's whole two, deal. And, and there's two left. Might as well. We've been here this long, you know? Yeah, and here <laughs> it is. I, I just looked up, and uh, Kong Gorilla is the, the uh, ape, and it's a, a trained tracker, explorer, and expert marksman congo bill a superb athlete an excellent hand-to-hand combatant who was at one time able to swap bodies with a powerful enchanted golden gorilla he now possesses the body of the golden gorilla permanently after his human body died it was before this yeah. is the classic deal where he can switch uh so he is indeed Must be congo bodies. bill reborn it is congo <laughs> bill reborn i guess that's what happens here and, and i i know that what van diddy is probably you know he's thinking is he has to explain why we haven't seen Congo Bill in yeah. so long. People have been wondering where Congo Bill is. I know that John Jack was like, man, but Congo Bill. I'm like, really? Congo Bill? You can take your Congo Bill and that your Congorilla. Though that I was love my the name. DC equivalent of the uh, Weapon Age yes, and really. problem. Yes, really. Uh, Congorilla, though, is a cool name. I do like yeah. that. I'd like to have a band named Congorilla, but we're going to end. Oh, I didn't even give my score. I'm giving it a three. I'll even give you the joke that I'm giving it three, a three, and I gave four for art. That's how much I didn't like yeah, this. There's exactly. no story. There's no, no. story at when all. I was, when I opened this up to review it, I'm like, all right, let's, let's Here we go. going to be an hour of my day. And then yeah. 25 minutes later, yeah. sometimes I, you know, those are even harder. Done, I was like, yeah. sometimes that's harder because you don't know what to say. You don't want to have a one, you know, one, one paragraph, paragraph deal. Yeah, I know. That's not how we play it. You know, no. maybe some others. 
others, but not us. But uh, we're going to go and we're, we're going to have a discussion here of Man and Superman, number one, the 100-page Marv Wolfman book. And they, they call it the 100-page Spectacular. So, well, so this – with that naming, it wasn't just a Walmart thing, was it? No, no, no. Okay. This is right. a legitimate deal well, that came out. They throw that phrasing out there and my brain now goes yeah, to like it's I at know. Walmart. But it is know? that 100-page <laughs> deal. Uh, what this was, it was going to be a miniseries that was going to come out in the 2000s, early 2000s, and uh, it ended up getting shelved. It never came out. Marv Wolfman has said that while this was kind of laying about, he did think that this was one of his best stories he's ever written, his best Superman story he's ever written, and is using this forward where you start with this forward of him saying, basically – you know, people think I lost it. Here you go. This proves that I haven't lost it. Now you're doing that with a book that you wrote 12 years ago. So I don't yeah. know that that means you've lost it or haven't lost it. But yeah, with since the we've... forward, that was what probably a couple months ago. When yeah, he... <laughs> yeah. So you're doing that. And it's even funny. You see the how it was a while back just because you have the editors are newer editors, Jessica Chen and Brian Cunningham, but also with Peter J. Tomasi and Mike Martz as editors who would have been back in those early 2000s. And uh, the thing is, I think that this story has been sitting around, obviously, but also they thought, I think that this would fit well in what we're getting now, especially with Brian Michael Bendis's book. And I'll tell you, it does jive. It's not like I'm going to say that this is, you know, it, it fits the perfectly. It, yeah, it story, doesn't yeah. fit perfectly in. But it does have like a rebirth type of feel to it. It really does because this story is telling what Superman Clark Kent did from after he left Smallville to the point where he officially full-time becomes Superman with the costume and flying around. And in this, you do get a lot of first, you know, when he met Lois and went to the Daily Planet, stuff like that. And I'll tell you, first apartment, it, yeah, gross. stuff like that. Yeah, it's real <laughs> gross. Uh, and, and with this, though, it's not bad. And no. we've been even Bibbo's there. You know, the no, first time I'll, you met I'll Bibbo, tell you, what, you know, be, being a dad, it reminds me. It reminded me a lot of Zootopia, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. movie that's on my yeah. uh, just TV eight yeah, times all a week. the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It actually it reminded me. If we were going Superman, and he says, Marv Wolfman says at the beginning, like, oh, man, since I wrote this, there's some other people who have come out with similar stories and stuff. It reminds me of a couple chapters of the American Alien uh, miniseries that we got before, which I love. Uh, so I, I like this. And it was nice to read a Marv Wolfman book that I didn't hate because these Raven books, when he was on Cyborg again, when he's on Teen Titans, garbage, complete what, what, garbage. The Target book we did, the yeah, Primal that, yeah, Age. Yeah, the Primal Age, <laughs> awful. And he, he says in his forward, you know, hey, I, I still have it and all that. I do think that maybe he would have it, quote unquote, have it with Superman because Superman yeah. is a – old school it, he classic feel to more that yeah like kind of silver age yeah. writing when you know, he's you doing that it, it works yeah. when he's doing raven to me it doesn't work anymore and he created the character so it's a shame but with this it's not bad it, i would say that if you have you know 10 bucks to spare and want this it's not it's worth the money the art's really really good 
Yeah, uh, I, I really like the, the art, too. and the art isn't new. That was one thing that I thought had happened, that maybe they got an old script. No, these were done issues. The art was the original art from then as well. Uh, they may have spruced it up or whatever have done, but in that forward, he does say that this is all from before. And it is. It's uh, written by Marv Wolfman. It's Claudio Castellini on art, colors by Hi-Fi, letters by Tom Orzachowski. Uh, which I haven't heard that name. So and the only that's name an there I recognize hi-fi. is Hi-Fi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this book looks good. Again, when you first start even where how they're doing the art with how he hears things is kind of a very Brian Michael Bendis way uh, mm-hmm. with the word bubbles kind of in a round deal that you can tell he's just hearing stuff. But yeah, throughout this whole deal, it is Clark coming to Metropolis, trying to get a job at the Daily Planet, meeting all the classic characters we know. And in the meantime, trying to figure out how to be Superman in a city. And it, it, some of the things are pretty cool where he gets there and it's kind of a weird deal. He has a super suit. But yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's not going to put it on yet yeah, because it, yeah. Ma and Pa told him, you know, you can't just go out and about. Well, at one point, I really like the play because you're going to get a lot of things in this where it is a Clark Kent from Smallville. Well, you really do get the idea. OK, he is a small town guy. Yeah. I mean, Getting he's Superman now. City more yeah, than and, anything. Yeah. And one of the things that shocks him is in Smallville, if he wants to go flying around. Well, he has to wait until it's 1030 at night. It's a small town. Everybody yeah. goes to bed. He actually goes out and he's like, what the hell? Why don't these people go to sleep? And it's very New York-esque metropolis. And he's like, you know, why isn't anybody sleeping? Like, everybody's out still and all about. And he also gets duped where he gets an apartment and he's online. You see his, you know, mom powder there. He's like, this says there's a yeah, great He gets view. catfished by an oh, apartment. Oh, yeah, he goes in this yeah. apartment. It's awful, <laughs> especially when the guy, and it, it grossed me out. The landlord's like, listen, hey, and as he's going up to the apartment, you have all these other people. Hey, you going to stop the water from being brown? We're working on it. And he's going up. It's the worst. He's like, make Down sure you put all your food in uh uh, containers because the bugs will get them. I'm like, oh, that's the worst. I grew up in an apartment. That's like, the, the worst. When yes. I was born, I, I, I lived in Warminster, and we had we had as cockroaches. Long as the shower's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, we had cockroaches and rats in the apartment that I grew up in before we moved to Quakertown. It was the worst. The worst thing ever is as a kid going to get like a a box of cereal and you pour it and there's cockroaches in it. It's the oh, worst. Oh, it's the worst. And I I dealt with that for seven years. It was awful. My dad. And finally, we ended up getting a house. He was saving up to do that. Uh, oh, it was the worst. But uh, yeah, and this there's a terrorist attack that they have to figure out who it is. It kind of has a political angle with this election coming up. And then you obviously have Lois. And some of the things we were talking earlier, some of the things are a little cringy nowadays yeah. you know I, i'm not i'm no prude or anything but it is a little cringy when you see that lois it's where all story. these guys uh, you know hey, lois gets that because of her legs and stuff it's i'm like story from 10 years ago but almost like metropolis is back in the 50s yeah you know yeah so and it's over it's like really pushed for lois to be the strong character she is they marv wolfen is really pushing the opposite way to make her that instead yeah. of just the, showing how strong she is he's also showing how much a piece of crap the other everyone weird thing else was is. the whole Lois and Lex relationship thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It felt just not really needed for the story no, overall. No. Yeah, it was a little off. Uh, I will tell you, though, the minute that Lois shows up, I'm like, holy moly, she is a good looking gal there. Yeah. Which at first, you know, <laughs> and it's really funny because at that point, uh, you're almost halfway through. 
Clark's ready to go home and not even go home. He doesn't know where to go because he's he's having problems. He keeps messing up. Everything he thinks he's doing to fix a situation makes it worse. Yeah. I mean, at one point, he ends finds up the bomb, gets his they fingerprints finds this on bomb, it. The fingerprints. He goes to heat vision those off. But now he's tampered with he's evidence. And now he's doing this on camera. And he's looked at as a villain. They think they don't know who he is. Yeah, he's they the think flying he's the terrorist. Man. It's yeah. funny because you have Perry who just thinks he's nothing like ah oh, what are we going to report on the sasquatch you have lois through this whole thing immediately he's like i think he's good he's not the bad guy here he's helping and at that point clark's ready to go home he's ready to hang it up and like i said he doesn't even want to go home because he doesn't want to be the guy who has to crawl back to smallville either He's at a, a crossroads, and he sends his suit back to Mom Pa because he's not going to use it. He's not going to be Superman. And he sits there, and he's like, I really need one reason to stay in the city. I need a reason. And it's Lois. He finds yeah. it. He sees Lois, and he's, he's smitten immediately. You know, also, know what I find funny, though, when he starts running around with that stocking cap on? Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody thinks you're good when you wear one of those. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, at one point, he's going around, and he looks like he's like Michael Jackson at that one point when he was going around with the surgical it mask. It took me a few panels to figure yeah. out what's on his face and what's yeah, it's going weird, on there, right? too. And, and it's, it's not covering things up. The best as he thinks that's his his disguise he's wearing the exact same clothes he's wearing yes. around he's he's flying around with a suit a suit coat and and jeans and stocking deal nonsense <laughs> nonsense but yeah i i actually like this i actually think again yeah, if you I too. if but you I, aren't, I, I want to tell you the the kind of the dumb characters i fell in love with were the janitors he ends yeah. up working with that yeah, take him yeah. to the ball game <laughs> yeah i like that oh yeah that, even then like because th- he doesn't get a job and he's working at the paper that gets blown up at one point so he's there he's working with these janitors and they they find his journal even like man you're pretty good you want to go to the ball game and you have a point where he ends up getting a ball to go to one of the guys he's yeah. sitting with one of his buddies because the guy said i, I always wanted he's like i always wanted a baseball to give to my son i said maybe it would happen tonight and yeah he a- actually breathed through his nose to make the ball come that way i'm like <laughs> yeah he's the uh you know the bartman uh, of uh, of Metropolis now. I, I want to think that maybe they would have won the pennant, but Superman ended up inhaling through his nose. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Again, you know, we're not going to go fully into the whole deal. But no. if you want to see a story that does fill that space between him getting to Metropolis and then becoming Superman, uh, I think this is really good. I really yeah. do. And if you're, it's, it's got a twist you kind of can see coming in the yeah, middle of the second yeah. act. But, yeah, you uh, knew that. It's still an enjoyable super, like all the key players are there and you, yep. and you get to know them from the beginning. And I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I didn't expect much coming in. So maybe that helped it out as well. You know, yeah. personally and, for and me. And I will, I will spell out to people too. This is a hundred pages. It's like 98 yeah. pages. They'll call it. It'll it is legitimately four issues that were going to be a mini series. So these are, this isn't just like, oh man, I, I, that's going to be padded or this and that, whatever. These were legitimately going to be a, it was a four issue mini series. So you're getting that all here. Uh, so you are saving some money as well. And I'm, I'm actually shocked. And I think that they would have been better served just for people talking, whatever, for it to come out as a four issue mini. I guess because of the, you know, it being old, they didn't want people to say, oh man, you're doing this. So they're putting it out as this spectacular it's a good deal i I think you get your money's worth and if you have 
not been reading Superman because you don't like Brian Michael Bendis, like a guy I'm talking to right now, <laughs> uh, you get your Superman fill. Yeah. It's actually a decent, good Superman fill. You also get, like you said, classic characters, Lex, Lois, Jimmy, all these guys are in it, and they are the classic. And that's why I think that, like we said, Marv Wolfman can have something where, because it's such a classic that, you know, Superman and these characters that you can do it at any point and have some fun with it and explain some things. But yeah, it, it's, it's good. I, yeah. I actually like it. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. I know that a lot of people are going way over the oh, top. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know, I saw 10 some out of 10. The I liked it. I, I did like it. I, I put off reading it for a while. We were going to do this for weeks. I mean, this came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, only because it's so long. I'm glad I read it. I'm actually yeah. really glad Understood. that I read it. Really like it. I really like the art a lot. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at Lois there. Holy moly. <laughs> she's she's staring into my Jane soul. Few of those she does. Her hair Especially when she first comes in. I'm like, yeah. 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 Oh, she looks great. Yeah. Uh, and Superman used, I mean, they used to really great. frizz out Mary Jane's hair in the yeah. 90s. If they did yeah. that to her, she looked a lot like Mary Jane. Yeah. But, uh, and the, the one thing about it is it's a shame. they Maybe they could have brought this out as individual issues and maybe charge $2.99 each. It's a shame because some people don't want to plop down the big price uh, and maybe they would have wanted yeah, to read been an issue. This would time to come out uh, uh, when Man of Steel came out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't it, it's kind of got that vibe yeah. to it, yeah, like it a, a country boy trying to find his way in the yeah, city. Even, even if maybe they could, story. you know, get like, why not wait for uh, you know Free Comic Book Day and bring out the first chapter of that for that, and then yeah, continue with idea. the three out or something. But uh, I liked it. I actually I like. What would you give it? I'm, I'd give it a seven five. Not quite. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about maybe an eight, but uh, there, I could even still... go seven five. It's funny. I, I could even go as high as eight. Actually, yeah. if, if I mean, mood... it's, just, it's a good story. I'd recommend it. if you're missing like that Superman fix, like you said. I I've, yeah. haven't read a, a Superman title in a long time. I've read a little Supergirl lately, but not Superman. Yeah. Um, th- this kind of you know. I'm like, darn, I, I do kind of miss it a little That's bit. That's what I'm saying. I, I was just going to ask book, you because but. it does kind of like – it's good enough that you're like, man, I really like Superman. Yeah. I, yeah just like, it, this was a little different than – I really like the family feel and stuff yeah. that we were getting previously, even though not yeah, every story too. was a home run, so to speak. But no. good enough, I was enjoying the title. Um this this was kind of that feel, just minus the family a little bit, like him and Lois kind of even flirting around, yep. uh, having a good time. Yeah, and, it's that classic deal. Yeah. I, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that then. But I'll tell you, I did like it a lot more than Damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, damage, definitely. Damage yeah. in my something brain. something I was glad I read, actually. It, yeah. it did. It's a time investment, though. Like, there's some wordy panels, especially when you're hearing voices well, and all voices that. The voices ones, that's what I'm telling you. That's what threw me off at the very beginning. Yeah. So well, I kept you're, opening you're it up. I was trying to make sense of it. Like, do I got to read this in order? Yeah, What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. And then you and, get the and vibe. It's just, yeah, it's just but. basically all out there at once. You kind of read it so that that's what he's hearing all at once and stuff. But yeah, I liked it. But that is that. We're going to go off. I will be talking to you uh, in a day or so yep. for the Marvel podcast. I'll we'll be doing stuff. that. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that and that is a commercial. Yes. Uh, that is a commercial for our Weird <laughs> Science plug. Marvel Comics podcast, uh, the weekend edition coming up soon. But yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. And we're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call.
crew. Hello, Eric. It's mail with you, and this mail section is dedicated to our man, J-Man, who says, Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? I'm writing to you a lot earlier than normal in hopes that you will, one, read through my email. (laughs) 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 Uh, You don't know us, do you? No, we actually did. And number two, discuss the topics brought up by me on your podcast. Uh, I feel the big two company publishers are walking on thin ice with respect to maintaining a quality product at a reasonable price. After reading the latest issues of the month's various Batman publications, I started to realize the lingering problems with the big two that are being magnified with their throw everything on the wall and see if it sticks mentality. I believe Wesley Snipes said it best in Blade. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill, Eric. I thought it was better on black. (laughs) They're they're trying to ice skate uphill. Uh, Classic Wesley Snipes. Yes. I did. Did you like my Wesley Snipes? I I don't know if this quote is completely relevant to my discussion, but I really like that. It's just fun to say, yeah. It is one of your favorite quotes that I do is this uh, some people that want heaven, they they don't want dead. How about that? Is that how it goes? Classic screw face. Everybody (laughs) want heaven, nobody want dead. Everybody want heaven, nobody want dead. (laughs) Kill Hatcha. I love that. I love that. The Brook Clot Man. I love it. It's American. Uh, yeah. Uh, though I will say that, J-Man, that the problem that you have oh, is yeah, we're kind doing of J-Man. something they're working on already. But we'll get to this in a little bit. I see a lot of my friends who still read comic books drifting towards independent comic book publishers like Image, oh, Home my. Studios, Heavy Metal, IDW, and a number of other sources for a couple of reasons. The people I know exclusively they read like Marvel for most of their lives don't like the 5 to $8 price tag on monthlies. Now, I will say uh, I'm a little up on some of the you know, independent things, they ain't cheap. It's not like these things are one ninety nine. A lot of them are three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Now his price tags are uh not I, he says three fifty at one point, but that's kind of in between things. But yeah, that's an average. But the five to eight I'm telling you, $8 price tag, yeah, those are those, you know, quote unquote special issues and things special. like that. But This has become the norm for Marvel publishers. I also hear that the paper and printing quality for this higher price tag is not any better. And in general, with the sliding scale of poor to excellent paper print quality, the Marvel books tend to fall in the range of okay to poor. So what you're telling me is digital is the way to go. Yeah, I'm just going to say I I cannot comment on that because I really have not bought a Marvel book. I go digital. Yeah, I go digital. I love it. I did from the very beginning, and I had to actually convince Eric to do it as well. And now he he ain't going back, right? There's no the way. Fucking house is what no, I'm not there's doing. No way. It's the best. <laughs> I don't think I even have to go into any detail about Marvel's ongoing issues with having meaningless event after meaningless event in order to influence longtime readers of a few ongoing series to buy everything under the sun. That is a crossover tie-in. Uh, God, I hate tie-ins with a passion. Maybe more than I hate annuals for ongoing series. Mm. And and uh, yeah, Marvel, this this War of the Realms, holy moly. It, it's like up to $200 worth of tie-ins and things like that. And Only you're really pushing it. For you're amazing really pushing story. It. All of yeah, them charging really. us is 200 I mean, measly is dollars. I mean, for I'm the like, War I gotta of get, the Realms. I got to get into the War of the Realms. <laughs> What's that? I have to buy Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's out. Why so aren't you day, already buying Unbeatable well, Squirrel Girl? I actually don't mind Unbeatable Squirrel no. Girl. And in fact, you would know that that's kind of a gem <laughs> <That's> your wheelhouse. <laughs> to this day, I am still burnt out on Marvel due to the event period from Secret Invasion in 2008 to the Age of Ultron in 2013. It's so funny because like Savage Avengers is coming out. And people are like, yeah. man, I can't wait for that Savage Avengers. I'm like, eh, Moon Girl's still out. Where's that you Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur? Where, where, where's, my, where's my X-23? Uh, Gwenpool? out again she she just in that west coast avengers all right i'm right. telling you i have such a weird like of weird characters uh but yeah he says age of ultron was a steaming piece of shit with multiple main characters dying and it all meaning nothing in the end because time traveler my other gripe with marvel is its emphasis on quality quantity over quality across the line of go on goings from month to month along with they throw in it all against the wall metaphor marvel puts out about 50 non-graphic novel comic book series issues a month with dc being a close second using a similar throw it against the wall mentality followed by image with about 40 a month now that you're talking marvel which erica is not going to say anything because he doesn't really know what's going on but uh the thing is Dan DiDio has come out. He's complained about exactly what you That's say. Mr. DiDio. And yeah, well, he has. He said that there's too many books coming out. Everybody's got to back off. Stop putting out so many titles because the good titles are getting buried under this nonsense and things yeah, like that. Obviously, that's So that's happening. the worst. J-Man, you don't want to agree with Dan DiDio, <laughs> the most hated man in comics. Uh, but yeah, he, he thinks it's the case. But the thing is, when Dan DiDio says it, you kind of also see that selfishness that he's saying. It's yeah. like, Marvel has 100 books and we only have 60 and then people want to see those. And whatever. Oh, no. The differences with uh, Image and the other. Oh, my God. I, I just lost my place, Eric. My whole screen is nuts. And no, it's this, it's this damn, I don't have my regular deal. Oh. And I, I have a lot of problems with this. Yeah, talk amongst yourself for a sec. The I, difference with Image and other this. independent comic book publishers hovering around 20 to 40 issues a month is in their content since the creators maintain control over their ip with the indie comics the publishing company is not crapping out multiple versions of the same characters that are popping up in different creators what? stories now you say that there are how many black hammer books going on right now jesus i criminy. don't know i, I swear Stop to god there must me. be a black hammer comic book uh, you know tree that keeps spitting these things out with varying interpretations of the character tied in a fictional shared universe that often does not feel like the same character from one story or another now you also say this one of the things that i think would keep an eric shea from saying image is the idea they don't have a connected universe yeah. you are just buying that for a individual title uh Which one guy's fine. vision I'm girl's that, vision but it's I not gonna get you to that. enjoy the whole no i think it's i'm not deal. i'm not gonna go and buy every image book thinking to myself oh this is a, like a, a small part to a larger machine yeah yeah thinking to myself thinking of the dcu that's why i like reading the dcu because i know that all these characters now, exist in one and place and again though the problem is though sometimes the bigger company like a dc takes advantage of that yeah. and kind of pulls the strings to make you get involved with these other things now but talking yeah. about the whole idea that these characters have different voices because they are different like you know writers behind the different titles dealing with these characters that's not a bad thing either because a lot of people who like tom king they're getting their batman yeah. that they like while you know yeah, one we, of the we problems like we have Tomasi, now we're enjoying is action it. and superman exactly. with the same voice and that doesn't give you that up and we'll get because he says marvel is getting a little better now it's cycle of putting every version of spider-man into several ongoing comic books is over or is it it is not dun, dun, dun. Um, but i will tell you one thing eric since you are not on the marvel podcast anymore since we kicked your ass off that's yes. how i'm playing it now I is that the spidey books 
right now do seem to have a pretty tight continuity with each other. And I do like that. Now, the other thing, like you're saying, is the idea that you don't want to have a Batman, Detective Comics, Justice League all sound like the same Batman because you are getting more of a variety and different deal. But I also go with the book itself, like Detective and Batman, you kind of do want a little bit of a different story. Detective, you would hope, would be more of a detective deal, more of that yeah, classic happen. deal. And then you'd have Batman where you could get, you know what I mean? Even when we had the new 52, we had even more. Shadow we had the, of dark, the Bat. We had the Dark Knight book. No, we had the Dark Knight all book right. where we were hoping that Dark Knight book would Legends actually be where dark you can Knight. have all these different ideas like Scarecrow and all these different villains we weren't getting in other books. Um, but it's always been this way. I mean, the, the Justice League Batman is always going to feel a little yeah. different overall. And again, if you want, who is the main vision? Because if the Batman that we get in Tom King is the one in Justice League, I'm out because I don't need a mopey Batman who's sitting there, you know, getting upset and stuff like that. You need a different kind Ho-hum. of... Ho-hum. I'm in a body cast. Ho-hum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what it's he'd not be like? like? To, no, he'd just be like, why are you saying this? I'm so sad. I... I'm going to go and, and I'm in a body myself. cast. I am so angry. I want to rip a urinal off the wall, but I can't because I'm in a body cast. Ho hum. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you'll get. It's not like DC is much better. Uh, it is a little, but not nearly enough. On average, DC comic prices are a little better than Marvel, three fifty to four fifty per issue. Whatever happened to drawing the line at two ninety nine? I did tell About you, a decade. The drawing the line at two ninety nine <laughs> was the new fifty two, and then they did get back to two ninety nine yeah. again, but that was just to push the beginning. And, and of they're rebirth. still drawing the line at two ninety nine at the uh, the uh, what is new it? New age the, stuff. New age of heroes. Yeah, yeah DC yeah. heroes. Yes. Yeah, it seems like if they want to push some, but uh, those. Days are over. I mean, you can't just keep having the same price that you, you still had get back, your terrific back in the early two thousand. Yeah, but I'm saying, they're, and they're leaving soon. So at least the paper print quality on DC Comics is a little better on average, to good to okay. This <laughs> is purely my paper. opinion, based on the handful of monthly ongoings I get. The couple of times I go a year to my LCS to skim through the thirty five other DC titles that I'll get in a given month. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, pff, goodbye paper cuts. <laughs> I, you're a thing Not of the on past. My watch. I ain't afraid of paper. Not in Eric Shea's future. Who are you going to call? Digital comics, Eric. No, digital comics. Much like Marvel, DC is an issue with legacy characters and how they handle their respective mantles. When Barry Allen came into the picture many years ago to take the mantle of the Flash from Jay Garrick, there were several significant changes which made him a popular standout character. The way Barry Allen gained his super speed powers, the costume he wore, the way he used his power sets, his rogues gallery of villains, and the way he saved the day was unique from his predecessor. As much as people may love Wally West, Bart Allen, or Wally West, I feel they are all the same retreads of ground that Barry already ran around on a hundred times over. In the end, the person that grabs a hold of the mantle is based on popularity and who is trending highest in DC's speculative decision-making process at any given time. Why did uh, DC kill off Barry, sort of, for several years, only to bring him back after while he had gained mass popularity with many new and some old parts of the fan base, only to bring back Barry as a mentor, then bring in Bart as a new student at times for Barry and other times for Wally. Then lose Wally, then kill off Bart, then bring back uh, ethnically correct for the time Wally, then bring back Bart, then bring back Wally, the ginger kid only to kill Wally, that soulless day walking ginger dude. I could present this example for most of DC's most popular legacy characters and how this publisher fails at passing the mantle to something familiar yet unique enough to maintain the position and overcome the shadow of their predecessor. We had Barry dead for like 20 years though and the idea of bringing him back is one of the things that Jeff Johns did. Same with Hal Jordan for the idea 
I want to get back to the comics that I enjoyed and the legacy of that. That's why he immediately brought back Barry Allen because he liked Barry Allen better. He brought – because that was the hope too, the whole idea. You know, this is the Flash, the thing that started everything. But also then Hal Jordan coming back What did they call that, Eric? Did they not call that Rebirth again? You know, earlier in the deal. Flash Rebirth, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern Rebirth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, we do fine. this, and that's the thing yeah. is, Dan Didio wants to kill off because he doesn't like the idea of these mantle characters passing the mantle down and stuff like that. Because it kind of you know ages the heroes that he doesn't want to see happen. That's why he kills off yeah. all these Titan like characters. But for the most part, I do like to see the passing of the mantle down to Wally West because you know was it eighty six when Barry Allen died. Wally West was my Flash my entire childhood for the most part, besides for like cartoon media and stuff like that. All in the comics, I dealt with Wally West, and that was the Flash I liked to read about. Barry Allen, he was that guy who died saving everybody. All right, cool. I, yeah, I, I don't need I, that. I don't really care. When they change the deal, I just go with the flow. I, I'm telling you, I'm just like, whatever. If they say tonight that, uh, fuck. that Eric Shea's Flash, okay. Let's see what you got for that. You know, Nightwing, whatever. I got to I got to stop by the freaking, you know, the Burger King why, to keep that's my carbs why, up. You know, I'm you, the you never, you never, you yeah, really, you never really <laughs> see me like, years. like I said, with Grayson or even this Rick Grayson, you know, Nightwing's my favorite character, but eh, I can go with the flow. I, I really don't get that attached to I just want stories. And I, I want Damian Wayne stories. Died? Do you remember that, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. And I cried. I cried tears, real tears. I'm a real boy. But that doesn't mean that if all of a sudden he stayed dead and they had a new Robin, I was going to say, no way, I'm never reading it. Who the fuck is this kid? I go with the flow. Actually, that's how I was when Tim Drake was Robin, my favorite Robin. And then they brought out David and went, who the hell is this kid? I hate this little piece of shit. Yeah, I don't get that that crazy. One might ask if these similar characters might be able to coexist. If that were the case, DC would not feel it necessary to temporarily kill off and revive the replacements and their predecessors so often marvel has seminal a similar mental issues but nowhere near as bad in my opinion tony stark to roadie back to tony to young tony back to original tony to reary them back to tony that seems like a problem you also have thor and jane and stuff like that that's what you do it it is funny man yeah yeah i think hawkeye was cap for a little bit yeah, you had a bunch of things, you know, you had all these things going on. And that's where it's funny. That's when you hear in the, you know, in podcasts and things like that, where you'll have the guys arguing and girls arguing like, it's not a, it's a mantle. That's when you ever, always hear that uh, when that comes up. Falcon was Captain America at one point. But let's yeah. put this problem aside. Just give me a particular character is consistently written from one ongoing to another ongoing in a given month. Let's take Bruce Wayne. Why is it that Detective Comics Bruce Wayne feels so different? from batman bruce wayne who is way different from just league bruce wayne in a particular month that's we just leave the batman who last bruce wayne out of it since it's not an ongoing series and yeah you, you have I, well and 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 the whole deal yeah really and that the whole deal of it is i actually like the variety and i like so to I. think that and i also think that when he's with justice league acts different because he's trying to be cool that's how i i take it <laughs> i understand that the writers are different for each ongoing series and they each want to tell their own story of the character of their perspective but again as you go on you do run into the thing that you said you know brian michael bendis is on the superman books if you don't like brian michael bendis uh you, you're not going to want a superman exactly. book even though they're two 
two characters that are written exactly the same. Like Why right can't now, they still- because I, I would still be giving money to DC where I would not be buying Batman, but I want to see what Batman's up to in Detective Comics so right now. So funny in my mind, too, because I was just going to say, yeah, it's a little different in Justice League, but really, Superman does not do anything in Justice League. He's never around. He's just there for like a panel. Why can't they still at least make Bruce feel like he's in the same mindset as they tell their story? The little we get in a way of connectivity is usually from a universe-wide shocking event like Selena leaving Bruce at the altar. You're saying that. And not a lot of other books ever mention that. And he says, or Damien dying temporarily or Tim Drake dying, not really. And even those connecting references are simply one line on one page of a 20 plus page issue. The closest to a good example of connectivity working well was when Damien Wayne was killed by a larger clone of himself. And Bruce went through a phase of different steps of grieving and a number of different ongoing books. That is not true. Uh, it was the Batman and Robin. It was just book Batman just and Robin. Yeah. yeah, it was just one book. It changed names. That's the problem. When you say this, it was one guy, Tomasi, writing it through a bunch of issues that changed the name through the series, which Eric Shea hates when he's collecting. Because really you went from Batman it. and Robin to Batman and Aquaman. That and was not in the Bat- Aquaman Bat- book. Batman, Batman and Nightwing. And, Batman and Catwoman. And Catwoman. Batman yeah, and those Red Hood. Were, that was all and then Batman and Two-Face for a while. Yeah, yeah, and that was all the same book. So it, it actually, now you do go into the Justice League book that did have some of the things and everything going on too. But that whole idea of him grieving was actually in one book, just changing titles throughout that series. Until Marvel and DC resolved these problems, and I'm telling you, I did not like those issues at all. I remember that Aquaman issue was such nonsense. I, I, it drove me <laughs> nuts. Until, remember, that's also when we saw the, the uh, island of the uh, uh, monstrosities and things like that and that that nonsense I until marvel about and that. Yeah, dc resolved these that. problems oh it's the worst i feel the quality will continue to go down and sales will continue to slowly plummet from year to year please discuss amongst yourself and again if the only way you're going to get a character to sound the same and be exactly the same is have the same writer on it like yeah, a brian michael bennis like nobody do- wants that I, I don't know if they still do this because it just really seems to me like they don't from what we get. But those, you know, company retreats or whatever you want to call it, where yeah. it's a, a title wide thing. I wish they thing. did that. They went and they talked about what everybody was going to be doing for the next year. I know they, yeah. I'd say, but DC used to do this all the yeah. time back in the 90s and stuff. I just don't know if they do it anymore, but I Here's think that's the deal. All they have to, to do is get on, get on the freaking Slack check, get on a discourse, and 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 end up just having. You don't have to go to a retreat. You you don't have to be meatballs here. You could be online, and then it'll be like that movie where somebody's killing everybody and they can't the get off of Skype. No, that, what was that one where it, it was somebody Unfriended? on Skype? Yeah. You don't want that. That's why they're afraid. Dan DiDio's afraid of an Johnny unfriended Pneumonic? situation. No, it's unfriended. That's what he's afraid of. He's afraid that somebody is going to be uh, screwing with the deal. But they, they should get together and they should talk. They don't seem to. And they seem to have DC. And about especially Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio is the guy who is the story over continuity. He does not care about continuity. He doesn't want it. So he's not going to get these people together. He wants and, – and I – I'm guessing in his mind, everything you're saying, J-Man, is the opposite of what Dan DiDio wants because Dan DiDio thinks that you have to have separate things and make them seem separate because then people will want to buy all three Batman books and not just pick between one of three like people would be doing with the – you know, the Brian Michael Bendis Superman book. We, we see people who haven't completely bailed do seem to be picking between them and not getting both. It's very odd. 
Um, but yeah, the whole deal from the beginning, DC has already cut their titles. We, we see it with the podcast. We used to have a podcast. We said about it, you know, we've been talking about it the past couple of weeks. We used to have a podcast with 20 books on it. We now are struggling to get nine. So they have obviously, you know, cut down titles. Yeah, we're not reviewing all of the stuff on the deal, but there are a lot less titles uh, involved in the deal. But I hope that we discussed it enough. Uh, for, yeah, I know that he he was afraid that we were just going to read it, Eric, and bail. But we <laughs> talked about it. And I, I think that he might argue with us a little bit. Thank you, J-Man from Half Moon Bay. And hey, now J-Man. we're going to go off to finish up the podcast. Listening to the I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric Shea reviews. I want to hear Jim's reviews, hear Jim's reviews of DC. All right. Well, we're going to hear some of Jim's reviews and right. uh, one of Eric's in this section of books that we're going to use to finish out the whole deal. And the first book we're going to talk about is Naomi. This is going to be Naomi number the two. Earth shattering secret history yeah. behind the oh, DC yeah. universe. Yeah, I'm telling you, th- this is the problem is I don't always want to continue with this thing. Like, oh, man, this <laughs> is supposed to be podcast? the biggest thing. <laughs> now, the problem is, though, yeah, really, the problem is, is even the solicit for this week's issue right. came out and said basically, hey, by the way, this is the earth shattering, you know, future of the DCU. Bad this time. is the most important character. And so even in my review, by the end of this, my whole point was Hey, if this is the case, then why are we playing these games? Because it seems like I'm being punked. I, I don't like games being with my yeah. heart. Quit playing games with my pool list. My pool <laughs> list. But yeah, with this whole deal, though, is I want to like this book. I think why that a lot it? of people are going to jump on this series mainly because, and I think a lot of people would have bought that first issue. Uh, we were talking about it in the Slack even today because the sales are going to come out next week. So we'll see what that number one sold. But a lot of people are banking on this idea that, yeah, you may not like Brian Michael Bendis. You may not, you may have hoped that he stayed at Marvel, didn't come over to DC. One thing that the guy has done in a landscape of comics where it's very hard to create new characters, he's created Miles Morales, yeah. Jessica Jones, Riri, the Ironheart is kind characters. of a, a third, but yeah. Jessica Jones and Miles are huge, especially right now. Spider Verse movie. I mean, Miles. I've seen is, TV is, shows and movies with them, Jim. They're huge. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They are huge. So, <laughs> So you're hoping that he's going back to the well, the magical well that you would think. So yeah, when this Naomi comes out and he says to everybody, that listen, polluted well, nobody drinks from. No, nobody wants that polluted well that they they drown cats in. That's no, the nobody worst wants well. that one. That's that's a well that my grandmother had in England. They had a well oh, in the backyard, and I basically said, like, what, why why aren't we drinking out of that well? Like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> my grandma or my mom. My mom said my mom used to drown all her cats in that. I'm like, oh, that's what she calls the cats. Yeah, that's what she called children. And the uh, thing yeah, is, extra you children. were drinking from it. That's right. I was. I'm like, ooh. 
way. But yeah, it's just this whole deal is I need Bournemouth. more. I We had that first issue, and I'll, I'll get into my blurb because I kind of say that there. Nor, uh, Naomi, number two, uh, written Norman? by Brian Michael Benya. I'm written by Brian Michael Benya. So I'm trying to record a different way, and I can't hear myself through my headphones. It's screwing We can hear up. you, baby. It, Don't worry. Well, you can. I also seem to be able to hear a little bit of me through your side Weird. and possibly a song playing, but I think that that might not be happening. Written by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. Crazy. The song is in my head. I think that after Naomi, song I'm switching back. Souls. I'm going to switch back to having my mic uh, be my speakers. What I'm doing is I'm going through my computer speakers right now so that I don't have to fiddle with my nonsense that I do all the time <laughs> with my jack. But I'm telling you, it's screwing me up. I can't hear myself. So I keep looking over to the recording deal to, to make sure it's recording. Yeah, I'm telling you. And then you're not saying shit. I'm trying to engage with you here. <sighs> Speaking of engaging, how's Jess? How's she treating I have no mm-hmm. idea how she is. Yeah. Art by Jamal Campbell, Carlos, and Manguel. I was disappointed with the first issue of Naomi because while BMB, that's what I call him, told us it was an important book, I came away confused in a bad way. I didn't know much at all about the characters of the town they lived in, but I was intrigued about the whole Superman incident and where it fits in here. Me too. So, do we find out more in the second issue to show us that this book is indeed the place to be in the DCU? Let's find out, Eric. No. And the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is a big no. And where I will pretty much hang my hat of my review on the site and what we're going to talk about here is you may like this book. You may like Naomi. You can tell me you like the characters. I may say you must be a soothsayer <laughs> if you like them by now, but – you end last issue, begin this one, and then end the, this issue. Same exact place. Yeah. You don't really – you end up it, – it's bookended by the exact same scene. The only thing different is it's nighttime. That is the only well, nighttime difference. Nighttime is the right time. That is. Nighttime is the Hulk's time, I well, heard, Eric. Jim, but, you, missed, yeah. you missed a very important part. We find out Naomi's adopted parents' names. Greg and Jen. Oh, Greg, yeah, Greg and Jen. Greg and we Jen. get to see them but, this issue. Don't they bring a lot I, to this no, table? Oh, yeah. Well – they br- what they bring to the table is goddamn gossip. That's what they bring. I don't need that. I want to know about them now. As it goes on and we learn more about them through Naomi and things like that, I will tell you that I, I think they, they're decent people. I, I like them. I'm starting to think that it's a trick. <laughs> I'm supposed well, to like them. I is, don't see it, though. You have no idea the background of anything that's going on except for that there was a superhero incident in this town, uh, you know, 17 years ago on the day that Naomi was adopted. So that's the only other time there has yeah. been a superhero encounter like we had with Superman and, and Marvel. And really, I mean – Legitimately, there are towns in this universe that have never had a super incident, right? That, you know, are you'll there? have a town that there has to be. There, I mean, you would think Quaker Town. Look, it, what did Heroin Man come to town? Right, I, I mean, let's you could say, sit let's there. say the Quaker Town is in the DCU. All I know is a couple of months ago, we all turned in the fish people and the world was drowned. Yeah. Well, that that's a different thing because that must have happened here anyway. That's what gets a little wonky because with this, though, you don't even have the idea. I would love it if we had the idea even after this issue because you do get uh, Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. And David F. Walker seems to get a pass here because it seems so – it, it seems very Brian Michael Bendis. But the two writers – and it took two writers for this, please. Uh, you <laughs> end up where it isn't exactly – the idea that, like, if somebody, if Superman was in town and, right. and Naomi's going around and saying, like, man, do you see Superman? 
who's Superman or Super who's what? Mongol? Yeah, like that. It's not like that. And they are able to get online and see things that happen other places. So it's not exactly like I, I thought this was Twilight Zone stuff where all of a sudden we were going to find a out that this is, on, town. this is on New Genesis or this is on Mars or the moon. It yeah. doesn't seem that way. No. It just seems like a private type town which i do think leads to d because you start with d mother effort d uh i think that he even because they we find out he was in iron heights at one point oh we know he's i think that he has come to this town for uh, a fresh start anyway fresh start. start you know you know something like that as well because it's a town that seems to be off the map and not much happens in it and i think that that's why he gets upset here because of the fact like you know, I picked this town to have nothing happen. I, I didn't. But I'm you know, telling you, he picked this town, but he seems to have a lot of understanding about what things that. Well, Naomi he, is I going think he through. does because, again, if he would have come to this town to get away from something, you usually will research things that happen, right? So, if you're going to this town, say that you want a town that has no pools. So they don't talk about pool related incidents. Why Eric. would you? you? You would look you into that. Judge a man by pool related no, incidents. No, you would never judge a man by that. But you would look into it. I think that that's what we're getting as well. Uh, he is obviously going out of this. The new intriguing secret, not just the Superman thing, is kind also, of pushed to the side a little, right? The, it, the idea, the idea too, with D being here and finding out that he did spend some time in Iron Heights at some point in his life before coming to this town. You do want to come to a town where there might not be any superheroes because you want to put that life behind you. That's what I'm saying. And you yeah. don't want to go to a place where they're high on talking about superheroes and things like that. Or <laughs> even even seems like they don't even really know what Iron Heights is. Yeah. And that comes up from Annabelle. And that just happens to in a very – you know, you could say for steel, you had Naomi just looking at a video of Superman. I'm Which like, was cool Flash? too. This is actually something that we had before. I forget if it was in Superman or Action Comics. Remember yeah. when he had to go off to Iron Heights at one point in one of the issues? Well, Iron this Heights is what you happens. Had- you had Batman, where he was there outside of Kadeem, and he said, I got to go to Central City. There's an alien invasion. He no, went I'm off saying, at that point, too. This happened recently in Brian Michael Bendis' yeah. Superman or Action well, Comics, where he went off to yeah. Iron Heights and had this scene that we see in this I'm one. I'm telling you. Which I hope, it, I, I hope there is the connectivity, like we talked about before, where in the recent Superman, when you know Superman gets all pissed off, he goes and fights Mongol, which I hope leads yeah. into the idea this is where he ends up fighting think, Mongol. I actually just think that's a wink-wink, and we're supposed yeah. to put that together. And uh, again... That doesn't give me a full continuity. It's kind of fudge oh, no. because it's a guy. It's a guy writing the thing, so he can right. throw these in, and it's just a splash page. Now, the second splash page kind of intrigues me. What we'll the we'll fuck talk is about going that when we get to it. Splash page. I, I think Naomi's on that, or her mother. It does seem like her in that armor, but yeah. uh, you go. D ends up, you know, you have a weird deal. Naomi's talking to D and like, you know, what's going on? What's happening with these superheroes? There was another incident. You just said the day that I was adopted. It, you don't, I didn't get the idea that he knew that was the day she was adopted. That was just him saying when it was. Now, again, he knew the exact date. Seems weird. Right. Um, but she kind of goes a little further with that. Like, how do you know what day I was adopted? I, he never said that. He just said it happened on this date, and she's like, "But that was the day I was adopted." Oh, all right, whatever. Look, and in case and then you, you don't go realize this was the day she was adopted, she's going to say it about a hundred more times. This yeah, she issue. says it about a hundred times, and then he ends up pretty much grabbing her head like a melon and tossing her out uh, and going the off on his man you've on his ever chopper. seen can grab yes. a teenage girl's head in the palm of yeah. his hand like he's popping a basketball and, and just chuck her outside. Chucked her. Then he got on his chopper. 
That's a chopper. Oh, I know Zed a chopper. is dead. It's what's going Zed's on there. Been dead that's like a, twenty years. That's not a motorcycle. That's a chopper. Uh, but then she has to go home for dinner. And again, I was like, okay. This is what I want. And already, yeah, the scene with D, you, you kind of force that whole deal. Yeah. Hey, that's the day I was adopted. That's the day I was adopted. And then he settles things the way I always did when confronted with yeah. a problem. Run away. Go go off on a chopper. And uh, <laughs> so with this, I do like that they, he, at least Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker, are getting the scope of characters, narrowing them down so that I can kind of get a grip. And by the end of this... I did go off knowing Annabelle's name, knowing Dee's name. Didn't know the parents' name until you brought it up again, but I saw the parents. But you're introducing these parents again in this town where we don't know anything about, and we're going to get gossip about a guy who likes Nietzsche and doesn't like his kids and is getting divorced. And that that actually irritated me. This guy, come on, that that irritated me though. (laughs) And and basically, it's one of those like you're setting it up though. To have Naomi be the, oh, there she is. They, her parents never listened to her. They're busy with, but that's not and the case. And I'm telling you, from the gossip that we were talking about on the way home from work today, I really thought they were talking about your next door neighbor. Yeah, really. <laughs> it, it could be. He is a creep. But yeah, the, oh man, I know that guy. creep. And, and I don't know if this was supposed to set up that most of the people don't leave town because, yeah, uh, you know, that's like all the creeps in high school. I don't like this guy. I never did. I thought he was – I don't know because I don't really care about a guy who's uh, a prick and doesn't well, you, like his kids. The thing is you shouldn't care because even the idea of the way the panel layout tells you not to you care because know. it keeps shrinking yeah. away from yeah, the dialogue to, to focus and, on Naomi not caring about it. And the problem with that is in my mind the way this is set up with the dialogue and the art and the presentation of it it made me think that these parents never listen to naomi that naomi always comes home there's this gossip nonsense talk and then when she has something important to say they don't want to listen because she's just there well then she does say it. they seem very concerned they, they seem do very, in a very loving dismissive way though it's like hey yeah. i know you feel weird baby and what do we always say when you feel this way oh you know you're loved your stuff like that I'm like yeah it's really more of a like i like to think that naomi's adopted parents are yeah, good but, people but, but it's very dismissive is, the way they react well, to her. It's dismissive, but they don't know anything. And that's the weird thing. She's or like, hey, they? the big thing here. Well, the big thing is they say, but this is the problem. Do you get that they don't? Because they say it was a closed adoption. That's a thing. This yeah, isn't made up. They they wouldn't know. They'd know nothing about it. They'd have no idea. And, and she's like, is D my biological father? And they're like, no, well, I don't Where think would you so. Get and that? They, what a leap they of have no, <laughs> They have no idea. They don't have an idea. They don't know. And she's like, I know you don't know. And then they say, well, you know, we don't know. And they're like, I know. I don't know. I know. And they just go with that. And it's just like, well, what, what the heck's going on? But it's the weirdest at one thing point, though, I love she, it. She keeps asking, though, are you friends with this D? Do you know this D? And they, yeah, keep, and they, like, they keep changing the subject, though. At the first, at, at one point, though, they finally do say, oh, yeah, we, we don't know this guy. But they yeah, kept they changing the subject because she kept asking yeah. more and more about it. And well, they would not answer. First off, again, just say that. That this is me and you, uh, or is, say it's uh, you know Logan and me, and he asked me if I know I don't know some random mechanic down yeah. the street. Uh, no, yeah. Th- there's no. There's I'm no, saying though, would you come up with a bunch of other things to talk about before you say no? Though, 
Yeah, but they they kind of didn't. They they were worried about it because they she said, you know, she's crying also at this point. This isn't just like tell me what you know about D. They're like, hey, I, I think that he might be my biological father, and they're trying to comfort her. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, don't jump to that. It was a closed adoption. And then they said, what do we say when we start to stress about all of this? So to me, this is something that she's brought up before. Hey, who are my biological parents? They don't know. They no. have no idea. So they're like, no, you know, the world's confusing. We have this. And then they're like, well, so don't you know D, that's all? And then she says, we've lived in this house since you were a tiny baby. All of a sudden, you have a secret friend we don't know. About. Like, no, this, you would know if we knew D. That she says, what do you think we're keeping secrets about friends? No, you know, that's not the case. Now, the dad starts getting a little, I, I, he might have been drinking. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's got a glass of wine at dinner time. He's there. got some, he's got some beer muscles going on where he's like, you know what? I'm going to go down and talk to this damn. What are you going to talk to him about? I, I just I, I really want to see this. Getting scene. off, you know, off the handle like this for the idea that this man talked to my daughter. I'm like, no, no, she kind of accosted him with all these and questions. The, and, and the weird thing is, is they're, they're tying it around where it almost seems like the parents, because maybe Brian Michael Bendis and David Walker showed that at that beginning that they don't necessarily listen to exactly everything she says, because he makes it seem as if, you know, you're going that D's a pedophile. Like, how yeah. dare he grab you off the street and tell you this? nonsense he didn't basically naomi like, should how stop can i leave say, this alone jen na- look na- at her yeah how, naomi why was he stopped, speaking yeah. to her at all naomi should stop and say two things dad uh he he didn't do this i asked him and pretty much he tried to get me away from him number two you will get your ass kicked you yeah. will not only He's get a you will man. die you'll you'll die you will die. I think he had a tattoo that could beat the shit out of you. And I've never seen this before, but this could happen. This Double guy down? is this guy is humongous. He he is the rock times ten. He's Goldberg, Eric. Goldberg. But yeah, he's I love it though. He's like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna talk to him. And Jen like Jen's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Please don't. I, Sit I, down. You know, Finish it. I you have a pretty good health insurance, you know, life insurance deal, but I, I don't need to collect that yet. You you will die. Uh, but yeah, then you go and again you have that splash page from Central City. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost like a greatest hits too of Central City uh, villains. Looks pretty cool. And this is where Annabelle. And Naomi are talking like FaceTime and she was supposed to go sleep over that. But again, the dialogue ends up. I'm sorry, Annabelle. You said I'm really sorry. I'm going. listening to each other this entire time. They're just like talking about their own things. This is almost like who's that other writer that does this? Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando. Yes. Yeah. It's very Steve Orlando with, okay, I want this person to say something. I want that person to say something. They're just going to yell it out. And then by the end, we'll sort it out. Why doesn't anybody just answer some questions that people have? And it it. He, and that's the weird thing. He tries to do this natural dialogue with the idea that most people talking, me and you are talking, and it's not like at work that I go, hello, Eric, how were you last night during your time? Da, ba, ba, ba. He, people interrupt each other. People, I know. People, though, people <laughs> interrupt. They jump in. That's the style he wants to get to. But on the page, it, it does seem like nobody's listening to the other person. And it, it's all about like, hey, you know, I talked to this D. Do you know anything about him? And about goes with the same mo listen i've been next to you for seven eight years if if i knew him you would you know the same kind of weird thing that the parents said but then said so did you ask like your they're mom reading off a script of what they're supposed to yeah, say well, is what you're telling that, me. <laughs> but the thing is though annabelle's mom does seem to be the gossip of the town we just 
saw the gossip earlier with the parents. Naomi's I don't know. Parents. I'm thinking that her dad's the goddamn gossip of the town. Well, she said – she always says, though, I'm saying Annabelle's mom because oh, every okay. time – any, any In two issues now, anytime Naomi needs info, she says, did you ask your mom? And her mom always spills the beans. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't really know him, but he came from Iron Heights. But again, is that because that's the funnel of the – this is the problem. This is where – we are trying to get involved. We're trying to play along. And at the end, it better be something. Or I will be furious. Uh, but yeah, she's like, did you find, oh, Iron Heights. Annabelle has no idea what that is. I don't no. know. It sounds like sounds like some sexy place. No, no. no. A nice that's suburb a, in Detroit. A, yeah. That's a villain. Yeah, there's no such thing uh, as that, Eric. <laughs> yes, Manship and Bobby, they know. But you have Annabelle's like, I don't know. It's, yeah, that. And she's like, no, no. It's where supervillains go. I just looked it up. I was watching this thing. Oh, my God. And then you have all that. And then out of nowhere, like, hey, have you been sleeping? <laughs> what are you talking about? But that's it. But then we go. And hours later, she finally page. answers that question when she wakes up. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm not yeah. sleeping. Damn yeah. it. It's, it. I'm telling you, it's like Homer when they called him slow and like three hours later, he reacts. <laughs> uh, you have it here, a splash page. And in the upper right corner, I don't know. That looks like it might be maybe Naomi's mother. It might. It does look like her. Well, a that's bit, the but thing is, ca- I, like what the, from the picture we see later on at Dee's place. So, you know, this woman with Dee who looks mm-hmm. a lot like an older Naomi. This does look like an older Naomi in some kind of yeah. armor. But the the yeah. thing about the splash page is. It has just thrown some mystical, fantastical shit. You got dragons yeah. flying in the air. I'm dragons. Like, you got things that look a lot it like even, Gem World. I'm can, like, uh-oh. Yeah, Gem World. It can even look a little like uh, Apocalypse maybe, but more Gem World. If you if you say anything, it looks like Gem World. And, and if, you, that if you look there too, in. because the idea as well, if, like you, you have this woman here who obviously looks like an older Naomi, but if you look at the center of the page, it looks like somebody is holding on to a capsule with a baby inside of it, trying yeah. to get away yep. fighting off these horrors. Which, if you would kind of look and kind of make a little, you know, squint your eye a little like those things at the mall where you can see, oh, my God, it's a sailboat. Uh, you could say that that could be D as well, powered yeah. up, and that could be you. So that could be her. I would guess my guess is she is somebody dragons, from Gem yeah. World. I hate She dragons. ends up tying in and Gem World uh, because issue six, by the way, and, you know, this is kind of a spoiler. Oh, but no. The, the issue cover was leaked and it does have Naomi dressed up in a super outfit with the rest of the Young Justice but team. But they're in Gem World and, right now, Jim. Well, and oh, I think no. that she might have been as well. So we'll <laughs> find that. But yeah, I think that that's the time. But say that she is a princess of Gem World, right? Just let, we'll just go off. happy about this. Say that Amethyst, it's Amethyst's cousin, twice removed. But huh. say that does that change the DCU? I no. mean, really? Does, does that, you can do whatever no. the hell you want in Gem World as long as it doesn't involve me. Exactly, just like Vegas. But yeah, uh, that 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 page here, this most intriguing page of the whole issue. That is where that's this is the place to be. This splash page of wondering is that the little baby has to be Naomi. Yeah, that has to be her and mother, that and that time- has to be. Naomi yeah. closes her eyes. She sees this image of this world. I'm like, it's a weird perspective. You're that little baby that you keep seeing this, yeah. but whatever, man. Yeah. And and the thing is, though, is is this her dreaming or is this just here? Because when you go to the next page, she's kind of just sitting there with her eyes open like, well, funny things. And ever since I saw Superman close, I see that. So but is she telling us exactly that she sees this page That's or is she like. seeing or is she just seeing Superman in town that she was told about. 
You know what I mean? So well, she I says, get, well, but funny it's, thing. Ever since Superman flew by, every time I close my eyes, I see that. So yeah, talking that, about that, that. But that's the problem is it's almost breaking the fourth wall. It's to definitely us. breaking who, the fourth yeah, wall for yeah, Who would she be talking about? And, you never and talk stuff to like the that. ceiling in the middle of the night, Jim, when you wake up? And, no. You have your innermost and, thoughts and, out there in the world? I have my pictures of you on the ceiling. Damn right. And a mirror. You know, there, there you go. I have both. It just, it seems like a, a fourth wall. But yeah, it, I, I, it just confused me when she comes out. I'm like, okay. But she's like, man, I haven't been sleeping. Now she's going to gleam the cube. Eric, she's getting on her skateboard a la Christian Christian Slater. Slater. And she's going downtown to D's auto repair shop. He's, He's certified customs. Locks. Yeah, I know. He also needs maybe I, a better sign or something. It's not much possessed. I just love this side. whole idea of breaking in because she's going to go around, jump the fence to try to get into D's auto body. And there's two things going on. One, the, the handle to the door is broken to so the point where you can just push in. And next to the door handle, in case it wasn't broken, is a broken window that you can just reach around and open that yeah. door. Yep. Yeah, convenient. And and also convenient that we get six pages pretty much that are oh just her God. breaking in here. I so mean, it much just, like it this just goes. filler at the end just to have her yeah. walking around with a flashlight I mean, looking at, one at point cars you have on to, freaking yeah. lifts. I'm telling you, the one point she goes and looks with her flashlight to see that there's an engine. Oh, uh, oh is my. This fast Look at the tools on the I, wall. I, I, the calendar. Here's the deal. What is this, Eric? The slow and the furious? That's what, I, that's, that's what I should have had. There's not a lot of furious going on. The slow and the somewhat annoying uh, because she ends up going into Dee's place. She does just go right to a picture that is, you know, what you might I guess is I wish you could D say that she air. goes right to a picture. No, she takes well, a good-ass time to get to that picture. Well, she does, pages. but I'm saying that's what she kind of gets yeah. to. I mean, she looks at – why didn't she grab anything else? But she looks at this picture, and it looks like Hercules and I like Naomi a little criminal D. No tattoos, and, and you, full head of hair, beard. You would guess that that's D, if anything. I would think so. uh, or they could say you could end up with a twist that that's his dad and that actually he is Naomi's brother. Or you can have a thing, say they are from Gem World. Maybe he is somebody who showed up at the time when this all happened to protect her, to watch after. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm but you're at, guessing I'm it's him. I'm looking at the eyebrows right now. There's no mistaking those eyebrows. That yeah, is D well, in that I'm picture. But again, maybe he has his, his father's eyes. And I mean, he plucked them out with the eyebrows. Uh, eyebrows. But yeah, so she's just looking at it and she goes right to the girl who does look like it would be her mother. Yeah. And says like, and then, you Ew, know, yeah. It's funny, too. It's funny, too, where, yeah, I know. I hate – somebody was telling me once they had a nose ring, and they went to blow their nose and covered it, and the snot came out the nose ring hole. That's disgusting. It's really really throwing me off since. But, uh, yeah, you have D, and I like D. I like D. D threw Naomi out by the the noggin earlier, but he starts us off with – May I please have that? And I, you know, you don't know his voice, Seriously. but I'd like to think it was that. I think it was, may I please have that? Seriously, and then she's like, it's the only uh, one I have. And then who is she? And he's like, you know what? And now things are brewing. <laughs> he started, he's got anger issues. And he's like, you know what? You coming here has deeply offended me. I, she's I, I like, can't well, say that that's anger issues. That is like the most non-angry no, thing. I'm you saying have deeply it's offended me. It's building because <laughs> then she's like, hey, I'm sorry. You ran away from me because I'm not ready. He just freaks out. And then she's like, well, get ready because I am. Who are you and who am I? And there you go. We're, we, we, I, you could say. We're going to find out next issue. But well, basically. The secret history of the DC universe. Yeah. So I better find out something. I d- 
I don't believe it, Eric. <laughs> and also, you had Naomi the same exact thing last issue. It ended with her going, so when did this happen? That was the day I was adopted. And then we started and it, it, everything is in a, a freaking whirlwind of repeat. So we'll see what happens. Groundhog's Day. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard like anything like this. I would say that he's going to grab her by the head and throw her out. And then she's going to go home. Then she drive away. And then she's going to go home this time for breakfast. I talked to D again, Daddy. I talked to D. They're going to be talking about some other person. And then she's going to say, is there any way that he knew my mother? And they're going to say, listen, you know, what part of we don't know? Don't you understand? Please. Close. How about make like an adoption that we had and close your mouth? That's what they should say. Why do adoption have a mouth? I don't know. It was a very odd adoption. You don't know what happens in this town. I I, I don't Uh, know what happens with adoption at all. And then she'll call Annabelle. Annabelle will be playing the, you know, the bassoon. I don't know. She was playing the cello or something. I don't know. I don't know those things. It was one of those big old string instruments. I think that what it was is you didn't know. Annabelle is actually a, she was shrunk down. And that was actually a violin, Eric. It just looks big against her. She was shrunk. She was in a dollhouse Uh, doing FaceTime. the the Adam came and shrunk her because that's the superhero incident. But yeah, I think that something with Gem World because Brian Michael Bennis, as we see and as you pointed out with the scene with Superman, he is trying to really connect his books. Oh yeah, which again is slightly it's annoying to me in the fact that you're going to make so much work to connect your four books. What what is this dinner time? <laughs> Ringing the bell? Uh, the, you have so many things in him trying to connect his own books. Yet he doesn't seem to care about the actual continuity of Seriously. the whole DCU. And and by the end of this, it's almost as if he's secretly trying to take over is what he's trying to do. And he, it's you know, all he, mine. I'm telling you, this is like The Walking Dead or like a, his books of the zombie uh, freaking virus. They're spreading right now. So we'll have to see. But. I, I gave this a 5.5. I think the art is stupendous. I oh, really do. I think that the, the art is, is fantastic. Uh, sometimes the art, though, really does point to the fact that nothing is happening. Like when you have a panel of shoe tying or you have a panel of grabbing a helmet or you have a you panel gotta make of sure looking you, we at see an that engine. flashlight so we can say that. Why does she have a flashlight yeah. when she breaks them? Well, we just showed you in the other page on this panel. She yeah. grabbed the flashlight. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. She was well and, prepared and, and thought well, this out. And I think that that's one of, I think, Brian Michael Bendis' problems that I have is issues seem to drag on because he does write, in my mind, with that idea that he has to show everybody that things make sense. So right. the flashlight, now, instead of her getting to D's place and just opening a duffel bag with a flashlight, we do have to see the flashlight. Also, he's probably like, man, people give me crap all the time. Make her look and grab her helmet. And we got to make sure that we show them this is a proper auto body shop with the amount of tools and car parts we have inside. Give me about four pages of that, would you? And and when you were yeah when you were uh, a skater Eric I, uh-huh, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure you were you were pretty bad right oh, you, why you would couldn't you say have been that? that you couldn't have been that good you, you I don't was going to be the but, next Tony Hawk. Well, yeah, that he was in gleaming. Stephen in the cube. Hawking's. He was in gleaming in the Quebec. Where where does Naomi put her helmet? Because usually when I skateboarded, Eric, back when I was a kid, I would have put my helmet through the strap of my uh, my backpack and uh-huh. have it hanging on my back with. Well, why that. wouldn't you but put it in the, the backpack? 
Uh, because it wouldn't fit very well. And also, I'm just saying, at one point, it just disappears. The helmet disappears. In the backpack. I don't, but you never see her. You see the progression of her helmet, helmet, not helmet, and then just goes. See, this is why I, Brian I Michael Bendis takes his time to show you because there's going to yeah. be one person asking, so where did that helmet go? You better tell me where that helmet is. I would have, <laughs> you know, so there you go. I just wanted to point it out because of that, because he's so careful with these other things. The disappearing helmet he doesn't care about. And I think it was just like, make sure she's wearing a helmet so these people on Twitter don't yell at me. Yeah, the people get mad at that. You know, no helmet, no way, dude. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just there's nothing here. There's nothing. There really I'm in, I'm intrigued still, but I'm intrigued in a way that now I'm starting to already in two issues. We have got. I mean, there's times where you can tell me, well, Jim, the the two issues. What are you going to get from that? Something. Yeah, more than this. More something than this. is all yeah, I'm asking something. for at this point. Yeah. Right now, all I know that is there's a mystery. That's as far as it goes. I don't know what yeah. the mystery could be about. I don't know who's involved in the mystery. How to know this is a girl, and there's a mystery involved. And I'm telling yeah. you, for the so, amount of friends that she had in that first issue, it was ridiculous. And I don't even know yeah. who eleven like of those that, people the, are. I like the scope was narrowed down, so you got that. I yeah, like talking Annabelle. about really, but Annabelle, she Greg like you said, Jen? they were talking over each other. So I would think that the whole deal, and especially with that flash splash page, is you had a incident where a portal opened. Some people from Gem World came, boom, dropped off the baby. Uh, somehow the town, but I don't. I still I don't know enough of the town. I haven't seen enough interactions with Naomi with you know normal people not even just friends to know that this town has taken it upon themselves to protect space baby Naomi, gem world baby Naomi, dragon baby Naomi, whatever it may be. But I do think that it's going to take till issue six and then all of a sudden she's going to freak out because not only this, like just think of this. Usually in a book like this, the main thing is you we would be talking about what are Naomi's powers right. because if it – we're not even to that point yet. And, and I don't think we'll get that, but I do think you'll have a point where all of a sudden she freaks out and like, uh, what always happens. She freaks she out. Has her powers the power manifest. to move. She'll have the power to move me. All right. Exactly. She has the power to love. Uh, but yeah, uh, she might even be a dragon. I don't know. She might born identity this, you know, and throw people around and look at her hands after she drops the gun. I don't know, but uh 5.5 for me. And that's a lot art. It's also, I hate to, you know, try to push this. It's kind of a a positive 5.5 because, again, I would still be – if I was buying this, I would still go one more issue. Yeah, me too. I would still wait to number three to see if – I want to know what the big revelation is at this point because you've got my attention and you're just really dragging it along and really pissing me off to show me. I agree. And with that, I would probably – I would probably buy it until I find out what's going on. He'd he have me hooked. I'd be so mad. Uh, but what would you give it? I'm right there with you with a 5.5. And again, like you, this is mostly art. And I'm just happier with this issue than I was last because the characters have been narrowed down to people that I can see them and know their name and know what they're about to this point. Yeah. And it is a bit of fury, uh, infuriating, though, that we are right back where we left off the last issue because just, just give me the goddamn answers. I know we're two issues in, but you're not giving me anything. There was a goddamn Superman incident in town and then Naomi walking around asking questions that nobody will answer for a goddamn day and a half. Yeah, I and only asking stuff. certain people and yeah, yeah so and that the the thing that it was pushed makes it a little bit more. So maybe the hype got us as well. But maybe. how about how about the slow and I'm furious? Would that be a good title for it? That'd be I don't know. You're kind I'm, of getting too far away from it. I don't know if everybody's gonna uh, get that. How how dare you? They'll get it. I'll oh, make no, them no, get it. No, no, they're a bunch of dumbs. They'll 
They'll get it on my fist knuckles. My fist knuckles, Eric, is what I call these things. Fist knuckles. I just kissed my fist knuckles. Did you hear it? No, we all heard it. Don't worry. What was what was that crazy bang that went on? Hey, what do you got? The Liberty what, Bell over there? That little ding sound? Yeah, no, it wasn't little. No, no, it was <laughs> a little sound. ding what, sound. What, what, what? I'm was sure nobody will hear that. The ding sound was oh, me having that will have a Green Lantern ring in my hand and it dropped out of oh. my hand and hit the the uh, the the wheels of my chair I'm sitting on. Yeah, there you go. Grow up, buddy. Get get woke. You have your phone yeah, turned off go. this time? Yeah, I do. I made sure. <laughs> None of that nonsense. But we're going to go off to the next book of the section, which is uh, one of yours. Nightwing number 57, written by Scott Liddell with Zach Caplet as well. I almost messed myself up there. With oh art by Travis Moore and Tamara Bonvillande and, bon and World Designs. Oh, While some and, people and have world designs. and world designs and world While some designs. people have <sighs> While some people have had mixed reactions to Rick Grayson's new status quo, I've been in the camp that thinks that this is one of the most interesting things to happen to Nightwing in a long time, especially since we have a new team of Nightwings that have come together in the heroes' absence. Does this change mean that this comic is good? Let's discuss as the Joker's daughter makes her appearance in Bloodhaven. Sliders. Yeah, Eric, let's discuss. Is that what you said? I, I'm not going to yell as much this this good, review. Good. I've hooked up my uh, headphones to my mic again, so I'm not screaming. I can even see from the you know the pattern of the recording here that yeah, I was yelling a little bit, but hey, I was excited, Eric. Oh. I was excited. I I wasn't. That's a lie. I'm sorry. I lied to you. I, I don't mean to do that. And again. That's a lie, Eric. But we're here to talk about sliders. not sliders, but we're here to talk about another book that really we we want to get into. We want to be, you know, the ones who will tell everyone how great it is and how they should get on board. Almost like with Grayson, with me, where I I was trying to tell everybody. I, I always like to have that book, even say a Legend of Wonder Woman, where like you did I, the last you know, month with Catwoman. I got you, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was preaching, you know, to no choir there. <laughs> but uh, and we'll see how that came back to bite my ass. At the end of this podcast but hey um but we do where we get looked at as negative we do like to kind of bring people off ledges at points and say come on and this is a book that we've been doing that with we've been saying listen don't prejudge this whole idea you know yes it sucks that because of pretty much a throwaway thing for the most part now over at the batman book you had to end up making this book you know turned on its head with the old you know dick grayson turning the rick grayson things but we like what scott liddell did from it and mainly because i'm a nightwing fan and i haven't been liking what we got the whole uh, rebirth and neither of you it's been stale yeah it's been stale so uh, you know you have this and we want to go forward with it the problem is not much is going on now we're really starting and because of that severe you know status quo change in the character it seems like every issue to every other issue it seems like we have to spend a lot of time to catch everybody up on the idea that it this seems is like Rick every Grayson. issue every I, issue has to have at least four pages where I wanted at least to give him Rick the benefit is, of the doubt no like there's every no issue. benefit of the doubt <laughs> every time Rick Grayson starts an issue it's like you know what I don't even know what I remember now but I know what I want to do right now and that's to be my own person I don't need to be defined by the past the past is hooey is what he says and we get this again i don't mind when we get it 
through Newark, other people. New recaps. Yeah, I don't mind if we get it through, you know, a girlfriend here. I don't oh, yeah, mind, you know, here, which, yeah. I'm telling you, the, the things that are good about this issue is the, like, you know, the more background and B and what she's about besides for just being a bartender at the prodigal bar. She is a person yeah. who cares about the community and does a bunch of outreach work and stuff she, like and that. And we find out even more that she was homeless at one exactly. point in her life. Now, I yeah. like all that aspect, but I'm telling you. The, the like Jim the Carrey, top, Eric. No, Jim not Carrey. Jim Carrey. I don't, he, I don't was know he, he was homeless. He was homeless. He did not just live in Bloodhaven. No, but he, he lived in a car and Rick Grayson was Canada, a car. though. How bad right? could it have been? <laughs> it's, it's cold there, I hear. It's true. Yeah, there you go. You but can't the, eat poutine in the car, Aaron. Why can't you, you eat poutine can't. in the car? That's because like, that's a you're road poutine. You think you're going to be eating road poutine? <laughs> you can't do the that. The reason you're homeless is that you got too much poutine over the time. <laughs> well, the years. Eric, seriously, you can't have too much poutine. So right there, I know you're lying. But yeah, I can't go have on that like gravy that. or cheese on there. Yeah, you but, can. Uh, there you go. The whole thing is I like the expansion of B's character. Uh, it's just that when we have to deal with the over-the-top recap of Rick Grayson just discussing who he is now and what he does, and then also be reminded how the rest of the Bat family do by having Barbara Gordon show back up at the Prodigal yeah. Bar so she can talk about, oh, his family wants him back to be the dick. And she keeps uh, talking about the idea, yeah. don't call him Rick. This is Dick Grayson. I want yeah. Dick Grayson back. And then she had- she checks herself to say it. But at point at one point, I think Scott Liddell's having fun. He's like, you know, <laughs> I just came into town looking for Dick. I'm like, really? That doesn't sound right. But yeah, you have that whole deal. Uh, but really, this whole issue to me, there there's two things you're getting out of it. Is you're going to see that Rick Grayson sees that you can be a hero. And being a hero isn't bad. B is a hero. She doesn't have power. She even points that out. But it's it's more than that. It's just that she ha- she doesn't have to do what she's doing, right? She doesn't have to go and fight for Nobody the homeless. Has to do anything. No, I'm saying, and that's kind of the Rick Grayson is the hey, you know, I used to be a hero, but ah, I'm gonna play it cool. I'm gonna lay loose. Let people. I'm a drink well, a B lot. Is, B isn't like that. B is, you know, she's working at the bar. She was, but she's going. Yeah, she's not. And she is a hero because that the city needs one. She's there because people need it. So you're getting that. And again, it's the very, very slow progression of Rick Grayson saying, yeah, I'd better be a hero. This is what I should yeah. be. I'm good at it. Helping but also people when, feels And this good. is the thing. By the end of this, yeah, maybe too many issues to get to it in some people's minds. But by the end of this, when Rick Grayson comes back to being Dick Grayson, becomes Nightwing again fully, you know, even if it's just by himself, whatever, he's going to be doing it with this kind of like a fresh start where he's going to want to do it for the right reasons. Not just because I used to be Robin, not because I'm attached to Bruce Wayne Batman, but he's going to be his own man. I like that idea. I hope that when that does happen, which, you know, I thought was going to be issue 60, I think it might take a little longer. I hope that they take advantage of that. And I'm saying 61 now, Eric. But uh, (laughs) with that, though, you're also getting this idea in this of the cops can't really do what a vigilante can. And in this issue, you see that, indeed, that's probably a pretty good thing. There's a little girl who might not get abused and or killed because of this. But I do still think you're going to get to that point where we almost had during the Scarecrow of her brother almost dying. Uh, Also, you know, you might have these people like after this whole deal with Edwards may end up start crossing the line a little and and blurring the line. Go over the top with her stuff like yeah, she is and, here, and where she's breaking down little, the door. Exactly. That I think that that's this is the first step of maybe that of like, hey, you know, we don't even have to ask questions because you I think it was going to be Hutch. 
Yeah, yeah, I did, but I th- I did, but I still think it might. But with this, I like the progression of you start out where there seems to be a pedophile, a guy who has kidnapped no, a girl. That's the thing is, I don't know if anything about a pedophile because this this person, uh, Daisy Lee, she seems to be an art tutor, so I would think that she has to be at least a little bit older. And the whole idea, this mm. guy's a janitor, and like, why would a janitor need an art tutor? The last art tutors yeah. that disappeared were dead within twenty four hours, and this guy Milton is just a the, the most piece Even of shit. Even if he's not a pedophile. Guy. Well, he's a serial killer. Exactly. You know, he is a piece of shit. And they, they come and it's it's our favorite Swoboda with Edwards. Kind of a force set up to me that they're together, but it's yeah, cool. Yeah, you've never seen them uh, get together before. No, and I'll, I'll continue the idea that, boy, that whenever somebody draws Swoboda, she looks different every time she shows up. Uh, you know, she's, she, she changes. She's de-aged about 20 years, it seems like. Good for her. type and age. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, whatever she's doing. Maybe she's a vegan. Keep it up, girl. Yeah, really. Meat is murder. Uh, <laughs> but they go and they ask this guy. And you get a very forced deal of the, you know, hey, you know, do you know where this girl is? No, why would a janitor need an art tutor? They can't do anything else. And even to the point where Swoboda's like, you want to go get something to eat? And well, why are we, we getting we some need to find I don't an want angle. We need to I find an angle. Noodles. We're going to warrant and stuff like yeah. that. So we can go yeah. back. So there's all so the red tape that you have that. to cross here for the place to do it. When Colleen Edwards herself weighing up, I'm going to take care of Milton and they and know just make that sure this is the case. They, she yeah. knows that this guy has it. And really, we do too, because after they oh leave, so Boda and Edwards leave, this guy starts throwing puns out there and then does the click your heels. Who clicks their heels anymore? Uh, he's I doing it because this. he's... Oh, it's the worst. Just, I'm saying I love this how over the top it is because it's silly. I'm done. This doesn't make for good fiction or anything. It's just so over the top in your face. It, face, it makes me laugh. Just like looking at the one. Yeah. Sorry, detectives. Sorry to see you go. But Milton doesn't. He even talks to them in the third person. Yeah. But yeah Milton oh, yeah. doesn't need a tutor. Milton is the tutor. I'll tell my student you stop by. And as he's clicking and he goes, but she's tied up with homework all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody who talks in the third person that is not Ricky Henderson is evil. And yeah, he's clicking his heels, he's shaking his fist in the deal. So yeah, he's a piece of crap. I mean, I, he's I going know to what K- Colleen Edwards Nightwing does here because the whole idea is, you know, she bashes down the door with a battering ram. It looks like a police issue battering ram. But for some reason, when the door blows open, it looks like it's blown open blows with an open, electrical yeah. bl- energy blast of some sort. Of like, I, I I don't know what just happened here. I don't either. I think there's a little off because there is snow outside, but it, yeah, that looks and like an electrical at, explosion. The smoke in the like, now, coming with, off of it then. With that, too, you you have a, a kind of a, a subtle thing here that I think that they're playing with as well, where Swoboda and Edwards go, and they make the word bubbles a little less dark. I think that's a cool idea, like they're talking, uh, you know, not whispering, but talking amongst themselves, like, we need another angle. But I do think because this Milton didn't close the door, he also hears them, and then even looks, and I think it's like, okay, plan A and B are going into effect right now. I was going to play around. Now it's time to have some fun before these police come back. So I think that that's set up for her to need to come back right away. How and, she, and she came does. back right away with her Nightwing yes. gear when it seemed like her and Swoboda took I the know. same car to get there. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it does see like you see Swoboda getting in. Hey, you want noodles? She's like, I guess I just don't like uh, want noodles anymore. The car goes off and you never do noodles. see her get in. She isn't no. even opening a door. So maybe you assume that she went. So I don't know where she has the outfit, but she's there. Uh, Underneath but, her work What I was saying at the beginning if this is the start of maybe the idea of, man, I got this guy, and y- you do, you're better off starting with a, a hit 
with a, okay, this guy was a piece of crap. He was, and really over the top, clicking his heels so that when Edwards does take him down, finds out he say she saved a girl from being raped and murdered. Easily? This would be where then the next time you're like, all right, it worked before. And then you just start seeing them go a little. And I do think now they may go a little over the line. The faces. And, I, and again, I thought that this was all going to be that Dick Grayson would become Nightwing again because of the fact that he didn't want to have people get hurt. Well, we're already kind of beyond that after Scarecrow and stuff like that. And, you know, her brother getting hurt, Edward's brother getting oh, hurt. And yeah. And so I think we have to go this next angle where vigilante shouldn't go over the line. We'll see. Um, but yeah, with this whole deal, is I want to th- see more of this though with Colleen Edwards and yeah, her being I Nightwing, so. maybe going over the top because while I do like the idea of, you know, Rick Grayson being all impressed with the idea that his new girlfriend B is an activist and wants to work with the homeless and yeah. save the homeless shelter. Once we get right down to it and the reason that you know, the Joker's daughter's in town for the war of the classes from the lower class and the higher class – it gets a little bit boring for the idea. Well, like, yeah, it does. But I also think there's a little city thing council too here. meetings. Maybe we'll see a little too because this seems like Sapienza. Who, if you, if you are reading or not reading, that's the main guy. That's like the yeah, captain the main of these Nightwing, new yeah. Nightwings. He might not like this either. He might be a little upset, uh, you know, that she is going off on her own without getting a hold of them and being Nightwing. But she'll say, like, oh, Colleen, I, I, I ca- I ha- Colleen will say, like, yeah. I, I had to react. I couldn't wait. I do think that he and, and it's stressed even later when Dick Grayson has to go down to the police station and they kind of get together Sapienza and Dick Grayson and kind of look at each other and realize who they are. And he's like, hey, we're a team. We do things together. We work together. I do think that maybe that. That will be something that happens with Colleen as well, where they're like, you know, you can't just react on your own. She'll say, I had to do it because of this. But I I thought it was a really good setup. Now, the other deal is the other setup is it goes a little too long. Like you said, you have this meeting, a homeless shelter that B works at or goes to and volunteers at is going to be torn down because they're going to have a sports team coming to Bloodhaven. But that and it does that does bring money and it does help people with jobs. But also, like she points out and other people as well, that takes years. That's not going to help the people here and now and when you are starving we gotta tear this place down to make the parking lot and again something that happens three or four you know years later is not going to help somebody who needs food that night or some place to live and again he it's not like this guy is completely like a real piece of crap yes he is but this is normal stuff where he's like listen this will eventually help he just he doesn't have the perspective of a homeless woman or man or whatever when he says this is going to help view the eyes of other people but yeah, I, I don't get Step the idea, though. Shoes, I don't get the idea, though, that he's a bad guy. He's just a councilman. He's just a politician. He's like any other politician. He says this will help us all in the end. Yeah. But he and he even says you can go. This is where he's out of touch with these people where he says there's still other places. There's still two big homeless shelters. They're miles away. These people don't have cars. They have nowhere no. to get there. But he wouldn't think of that. He's trying to think of this neighborhood. Plus, and all in all, pretty much in his head, he's probably thinking, okay, you, you don't vote. You don't, none of these people are voting. They're homeless. So he doesn't care. But I that didn't think, like a lot of times voting. with these things, though, these people are the politicians would be so over the top. Like, he, 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 I don't care about you, you know, pieces of crap. Uh, he's just doing what he's doing. And normal, he ends normal up. Normal councilman though, stuff. Yeah. It's normal councilman stuff. Like I said, but again, you laugh, but the, there's no way any the, the, a homeless person can't vote. 
They they have no residence. So he doesn't care. They can't go and make him not be elected later because they don't have a vote. So he wouldn't care in the long run. But he's there and you have somebody who does care. And it's Joker's daughter. It just shows up. She just shows up in this book. Me and you have a love-hate relationship with the old Dula Dent. Uh, this uh, Dula Dent scares me a little. She's got the Joker's face still. Uh, but I think it's just a very forced way. Terrible. It's very forced to get her in. Oh, my God. It's got to be awful. But, uh, yeah, it's just her there like, and oh, look the at me. Is, it's you know? weird to be that Scott Liddell is writing this because he's used Joker's daughter before in the Red Hood Arsenal. It's the last time that we saw her where it seemed like she wanted to be have redemption and join the like you know Red Hood and Arsenal and their quest to become heroes, like heroes for hire yeah. and all that other stuff. We kind of just moved, that turned out to be a ruse anyway, but we just kind of moved past that for the idea that she was the queen of the homeless in Gotham and that underground, you know, city that they had to like, what, what was yeah. that called? Like under the well, under city, yeah, yeah. under Gotham? Yeah, the, under, yeah, yeah, under Gotham with Tinder and yeah. all those nonsense. Uh, but Dr. like we kind of moved past that, for, that whole thing to go right back to the idea that she was beloved by the homeless and was their queen. So now she's come yeah. to Bloodhaven to, you know, help up like you know raise up the lower class so and like bring down the upper class and then we're gonna have like a war of the classes going on in this whole thing the the other thing that yeah and the other thing that we didn't really you know we haven't pointed out because we keep saying this is written by zach kaplan it's just plot by scott liddell there's a new writer that's joining in and the way it was pushed online was the joker's daughter is more of his idea that's kind of but it's weird because he was just announced to be co-writing this last week so i i think it's a little fishy all of it anyway the plot's by liddell but uh yeah supposedly i saw an interview or a little thing that like he wanted to bring in joker's daughter but again i don't know that or whatnot but there's more of a connection to scott liddell from the you know the uh red hood and arsenal and i just want to see a progression though to this character because every time she shows up something happens where it just kind of falls apart the story and there's no real true progression to her thing it always ends up just feeling stale and i'm like yeah once I saw what they, she was up to here, I'm like, man, it's going to be more of this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, and, and like two fun. of the biggest things she's been in lately uh, were the uh, Batman or Batman Eternal. Then mm-hmm. she was in Catwoman a little, and then she was in Arsenal and Red Hood. But every time she shows up, it almost like resets her back to the yeah. crazy nonsense again. Because this goes in back that, to the Batman Eternal, it seems like. Yeah, that's what it seems more like. It's not like the Red Hood Arsenal deal. And, and what's a cool thing, though, is, again, because on the Patreon, I'm going to be doing the uh, Secret Origins deal where I talk about uh, characters' first appearances. The first appearance of Dula Dent was very heavy dick grayson it was big with dick grayson she ended up in in a weird roundabout way she ended up figuring out dick grayson's identity eventually so is she here just to do that again does she still know that are we going with that where rick grayson's going to show up and out of nowhere joker's daughter's going to be the one that gets him back in his groove i don't know uh it's weird but yeah she just shows up and shoots up this limo and then grabs you know councilman Councilman. Yeah, and just takes them to, you know, the sewers. And the whole and thing just talks about the idea of, like, not helping out the homeless of the city, throws acid in his face, and it just kind yeah. of ends with him walking into a high-class restaurant with a bomb strapped to his chest. Yeah, and, and, like, and not even that, just also add to that where people, like, out of nowhere, man, look at that homeless person. Oh, my. <laughs> like, it's so over the top. But, yeah, it's uh, even when she, she throws acid on his face, oh, is that the acid bucket? Ooh. 
we? I'm so sorry. But they go. You don't get anything about Dula. No. You get hardly anything about the count. The councilman just shows up. And like I said, if you're going to make him be this awful person, just make him be really awful where he's like walking out like that would be where you walk out. And they're like, man, councilman, that got a little hairy. Pfft, what do these people matter? They're homeless. Ha ha. Lights up a, a cigar, Eric. But it didn't come out that way. He did talk to Vicky Vale at one point like, yeah, I don't need your fake news. I'm like, ah, I don't need your fake nonsense there. But uh, the only other How'd thing she is. How get out of the dark web, Jim? I don't know. I thought I thought actually, oh, my God, she's in his phone. She's, not, <laughs> she's stuck in the phone. Eric. He wanted to uh, talk to Vicky Vale, so they handed her the phone that she stuck yeah, they in. They handed the phone and uh, he's like, hello, who's this? This is Willem Cloak? No, no, no. Oh. Get me Vicky Vale. She should be right next to you. But yeah, you have uh, the, the other deal where it is Dick Grayson. He goes back and he's like, I don't know where my, my uh, you know, my cab is. I'm like, you, you got to get some things together here, Rick. He says that to B and he goes and he goes and he's trying to find we know that he has set fire to his cab they do say your cab was burnt out and and basically then they show it you know he says you know the cops found your cab completely burned out that means that everything was on fire i've seen you know the the news where you have a burnt out car these things are not able to be fixed and he goes oh yeah luckily for you they fixed it they fixed it overnight it seems yeah so it's fixed but it's so weird because all it is is a forced way to get him to go downtown to meet up with sapienza it's so forced because a burnt out car does not get fixed you know that you would have it and it would be a problem guy is just an exaggerator because we even see the flashback here he just had a tire on the hood that's yeah that's then they ended up fighting then and he never saw that car again that fire didn't go out it burned the car (laughs) up i'm sure and he's like oh thank god they fixed it really telling you you go in with a bent rim of your dodge dart eric that ain't getting fixed overnight right yeah, how would i have dart? a dodge dart because your manship eric he has oh. a dodge dart he loves oh, it uh, uh another thing that was funny that dick grayson goes in and he has to go to talk to sapienza to get his car you know it's been impounded by the police they're gonna get it and this is where they make the connection i'm like don't drink that water that looks the same color as that acid that dual ten ends up spilling <laughs> like that water cooler spilled with acid but he's like you know you have sapienza like hey you no, this is the car, like kind of like the car that the guy who jumped out and joined the Nightwings. You know this those was cool the looking part dudes. Of this whole thing, because I really thought we came to the conclusion at the end of the last arc, you know, last issue with uh, all, like Dick Rick Racing going with the rest of the Nightwings, that yeah. he was now a part of the team. He was even you know had this grease mask on. He was doing yeah. stuff. The idea yeah. that we come into this and like uh, I don't want to be a hero. I'm like, oh, what the hell happened? And then like you know yeah, having this weird, discussion though. with Sapiens and like I will join your team. I'm like I thought we already handled this. Yeah, I actually thought that this was a different, like, kind of handle on it of the, you know, now I know what your identity is. We're not going to keep these things secret now. Now we're a real team, kind of shake the hands. But it's funny. I wanted I wanted Sapienza to go like, man, you kind of look a lot like that uh, guy that joined that sexy other night when, you know, the guy who's there in the middle of everyone, you know. Oh, you mean the guy with the axe? No, no. Not Hutch. Me. Not Hutch. I'm no, telling you. No. Wink, wink. Right now, he's just they're, – they're a team now. But I think that that's also going to kind of go with Colleen doing things on her own. They're going to get mad. But, yeah, the, the only other thing here is you do have uh, Barbara showing up. And to me, this was pretty much nothing. She shows up, says to be. And I think that this is one of those like, oh, man, what's Barbara going to say when she finds out about B and all this? And this is just so we fully know that Barbara has no problems with him and dating And not only B. that, that's but she 
laughs in B's face with the insinuation that they were together, Dick Grayson yeah. and Barbara Gordon. I'm like, why would she laugh in her face? I'm like, yeah. you guys were together. You have yeah, you been are. romantic in the past. And, you and laughing I, about it. I'm like, dick move, Barbara. Yeah. And I think this <laughs> dick move indeed. I, I thought that this also goes in with the beginning because at one point, you know, Rick almost told B he loved her. And yeah. so I think that they thought well, he has we the Fonzie's to... disease. I love yeah, he does. I love walking. <laughs> and I, I think that and also I'm not cool, 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 cool. You can't say that. Either. Uh, I think that they wanted to put the exclamation point on the idea that, yes, Rick is going to be dating B. He might fall in love with her or whatnot, maybe even get her pregnant. Nearly. He seems to do that a lot, Eric. And then it ends up not working out right. But uh, in the end, so that people don't say, what's Barbara going to do? Get it out of the way right here. That's fine and dandy. It just seems like a really out of nowhere scene where yeah. you have her just show up and like, hey, where's Rick? Oh, he isn't here. Oh, that's OK. I want to talk to you about you dating him because I don't care. And, you you know, it, it seemed weird. It, it seemed really weird. I would have liked it if this would have wrapped around a little differently where B got a hold of Barbara to say, hey, I want to know what's going on because I really have feelings for him. Are you OK with this? I think that you guys had a thing to or whatever and then have barbara say you know what we're friends now yeah we had a thing but we're friends not you <laughs> yeah you're, you're <laughs> a joke what a joke yeah. Me? you know With Rick even Grayson? at one point i'm telling oh, you my. too you know that B's a good person because you know people talk to her for three minutes they're already holding her hand <laughs> i want to put barbara and her holding hands over the table i'm like boy they're fast friends uh but yeah it ends with the councilman coming in uh, looking like a homeless guy and he's got a bomb strapped to him that's gonna blow up this posh restaurant with obviously now there's the awful people this is the thing where oh i'm saying my, where, where you have that is i mean in he, you realize trying yes. to eat oh my the yes. smell Yes, you realize that Zach Kaplan does know how to write pieces of crap. You go, oh, just don't look at him, dear. They'll it's go away. It's the kind away. of restaurant, too. I half expect Rick Moranis to be slamming his fist against the outside glass walls. Yeah. Help me with that demon yeah. dog coming after him. Yeah, yep. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my, don't, gi- don't give eye contact to that crazy fellow. Uh, but, yeah, well, I, the art's good. I, I like the, the art. art. It's a new artist on this. We have Travis Moore on here and Trisha Von Bon Bon Uh No, Bon Bilon. She, she blocked us, Eric, so you oh, don't have to worry has, too much about like her name. It. But um, nah. the thing is, I was really digging what we had before from Chris Mooneyham for the grittier yeah. style for what we're dealing with. But now that I we was have back Travis Moore on yeah. here, I actually really enjoy the cleaner, like more colorful art that we're getting out of this. The only problem I have with it is the way that Dula Dent, the Joker's daughter, is presented because I don't like the way her face looks looks on top of that face you know yeah, what i'm saying like yeah, for yeah. some reason she just doesn't look right everything else about the book i think looks amazing but uh because yeah, of that part and the uh you know not much of a progression the little bit we have i didn't find very interesting for the whole idea of the war of the classes i yeah. end up giving this a six out of ten i do yeah. hope for it to get better it's just this initial thing where you know joker's daughter comes out and about to really you know make her stand on what she's doing I don't know. I just didn't find it as interesting as I thought I would. And you don't get enough of the Nightwing squad except for Colleen busted in and fucking up Milton's day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it should call me when they have no class Eric, or class. Do I? Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, August, maybe beginning <laughs> okay. of August. Uh, August yeah, Hart? I'm with you now. I, yes. August Hart. I think that uh, 
it's going to go back to Mooneyham too. I think that this is just this art. I, I, I do think this. now. Now again, here I enjoyed you the other ended two, up, You ended up having having uh, Eric Escobar was never announced to be on Nightwing to co-write with Scott Liddell, but it was announced he wasn't going to be on Nightwing because they were working on something. He's the guy from Border Town that got into trouble, and DC pretty much you know ditched him. And right. I do think that. You might have had an issue already going, whatever the case may be. And because that was scrapped, they ended up getting Travis Moore to, hey, can you do this issue? We'll get this going. And uh, yeah, it seems I think that at least in May, I don't know about next month. But when I was doing the May solicits, I believe that Mooneyham is back on the book. So I think that he'll be, you know, back to doing the deal. And I like you said, you like him. I I'm kind of back and forth. There's parts of his art I do really like because it looks like, like you said, a gritty deal. He makes Bloodhaven look like what I think Bloodhaven. Haven would look like and you know some of it looks old school as well that I like but sometimes I don't but I like the art here uh it's just continuing I mean you got to get past this I'm Rick Grayson and I don't want to be a hero and what's a hero and I don't remember well we've had this for too long we've had this for you know eight issues or so we say that we Uh, still go into the flash every other week hi I'm Barry I used to be the fastest man alive and we get mad at that too Uh, but this is even worse because yeah that's a phrase we usually get one to two pages of this with a little spread page of all the different night wings he's been and things like that and it just keeps adding on now Uh, so yeah it but I like the idea of the Nightwing team. I said I we're giving it a chance, but I, I can't go over a six as well. I'm I'm right with you. I need something more. Uh, the Joker's daughter. I was hoping that this issue would be more about her uh, since she was joining in, and yet it's more about again Rick Grayson just not wanting to be a hero still, and a lot of setup. I mean, overall, this is a big setup issue. Hopefully, it pays off because you got the Joker's daughter thrown in. You have the whole thing of him loving B. You got Colleen doing her own thing. You got them knowing each other, Sapienza and Dick. But overall, not much happened progression wise. So yeah, six out of ten. A lot of that is. Art, uh, but we're going to go to the last book of the podcast, Eric. Ah, oh, Eric, Catwoman, number something. Of all these things I wrote down, I did write number, number eight. eight. Catwoman number eight. I almost said number six, which is going to give a hint at my score. Oh, no. Spoilers, man. You went Damn. high. That does not sound awesome. I like the art. I always like the art. I know. I'm messing with you. Uh, this is Catwoman number eight, written by Joel Jones. Art by Elena Casagrande, Fernando Blanco, John Caliz, and Joshua Reed. Hey, Joshua Reed, what are you doing there? They're making you the bagels. He's a reader. He He's a making his bagels, the reedy. I got a bunch of crap last issue for Catwoman and liking it Get a lot, you- even though... It didn't progress the story much. Yeah, I did. That sounds awesome. I know it does. Last week's Eric Shea. That's a little time travel there. You did not think that that sounded awesome. Sliders. That is right. I thought after a confusing and lackluster ending to the first arc of the series, having the Penguin show up was a bit of a free, uh, free fresh start. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say I have a bit of a refresh, but then I wanted to whisper fresh start right after refresh it. Start. And I ended up getting a little tongue tied there. All right, let me start over again. Here we go. Uh, in the series, having the penguin show up was a bit of a refresh. The book needed fresh start. Well, instead of a, on solid ground, I'm more confused and I need more direction, maybe even one direction. Where's Harry? Even though this book is parts Pet Cemetery and Indiana Jones, I will not be as forgiving this month. And Sometimes yeah, I'm still, that is better. 
Yeah, I'm still a fan of, you know, Joel Jones. I'm still a fan of the art in this. I'm a fan of the Catwoman character. Oh. I can't give this. I can't give this a nine out of ten. I really can't. Now I just I like will that Joel out, Jones hasn't ruined Catwoman for you forever. It's the idea, like, no. well, I still, I still like Catwoman. Don't worry no, about well, that. I do. <laughs> and and basically, she wouldn't be able to ruin it because you ain't getting nothing. I, no. I mean, I, I'm I'm seeing clear. I can see clearly now that you know the, the rain song, is gone. Yeah. The rain is gone, but the you know Raina the rain is still here. What are you talking about? Rain Creel is still here. Rain Creel is here. That's probably the biggest problem I have with this series. Her nose is gone. She doesn't have a nose like Michael Jackson. This isn't very long. It's not a long. It's not a long read. I get that. No, I'm telling you, I was minutes. trying to judge to myself what I thought the like the quickest read was that I had to read of yours. Yeah. Naomi, Naomi or Catwoman. Yeah. But this definitely is a consistent yeah. series that just sometimes you can pick this up, page through it, and you've read the entire thing in a minute, now, it feels like. If if you do look, and it was pointed out uh, by, I wish I remembered who it was on Twitter, the uh, variant cover that you can see if you're looking at yeah. it, Eric, uh, that is basically Catwoman enjoying the jokes and riddles. That, that's exactly what it seems that but might be. But nobody enjoyed the jokes and riddles. Well, somebody did Catwoman. She was in bed eating the popcorns. There you go. <laughs> Hearing uh, about Batman's deepest regret. Oh, yeah. Deepest regret. My deepest regret. I'm meeting you. Oh, my, <gasps> Eric. I'd never say that. I could see clear. You want me to serenade you some more what was how i was singing that uh you know uh the parking lot song and also the uh skate song today the roller skate i've got a brand new pair of roller skates you got all right now, that's a little more fun than this Th- this issue actually i'm telling you there's there's really some interesting things to well, this issue it's maybe. just the way they're presented it feels very yeah. quick and not that meaningful sorry the idea too it ties in heavily with what's going on in batman right now with the you know the penguin working with bane holly working with bane and the idea that catwoman had to leave gotham and that but that's the problem is the last we saw the old pengi Uh he wasn't working with bane he was on the run from bane and that kind of throws me off we don't know the timing of it though but he was on the run but again if bane if if you work it in your little head cannon here where bane did go get Thomas Wayne to go into the cave, grab Penguin out, and then Bane said, "You know, listen, this is you what's going to happen you here. Die, Peggy. Yeah, yeah, this is it now." And in the roundabout deal where I start my head cannon, I said, "By the end of this, maybe points out that Penguin wants to bring back Penny again." Well, very I'm much uh, pet cemetery because she's a penguin, as we you, thought. But you, uh, we'll also, you also want to talk about some more headcanning going on here. This whole idea of this thing that you know Raina Creel is after and the penguins after this philosopher's stone that seems to have the power to bring people yeah. back from the dead. I look at this thing and I'm like. We just had Teen Titans this week with that soul stone that was stolen by, yeah. like, you know, by Jin's brother, who and this woman who is the protector of this stone or whatever it may be, looks a lot like Jin to me, like a lot. She older. does, but even that though, the problem with this whole deal is she's hardly a protector. She seems more like a convincer. She is and, a, and not great know, at that. Warnings either. may apply or some yeah, kind of shit. I'm saying she's the warning Fire label. Beware. And that's like you telling me that I go in and the warning to only take two Advil at a time. That is the protector. 
yeah. Yeah, I ain't going with that. I don't listen to that, Eric. Seven you, you, say, you say that she's not even that much of a protector. These hellhounds she has. Hey, when you look at these dogs, when Raina Creel enters this building and try to yeah. buy some of the dust off of the stone, these dogs aren't even looking at Raina Creel. Like she seems alarmed. Like I don't really think the art was really no, portraying no, that these dogs are being like threatening. I like the art, but the thing is, the dogs never do much anyway. So I don't even know if they're really even there. But it, the problem I also have with this, though is the idea that at points it looks like while Raina's going, and we we thought Raina was down, you know, Mexico way or even further, where she was getting some illegal, uh, you know, uh, what's plastic it called? Plastic surgery. surgery and stuff. She wanted her nose back. I got your nose. They're playing that uh-huh. game here. She doesn't have it. She's there. <laughs> she uh, actually almost is in Middle Eastern looking garb here because of her face being fucked up. But because of that, I'm trying to get an idea of where she is. Well, it seems that by the end of this, she's still in Villa Hermosa. So they go to like. the Creole mansion and things like that. So that threw me off. Also, what threw me off is she goes to this protector, this guardian of the stone. She's not there for that necessarily at first. She's there to get the, the stuff. Everybody wants the stuff. You want some of the stuff? Uh, enough is never Raina enough with the stuff. Sees it. Yeah, it never is. And when Raina sees it, she oh, is that the source? You gotta oh, put I that away that. though. Come on, don't just yeah. have it and yeah, don't just have like it this. up. But again, is this the Be monkey paw? You wish is, for. It tra- <laughs> is it trying to throw that out? But where they are at this point with that little bed, almost like an Egyptian looking bed, even a Middle Eastern type deal. You have that neat little, you know, uh, lamp in the back. You got that doesn't seem where Catwoman ends up going, uh, you know, by the end. There's something similar, but not quite. I, I don't get the progression of Raina going, hey, I like that. They just seem to be alone with the dogs. They're hanging yeah. out in this, you know, thing. Then all of a sudden where Selena gets involved, it's a goddamn courtyard of zombies. And I don't even understand that. The zombies are just hanging out. That When she gets by them, Look, they just kind of, they're the we peanut only saw gallery the, now. We only saw the ground level. We never saw the upstairs, the the many, many upstairs of this building that they're in. The many, many upstairs, they end up in the bottom floor of this where Selena just goes and this thing is just sitting out in the open and I did, it didn't like seem it like right it now. didn't seem a great progression of this because, no, I'm saying out in the open, it's there by itself with nobody around and nothing really there. Even when the you had it before, there was a bed. The bathroom sometimes. Well, no, there was a bed, <laughs> there was a window, all these things. It was actually on a thing next to a window. Now it's in the middle of a checker floor it doesn't seem to match up to me uh, as well as i think it should i don't even think that that floor that she goes in is even a checkered floor at that point there's no zombie so i'm getting confused of where this is is it that it's so mystical that it's everywhere that there's multiple places i don't know but you have rayana go and she's buying stuff you're assuming that it's going to be the stuff for her stuff. face and make her young it is not this is a substance looks like a blue I like powder the way type you describe deal. this almost like a drug deal you Yo, you got it. it. You got the stuff. Yeah, it is. She says she has the thing with the money. You got the stuff. Oh man, is that the source? Yeah, you don't want that, Dewey. You don't want it. <laughs> no, that's what we're talking at work. Exactly. That is what. It, no thing is. Yeah. They don't want it because when you bring someone back from the dead, which is the ultimate goal of putting getting this dust or something like that for like you know Adam Creel. You, yeah, that to bring is back her baby better. boy. Do not bring it back is. the dead. There's always a problem. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. She ends up getting the stuff. She goes this the blue stuff. powder and goes, and we find out it's you not for her. You don't want this, Raina. It, yeah, you don't want this, Raina. What? You mean it's going to bring back my baby boy? Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's no repercussions. We will. We'll see. The thing is, <laughs> I don't think that she cares. 
if he comes back know. bad. That's the problem. She is so awful that I might think that she's going to be happy if he comes back bad. So the debt is better. Yeah, it's going to become I don't like think South applies Park for her. You know, like having her baby boy Adam back, she might have to lock oh, him yeah. up in the basement, it's, feed him yeah. people, it's feed butters. son. Exactly. Yeah, that's, all think mm-hmm. about. that's all it is. They're trying to get that, you know, that time travel device. But yeah, with that though, it's, you know, hey, uh, I want the source. No, you don't. You don't want this. Money <laughs> isn't an object. It doesn't right. matter. And she goes <laughs> off. And that's where, uh, you know, her other son comes in. Uh, and you do have Yalmez, Yelmez, the Yelmez. bad detective yeah. that, yeah, again, I don't know in all these were eight issues. I don't know what's really going on behind the scenes with these. I know that Rayanna Creel is awful. She looks terrible. Her boy was killed. So she wants to bring him back. That makes sense. But I think that I, I this series is tied that. down by them. I don't need these Creel family. I think that it's already too long for them. They're not that interesting to if me. If I overall. was Raymond Creel, the son of, you know, Rayanna Creel. Yeah, I would have like a long distance relationship with my mother. There's no way I'm going yeah. to the house when she looks like a goddamn walking corpse all no. the time. Yeah, and she's there crying and stuff. Ah, but she does end up bringing. It looks like Adam comes back. My baby boy's alive. We'll see how I, that at is. This point, Either- I wouldn't be surprised if Raina Creel. We find out that she died. Someone dug her up and put some of this stuff on her, and that's yeah. why she looks yeah. the way she because she's well, a walking corpse. Yeah, because she's a corpse, and if you don't get this, you will rot. It could be. It very well could be. Uh, with this though, the other part of it is that you know you have the source that was kind of pointed out there and you have penguin who wants it as well and goes to selena says hey you know that that whole last issue was her just getting to penguin and like hey i got a job for you and she's yeah, like why would i listen to you that we got yeah. last issue. and she's like why would i listen to you with this garbage and he's like because you're the one who always wants a challenge things like that but and also then he, he he puts the exclamation point plus i have a letter from holly that explains holly. things oh my oh, holly the All misunderstanding. Right, so what could that mean? She, what misunderstanding? She goes off, but yeah, again though, yeah, of course, we we kind of know what that would be. But we we go off then, and then you have where she's kind of going up this building, almost Time like a for the Mission Impossible thing, <laughs> And all of a sudden, a zombie pulls her in through a window, breaks the window, pulls her in. She fights zombies for two or three panels, goes down in a courtyard. They don't follow; they're just up there. Like I said, they're the peanut gallery. She goes to this protector guardian, who she says, "Oh, you're a guardian." I need to steal that. And it's not like, oh, you'll have to fight through me. She's like, no, 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 you don't want that. And yes, I do. No, you don't. You And, and the whole thing is funny because in the roundabout way, I want Selena to say, listen, it's not for me anyway. You can tell me all the things that will go wrong with well, this. Even, Are you saying that using it's bad or stealing it's bad? Because I'm stealing it. I'm not using it. And uh, Even yeah, the progression of this, though, it's like the particular like this. Take it if you must, but do so cautiously. I'm telling you, it reminds me of Last Crusade and Indiana Jones. Yeah, point. it's like but Indiana it's Jones. Like, take it if you must, but do so cautiously, for such an object never comes free of payment or consequence. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, all right, good. There's some kind of curse going on it. But the thing yeah. is that you turn the page, all of a sudden, Catwoman kicks her in the face, and then yeah. they start fighting. But That's what you, I don't understand, because go. at one point, she said, yeah, at one point, she seemed to say, but what kind of guardian is she? She is now, she told Raina, you can't take it. Money's not an object. Is it the way you ask for it or, or say you're going to take it? Selena's like, I'm taking this. You don't want it. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Let's fight. And the fight is initiated by Catwoman. 
And I didn't understand Me this either. progression. So they're they're fighting then. And again, now is it fighting because you, you started a fight? I'm going to fight. Is this fight. the payment? Is this, or is this the yeah, consequence? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this the, you think I'm a joke and I'm going to do this? The consequence, whatever. She even hits her with this, you know, almost like an Aztec looking sword where she hits with the non-blade part. Now we're, gonna, now we're going to give you the blade part. It looks like a stone type blade. I, I don't know. And, and so like they're, they're yelling at each other. They're yelling at each other other and stuff they're kicking it doesn't make much sense where are the zombies now where are these dogs that were there also at this point where they are they were in a courtyard it seemed when this started all of a sudden they're not and the progression of maybe getting to the courtyard and then going through some things but at one point you see the source and i see the courtyard around them by the end of this they're in an enclosed room you see a ceiling you see a bunch of windows and pillars to where this i don't understand i don't understand the full progression of it but i also don't understand a progression of the idea of i'm the guardian but boy i i'm really sick of watching this thing uh you can take it but remember there's a curse there's a monkey paw she ends up hitting her with the thing at, at one point doesn't seem to kill her or anything no. and she's like hey you know I what she had it and, first and just yeah i did too and it's just a continuation of nothing's this easy I'll take my chances. And this is where, like you said, it is a very last crusade. Now it gets back to Raiders Lost Ark because Selena went through all this problem. And the weird thing about this the is Belloc. Penguin sent. Yeah, the Penguin is Belloc. And Penguin sent Selena to do it. She did completely what she was going to do. She was coming out to give it, but instead, yeah, Penguin has to be a dick and, and have all the guys waiting, pointing guns to say, thank you. I think she was going to give it to him anyway. And we're, and we're she didn't want to pay him. This thing isn't fragile because the guys run out and grab her to the point where she yeah. drops it on the ground. Yeah, where everybody it. So it's, thank God it's not fragile. And the whole idea is like, but you like, you know, what is it? I knew if you, I put you on the job, you'd get it done, but you wouldn't want me to leave your lovely town without a souvenir. Would you? I'm like, is yeah. she the souvenir or the thing? That's that what he I sent think. That's what, that's the get. thing is she went to do exactly what he wanted her to what? do because like, to get do you that actually letter, want this say. object or do you actually just want cat woman? Or could have grabbed her back at the aquarium. I don't know. And, and thought it was funny to get this object. I, I don't know, but cursed, there's all these possibly. guys. And now she should start yelling. That should be in a museum. That's what she should yell at this point. Uh, but yeah, I don't. The ending of, all right, thanks for doing exactly what I asked you to do. At no point, it looks like she is changing the game. She's not altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it more. She's no just coming ticket. out and he's like, no, I, we didn't even have the, the, the basic idea of this was there was no payment that was discussed no. the payment a, a seemed to be i'll give you a letter yeah. why is that such a big deal like hey, does he not want to give her the letter is he the letter was an her? a for effort and i and i yeah i i can only think that he is taking her as the souvenir but like you said you could have done that before but i guess maybe you wanted to get this source but how did he know i i am i don't you. know I'm confused. I like the art, but even as I was reading this, I think that there's some progressions that aren't really there that just happen at points. They seem to change where they are, what's going on. And that beginning with Raina going, you know, it's a nice progression to show, okay, this is something that can keep you alive. Again, though, you have to go headcanon that maybe it's something Bane wants. Maybe it's that Penguin wants to get Penny back and bring her back from the dead. Maybe he just wants it because he could go on the black market and sell it because people would want to have this. Who doesn't want a Lazarus stone? (laughs) 
Uh, you would guess that these blue zombies that just seem to be there but then kind of disappear are people who were brought back with this. And that's what it ends up happening. It turns out that, that Catwoman has stretch. found their Achilles heel, though, stairs. That's stairs. why they didn't come down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And at one point, one of them gets knocked down by, by Catwoman into this, you know, foyer deal. But you don't see him either. I just – I don't know. Foyer. They just sit up there. Yeah, I, I would love her to be up at the at – the, you know, them just screaming shit down at her. Uh, you know, hey, you know Brains? something about be- eh, something about being blue. You know, uh, hey, I you know I needed I'm in the blue money and in need of a guy. Eh, I needed the money. Is what if they I was sound. green, I would mm-hmm. die. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I'm actually going to lower my score a little. I said earlier, I give it a six on the site. Now that I'm looking at the progression and talking, I'm going to go down to a five five. I still do like the art. Uh, I like so the I. idea of this whole, you know, philosopher's stone like with a monkey paw type yeah. deal. Um, but it's just thrown at us. I need to know more. I, the ending with Penguin showing up makes no sense to me. And uh, the other thing is just, again, not much happens. You just kind of go through this whole so idea of them read. being uh, a guardian who basically seems to the, the main job wants to just get rid just of it. To get rid just of wants it. to get rid of it. I mean, really, but Curse. we'll see what's going on. Yeah, and even if she even saw that there was a little bit like maybe she was – part zombie but she doesn't seem to be using no, the stuff she seems but perfectly yeah, healthy to me she does not now she seems bashed in but she wasn't dead. perfectly hey, healthy i give 5.5 what do you give it i'm right there with you at a 5.5 because like i said before this is a very awesome. quick read and i do look forward to the idea of the philosopher's stone you know bringing people back from the dead it seems like an interesting storyline to go especially if we right keep penguin uh going up against reina creel for the idea of who wants <laughs> yeah. this philosopher's stone that sounds like yeah. a cool deal to make and i love the art it's just you don't get a lot per issue because of how fast well and, and another thing yeah and another thing i didn't bring up but i'll bring up now that you kind of you jog my memory eric uh there's the other thing that reina creel left town what, what are you clapping? Rayanna no, Creel no, I just don't have anything town. to play over you as you're talking, so I'm oh, just going to do that. Right, well, okay. Yeah, just keep doing it. I can go through that. <laughs> Rayanna Creel, I'm going to uh, mute you. Uh, Rayanna Creel uh, was on the run. The, yeah. the police wanted her. She was a wanted woman. Now seems like she's just uh, – she's at the Creel mansion. I mean that's not running or hiding. And so I think that's that maybe, the last place that expected to that, go. Well, yeah, really. Maybe <laughs> the whole idea was they got rid of – like that idea, like, eh, we don't need to, you know, screw around with that. Let's get to it. But I, I don't think that the Creole family is that interesting. To well, keep they got going Detective Yilmaz still on the payroll. Oh, yeah, so he's Yilmaz. Tell he's my where favorite. They, you know, the cops are. I like the other cop, the, the good part of Yilmaz's I, I, partner, I really, you know, that guy. I really I don't thought even... that the guy that got arrested was Yilmaz. <laughs> I saw <laughs> yeah. him here. I'm like, I don't know yeah. these cops. They yeah, all look the same know. in my mind. I don't know what's going on. I think Yilmaz was in jail where I we did know. go and talk. Remember, they talked to him, well, I, I believe. I and he just said, the other they were like, you know, Yilmaz. she's on the run. And, you know, she has, you know, she could disappear like Brody. Eric, we're going back to the the whole Indiana Jones. And then at the end, she's just back. So we'll see. But we're going to go from Some here. Some cool ideas here, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll kind of come together. I, I hope, hope so. because this book just does. It seems like every time it's over, I just there's enough for me to say there's something there, but it just never quite gives me enough 
to, you know, last issue I thought was good, obviously. Oh, yeah. but even that, because I just thought the Penguin showing up would get it on even footing, and that didn't even work now to the second. So it's one of those, I think I even said it the last time we talked about Catwoman, was the idea that if next issue doesn't fulfill the promise, it's it's going to have to pay for it. this well, issue's it, way better than last show. issue. Yeah, but I'm telling you, last issue, it just seemed like, okay, we got that first deal set that's done now we have penguin we have a something that we don't need background of characters we can just go for it i know the penguin and then it's confusing everything again but we're gonna go now to talk about our book of the week so what is your book of the week eric my book of the week is teen titans number 27 that 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 was the number right 27 whatever whatever it takes yeah that's mine as well i think it is I, uh that would be mine as well by by a long shot i mean that, Me that well. i think was by far the best book of the week uh speaking of books speaking of weeks eric you want to hear what books we're going to talk about next week you see that yes. that's transition all right now uh before i go i will mention that we have a patreon account i don't know if we ever mentioned that no, uh, it is patreon.com slash weird science two of these books will be on there and i'm telling you already shazam will be one of them there's no way the the poll is already up for the badasses to pick and it's a landslide already so they will be uh picking that and we'll see what the other one is it's kind of leaning towards detective comics number 999 but we'll see uh but here we go in general if you're going to the comic book store or buying digitally because you're like me and eric smart fellas uh this is what you can purchase this week action comics number 1008 eric you looking forward to that a little red a mist. Little you think red mist coming back? You got that, Eric? Red cloud? That? Red cloud, whatever the hell he's <laughs> calling it. Batgirl number 32. You know, you got the blue mist there. That's what they call that one there. Yeah. Huh? The blue mists there. You got the Jason Bards. Batman Beyond number 29. What the hell is going on in that? I haven't read that book in months. <laughs> I can't even make a joke. But you got the Batman Beyond mist going on there. Well, the and it's ter- still the return of the Joker spot. Terrigen mist. Is that a bull? Books of Magic number five, that'll be on the podcast, but talked from uh, the perspective of one Reggie and Chris. Detective Comics number 999, you flip that upside down, Eric, you got the number of the beast, my friend. Holy (gasps) moly. Freedom Fighters number three, and uh, uh, Detective Comics number 999 will end that arc that we're doing right now with It's going to end it good and proper, right? Oh, yeah. reveal who the killer is. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Freedom Fighters number three, a book that I I always forget about but look forward to. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I didn't like the last issue as much as you did. So, hopefully, we'll both be in congruence here and like it as much as each other, Eric. Heroes in Crisis number six. Oh, my. We have that coming back. That'll be with Reggie, obviously. And we'll get to talk about things now. Going into this number six, I do believe this is one of the issues that was added on after the fact. I think that Mitch Gerards is doing the art. Uh, and so don't expect too much is what I would say. Hexwives number five that I will be talking with Pete from NYC about. I've enjoyed that series up until now. So hopefully that continues. We have Justice League Odyssey number six, a little Dan Abnett for you, Get Eric. back see, to the ghost sector. See if that kind of picks up. I'm Just hoping. Just when he thought it was safe to go back to the ghost sector. No, nobody Justice thought League it Odyssey was it either safe or exciting. To go to the ghost sector. I love the I do the solicits podcast on the Patreon deal. And I'm reading the solicit oh, yeah. for Just League Odyssey in May. And they're like, could could this be the end of the ghost sector? Please. And then, oh, the ghost sector. Get out of here with the ghost sector. Please. 
Nobody likes ghosts. I'm Please. spiritual, Eric. I'm afraid of ghosts. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, when somebody, a ghost fart, I don't like that, right? You don't like that stuff. Martian Manhunter what? number three. I don't know, Eric. We're almost done. I'm getting giddy. Martian Manhunter number three. That will be on the Orlando Zone by Jeremy. So that'll be cool. We have Old Lady Harley number five. That actually ends the series. Uh, we so like weird. that. Me and you like it. Uh, but it has kind of petered out a little. I hope it ends strong. Shazam number three. I mentioned that it's definitely on the Patreon account. So if you want to hear us I just went and voted say for that. It. Yeah. I, uh, how many votes does it have now? Ten? Twelve. Twelve. What's the next yep. one? Three? Five yeah. Detective Comics. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, we're probably it's probably going to be Shazam Detective Comics, which I probably would have yeah. guessed anyway. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear us talk about them, we always so do like be just that. like Odyssey. Yeah, really. Then we have Sideways number thirteen that I may do something with. It is the last issue. I'll talk to Eric Shea about it as well, but it might just be me. Uh, we have Silencer number 14. Uh, we'll be doing that. We actually are going to keep doing that as long as V. Ken is on that. And also, we have been enjoying it a little more. So, yeah, The Flash number 65. Eric, it ends. The price. But what is the price of the price when you go to well, the, the price? Well, the price is right. The price is right. Are you a fan of the athlete David Price? Are you? Well, I think it's very obvious that I'm a fan of David Price. What 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 uh, sport does he play? Please, come on, <laughs> come on! You're gonna ask me How what sport Mark he Price? plays. Everybody like knows him? what you sport like David. If you didn't yeah, really. know, yeah, really, the Terrifics number thirteen. I don't think you know. Oh, I know. I'm just not going to tell you. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. You can look it up later. The Terrifics number thirteen. Uh, uh-huh. That will be with Reggie and Wonder Woman number 65. I hear you typing. What are you I hear you typing David I'm Price. I'm buying Transformers on eBay. He's a pitcher. Sure is a pitcher. Of course yeah, he is. Yes. What, what sport would that be? Obviously, it is football. <laughs> no, it's baseball. <laughs> it seems that old David Price is a Boston Red Sox. Yes, he is. But he may, I, uh, to me, he made his name as a Tampa Bay uh, Light- Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Ray. Uh, ah. But yes, no, I'm messing up. You know, you just keep going and I'll mess up. I also was just handed a note. Am I getting oh. Ethan? Eric, what is the answer to that? Yes. Yes, yes you is. are. Yes. yes, I am. Tanya just asked me. She's too busy getting shout outs on True Crime All the Time podcast, Eric. <laughs> I mean, really, she's a star over here. Uh, you handed me notes. But yes, that is the end of the podcast. We'll be talking about that on the Patreon on the Issues podcast because I have a huge issue with that and basically how many times we got charged you? for that little shout out. You have that issues? Ex- that was an expensive shout out, I'll tell you. All right, we're done, Eric. We are done. Uh, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. We Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. <laughs>
closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys